0: hello everybody happy christmas it's our christmas music jingle jingle jammer it's christmas it's nearly christmas december
1: it's december time it's christmas Time. That,
0: you, you love the Christmas podcast music, don't you? I love this it. Is like, this is why you still do the podcast. Like, I love every year, like, midway Christmas. through the year, like, going, oh, I we need to start this podcast. But then you think, no, yeah. I well, want I to hear can't. the Christmas I've got podcast. To get I hope I remember to yeah. edit the music in this uh, tomorrow morning when I'm putting this together. Otherwise, people aren't going to Oh, I love Christmas. going crazy. Christmas is the best.
1: Brilliant.
0: It's brilliant. We've even got, because we're still recording this podcast on our bed, because we haven't got a podcasting table yet. And Gemma even changed the duvet to yep. be Christmassy today. So it's a nice... Yep red and white festive looking Christmas duvet everything's Christmas from
1: now on you can't do anything and
0: we have a Christmas podcast picture this week don't we we, yeah. we teased that on the show last week yeah. lots of people seem to like it thank you very much everybody who said you like my picture like I said it was last literally, what? it should
1: be a card
0: it was like literally the, the easiest podcast picture I've ever made
1: Maybe you overthink things. I
0: think I do. Like when I was doing my little gingerbread duck two years ago, and my little fluffy duck. I, I had to learn Photoshop skills for that. But this every is just year, like, splat, splat, there you go. You but need to make
1: good. a Christmas card I think that it based should, on the logo. I think... We could bring out a set.
0: I do think that this year's a Christmas podcast picture could be a Christmas card. You're right, but it's too late. Because we've, we've sent our Christmas cards off to the curry people, haven't we? And, um, I
1: know, but we can make a we can make a set of Christmas curry cards. We could conversation at street clubs and we could sell them for charity. That's that Ooh, how you that's how yeah. you trick people into buying your things. You go, Oh it's for charity We Could that'd
0: be a good idea. i I'd just have to be careful with where I'm stealing all my art from.
1: No, just say it's for charity. What, oh, okay. what do you do you like sick children? you want all the children to be sick and die do you yeah
0: yeah no well I I hope all the curry people have got their cards by now Um, and we we did we we sent one to Jack James Ryan we sent one to all the people who've been on the podcast in the year and he sent us a message the other day saying it has arrived to him he did so I'm glad that that has made its way to you Jack Um,
1: and also don't forget everybody who's listening feel like oh wow I wish I could send a Christmas card to Quarry People, just like my favourite podcasters, Mike and Gemma. You can, you can send them a Christmas card. You can send them post. Yeah, you can. It's easy. Just write to the ITV Studios. Yeah,
0: Trafford Wharf Road. It's yeah, easy. They get it. It's yeah, they'll great.
1: get it. You just, I'm sure if you just write but ITV Studios, hmm? ITV Studios Salford. Coronation <laughs> They're all feeling Christmas there. Yeah. I, well... I bet you, if you just write that. It will get there because the there. And mouse map's really good. It's if like if you like... want to
0: send your, lessons, your, your, your your Christmas list to Father Christmas, you just put Father Christmas North Pole, and it definitely gets there, doesn't it? Yeah, you get a reply and everything.
1: You can talk to Father Christmas other... on on hmm? the computer, lady. Did
0: you know that? Oh, yeah, yeah, don't say her name otherwise. Don't say she's, her no. name. Um, I, uh, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, the other thing I like Christmassy wise in Coronation Street, there's a couple of things actually. Number one, it's <sighs> that they put stuff on ITV Corrie social media and there's a little advent calendar that they've done this year. <laughs> is so, there? every yeah, there is. I haven't seen it on Twitter, I've only seen it on Instagram. Um, oh, I don't they, look at it on Instagram. No, but every, every, uh, every day there's a little advent calendar, and it's a video this year of um, different cast members coming out of, I guess, their dressing rooms to, to say something. Like oh, um, they had like, Harriet Bibby saying don't a joke. In there.
1: <laughs>
0: they had Harriet Bibby saying a joke the other day, and I can't remember. Peter Gum was today, old Gunny was there. Um, it's it's good. I appreciate Corey doing that. And the other thing that I like about Corey at Christmas is being able to see all the cast members' Christmas trees. We've seen a few of those so far, haven't we? These
1: are all these are all real life trees. Sally Carmen's practices. tree.
0: She she put hers up about a week ago. She she likes the she early Christmas to sell. Uh, yeah, it's lots of fun. We hope that um, all our listeners are enjoying the festive period because December means it means Christmas it means Conversation Street Awards that's probably going to be in about two weeks time maybe we'll be able to get things rolling with that it means uh, Conversation Street's 500th episode which is happening next week amazing and um, probably other things as well Corrie's birthday as well happy birthday Corrie for um, for in a couple of days time too yeah right so (laughs) what's been going on what's been happening in our lives Gemma deadline week for you this week not much are else are
1: you going to do much chatting more
0: i yeah um maybe What are we talking about, Gemma? This week, we have got episodes of Coronation Street from the 29th of November to the 3rd of December. And that is episodes 10,494 to 10,499. And this is pretty cool, because we are on episode 499, and today was Coronation Street, episode 10,499. So we've only got to get Coronation Street to stop now, and then us record another 10,000 episodes, and then we'll have caught up with them. What do you think of that?
1: I reckon if you split our podcast up a bit more... We get to 10,000 easily. You reckon? Are we recording Five minute chunks. We've probably recorded 10,000 hours of wittering (laughs) and nonsense. If we
0: made each of our podcasts a normal podcast lens, then maybe we would be able to get to 10,000. We actually, we do record two a week, but we only make our numbers go up. So we've probably recorded like six and released about 600 episodes by this point. So we're just, uh, we're shooting ourselves in the foot by not numbering each of them individually. But oh wow, what can you do? I reckon we've probably
1: only done about 2,000
0: hours. You reckon? Oh, I've still got a way to go then. So, well
1: let's keep going then so next
0: week on Tell episode 500 for will be 10,500 of curry. <laughs> I didn't mm.
1: yeah alright it's a joke
0: um quiz do you want
1: to do a quiz for God's sake
0: <laughs> I would Our love to do one for his sake actually
1: yeah. 29th of, of November to the 3rd of December and years ending in a one and a six from coronationstreet.fandom.com is where I got all the information I know you did that I used to make this quiz I know 29th of November two thousand and six. Fizz breaks the news to Les and Chesney that Scylla has cancer, but where do they suspect it came from?
0: Sunbed. That's
1: right. What a scandal. Um
0: That was that was um that was a issues based story right there, wasn't it? Yeah, don't going, go on your sunbed. Do, people sunbed. Still, do people still go on sunbeds?
1: I don't Or is that more think, of a
0: nineties thing?
1: I think it, these days. I don't know. Are you allowed them anymore? I
0: don't know. I know, I know that my parents used to go on sunbeds before we went on. Are you kidding on, me? No. We used to go on, sometimes if we went to beach holidays or whatever, oh, in Cornwall or whatever, then they would definitely go to on a sunbed. I think people just That's did it back in ridiculous. these days. No, it's not. People did it in those days
1: that's so silly
0: well we we know this now isn't I, I i went like when we went to the stuff.
1: caribbean for two weeks i came back <laughs> luminous like <laughs> i blowing, so blowing in the dark
0: <laughs> you don't really catch this or well, you you burn a little bit don't you i put
1: 50 factor all over myself
0: yeah i tan quite nicely but i just never yeah, really do, go out in go the go sun really olive. i just, i never wear shorts um and I, and I wear my jacket through most of summer as yeah, well my face goes quite nice and tanned actually in your hands yes Tanned well, hands.
1: I think whatever. I don't. Who cares? Next question. I don't, I've just never understood why you would want to be tanned. I just think you just look browner. What? Wow, big whoop. You've spent a lot of time and effort and possibly money on making your skin a different colour than it was when it started. What are you well, doing? It's just a
0: change. It's like dyeing your hair, yeah. isn't
1: it? I don't do that either. <laughs> It's a waste of time and money.
0: You, I remember when you turned like 13 and you said, I'm going to go blonde this year. I want to go year. blonde. But you never really got around to it, did you really? No,
1: because if I did it now, I'd just look like Miss Piggy, but more ugly. <laughs> Stop that. 29th of November, 1971. What kind of dancing does Ray suggest a bet that they should have at the Rovers?
0: <sighs> go-go dancing. It was yes. um, Lucille Hewitt and Bette Lynch on the bar. That was yes. fun. Yes, go-go dancing.
1: 29th of November, 1991. Percy agrees to take on a festive role at Betterby, mm-hmm. but what does he insist on being called and why?
0: Absolutely not Santa Claus. He is Father Christmas, thank you very much, because yes. that's the British way.
1: That's right. <laughs> that was so funny. Really the bit where he's doing it. Imagine. A,
0: he, in, when he opens um, you know, the first day on the job and he's got a, a poem that he reads out that Betterby's have given him, and it, it ends in a rhyme that rhymes with what well, he's supposed to say, Santa Claus, and then he changes it to Father Christmas and fills the flow.
1: Oh, Daniel and Daniel, Summer would be upset, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, Summer would wait to see what Daniel said and then she'd agree with him. <laughs> 29th of November, 1996. Alf is so shocked to hear from Audrey that Fred has proposed to Rita that he drives up a one-way street and crashes into what?
0: Oh, I don't know. Alf crashes his car. Um, Not a clue. Skip. Tree. Police car. Police car. Oh, did it? I've given flashbacks, Irini.
1: Pull in the face. Pull in in the the face. face. (laughs) And you're to blame. We're in high spirits tonight. 30th of November 2016. Which couple get married?
0: 2016. I don't, as really you know, I don't pay any attention to anniversary dates, like, can you give me a look, like, are they still married and together? No, no. Of course not, because they'd be... What are you Nobody talking is. about? Because <laughs> <laughs> Coronation Street. Are they still in the show?
1: Um, one of them is.
0: Oh, I don't know, tell me.
1: One of them's dead.
0: One of them's dead.
1: Mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Zidane and Rana.
0: Oh, tragic! Oh, there's a nice wedding. No wonder did we he's so
1: grumpy. It's fiftieth anniversary.
0: Hang, wait, hang on a minute. I know who turned up at the wedding of Zadan and Rana. Imran. Beardy Imran. Beardy mank Imran. <laughs> Beardy manky Imran. <laughs> yes, with this brilliant northern accent. Oh, Besides I don't have Imran that down.
1: I normally look to see what happens. No, that's not right.
0: Is that No, right? it
1: isn't. Maybe this is the different... Because different, they had two weddings, didn't they? Greedy.
0: Ah, uh, Yeah, maybe it is. Oh, maybe. It was a
1: while ago. I think he's, I think it was... They had, they had two weddings, didn't they? Cause they, had, they did. They had the, their knickers
0: there, didn't one, they?
1: And another one. And
0: in the, in the, in the civil one. Can't just stop having weddings, oh, can they? Not going to... Yeah, he's well, not been in it that long, is he? What
1: are you talking about? Imran. 1st of December 2006... What drastic yeah, measures does Danny Baldwin we we talked the other day about how long he's been in it. Yeah we did. First of December two thousand six. What drastic measures does Danny Baldwin take to get Jamie to leave Frankie?
0: Um don't know.
1: It involves a trip.
0: Uh he takes him somewhere <laughs> and says
1: Don't do it.
0: Then trips him up. <laughs> I don't know, what does he do? He
1: drives to the moors, climbs on a viaduct, and threatens to jump off.
0: I don't remember that at all.
1: Am I making. I don't even know if I'm writing down what you're doing. No, you haven't
0: got that one either. No.
1: Um, 2nd of December 2011. What plans of Sophie and Sean are thwarted by Sally and Rosie?
0: Bonking. No. No. Oh, Marion.
1: They want to elicit soup. Soup kitchening.
0: Scotland. Oh, okay.
1: No, he's more soup. That's no, what that Sally's like. Stop I mean... feeding them, they're like pigeons. <laughs> You feed them, they keep coming okay. back.
0: I thought I was right there. 2nd of December
1: 2016, who is Maria exonerated of killing? Everyone's forgotten about this story, haven't they? This is...
0: Jed Stone?
1: Everyone thought that Maria killed Jed Stone, no. did they?
0: Liam? No? <gasps> Kaz Hammond!
1: Kaz, naughty Kaz. Kaz.
0: Kaz. Oh, who could Army forget Kaz. that classic Christmas story? Army Kaz, yeah. That was, a, that was a bit of a train wreck, that one, wasn't it? Mm. She,
1: was,
0: she was the grace of 2016, was caz wasn't
1: she? Yeah. Except she was gay.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. 3rd <laughs> of so, December 2001, Emma is suspicious that someone on the street is harbouring a criminal.
0: 2001. Who in who? Emma is suspicious that... <laughs>
1: You, it's like you're writing an essay for English, and you're trying to get your word count up.
0: Is this anything to do with the Sykes? I don't know. Uh, the, the surname isn't Sykes. No. Um, uh, I thought I'd so well with this quiz today, and you know, I've just gone. And, I've no, I've flocked come, flocked. Gone, gone off of gone off with more viaduct. I don't know who the
1: Duckworths, uh, harbouring Terry. Uh. And Emma's like, I oh, know. I'm boring. I'm good I through cold that. water on this storyline. Mm. 3rd of December 2006. Well, got get what this one. secret do Bev, Ken and Deirdre suspect that Tracy is hiding?
0: Oh, I don't know. This, the
1: thing is, these questions are supposed to be what the quiz is for because it's based on dates. And you're the one that suggested me doing dates. Quiz around dates.
0: Is this... Something about Charlie.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: Christmas, two thousand and six.
1: No, I said the third of December.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she hadn't killed Charlie by that point. I don't know. What
1: is her plan?
0: To kill Charlie, but that's not her plan. I don't know.
1: They thought she was being abused.
0: Oh, I remember that.
1: Well, you didn't say didn't it to you, you Oh man. Right,
0: was six, I, like, seven. Seven, okay. Oh is that it, more. Sort of uh, more. Out more than wrong. seven. Oh, okay. I thought it was worse than that. I'll take it.
1: Would you like to know his birthday I would is love to know who's
0: got a December birthday. The
1: birthdays of people that are ruining their family's Christmas celebrations <laughs> and also asking for a double present every year are 4th of December, Thomas Craig played Tommy Harris. 7th of December, director Claude Watham. Or Watham. Sue Johnson played Gloria P- Price. Clive Russell played Phil Nail. 8th of December, Arthur Leslie, Jack Walker. Jill Summers, played Phyllis Pearce. Adele Rose, writer. Mm. Uh, 10th of December, Steve Houston, who played Eddie Windass. And Stephen Billington, who played Greg Kelly. Fantastic. Happy Christmas, festive birthday to you.
0: Should we we do street talk now?
1: Yeah. Okay. Why are you going quiet all of a sudden? You're Um, sad because you got four wrong.
0: I just think that we can't... Um, maintain this level of enthusiasm okay, and I can I
1: would do it right go on podcast. let's go for it
0: especially not with the episodes Woo! This week. let's go right christmasy street talk Chris, no adventy adventy street talk time we'll light that candle and see what is happening in this week on the street Gemma it's we not have advent got yet is it what do you mean it's not advent I yet
1: advent was a different weird time that ends up in January somewhere. no you're th- Thinking what am I thinking of? Oh, a Epiphany, yeah. Which
0: is in January. Of course it's Advent. We've been opening our Advent I know. calendars yeah, this year. Yeah, I week. know, but
1: I thought it was one of those weird things where everyone decided let's just make it all of December. But actually, if you're like Catholic, you're like, it's obviously only from the 8th to no. the
0: 14th. I have I don't think that's right. You might be right, all right. I have got two advent calendars this year. I've got a nice Lint one that you bought me. And I did. I've got a Harry Potter Hogwarts Express one that your lovely mother had bought I know. me and you have got a lint one as well and you've got a, i've got three
1: a, more than that. you've
0: got a fortnum's one
1: i do fortnum's Amazon amazing one that you it's bought just... me for my birthday
0: oh yes i did didn't i that's right
1: that was you very forgot. nice of you me. Bought me didn't you
0: yes i think that, yeah the first time i saw it was the other day Well, what did you get in your fortnum's advent calendar today
1: oh today i got a tin of loose leaf tea <laughs> yesterday i got some ground coffee and the day before that, I got some uh, chocolate coins. La
0: di da you.
1: Well, you're the one that brought it up. I wasn't going to mention it. <laughs> if you want to follow my Advent adventures, you can go and follow me on um, Instagram at feedfashfit, where I'll post Plug. every day. Plug. Yeah, I'm allowed to plug my own stuff.
0: Right? What storyline titles we doing for this week? I've got some truly dreadful storyline titles. I quite like this one. The, the the Curtis story we're going to cover first. <laughs> that had been called heartbroken, but we now his we now know his heart is absolutely fine. Um, I've, I've got this storyline called A Case of the Munchies. Because he's got Munchausen syndrome, which is what we said, because somebody on a podcast uh, Facebook group suggested it a long time ago. Case in the Munch, that's good, that's good. That's all right with that one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Yes. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the Kelly story then, because that leads into... The um, stew being around, and then we've got the, the Zidane story. I, I like to come up with some other titles for this. We have been calling it "I'll Have Zidane Payment Please," which is always terrible. I I also thought because he's working for Hashim, we could call this story "A Right Hash Job," yeah, 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 yeah? or "Hash in the Cash," right. Yeah, maybe, or maybe get. I
1: mean, I don't know what you want from me because I feel like laughter,
0: raucous, uncontrollable. I feel like laughter. you
1: sort of um, do it, do it stupid on purpose, and then, and then you say something like that, and I think,
0: okay, right, Grace storyline, yeah, Gemma. Um, <laughs> I've called it because she's, she's, this is also about cash as well, isn't it? So I've called the storyline Grace Money. Like what if you fall over mean? and you're my gra- grace, a graze money, I graze money, knee. money. I'm sorry. <laughs> I told you that so that, that might
1: call- be your worst one ever. I know,
0: I know. I also got with bad grace. I could call it. That's the thing, isn't it? I don't really know. Uh, well, then we got the summer crush story. Also the Daisy and Daniel, which has still avoided a storyline title all this time. I thought maybe because Daniel's life at the moment is revolving around two things: his job and his uh, his ex. So we could call this storyline School Days school and Daisy yeah maybe yeah great and if you thought Grace money was bad then how about Daisy going out with that new player from Weatherfield County striker match because she was matched with a striker oh oh my god striker match Um, and then we uh, Mimi we'll talk about at the end who's the most amazing character I've seen in a long time Mama Mimi of course Mama Mimi
1: here I go again
0: standard so Gemma because um, I think you have been looking forward to the grand reveal of what is up with Curtis. Uh, I'm going to pass over to you to tell us all about his case of the munchies. I was just
1: trying to who it was that said that they... Because somebody originally said...
0: Yes, yeah, so you're just scrolling down our Facebook group at the moment. <sighs> I can't, well, do you want to start talking about it? You, you start doing this on opposite. I'm going to gonna find out... Because they deserve who it credit was for on this. They do. It was an amazing right. theory. Right, so... And it's
1: true. Yes. Um, okay. On Monday, Emma is getting all excited about the wedding prep. Can I just point out to the pair of them, I know they don't own their own flat. I I can't remember who owns it. Where is it?
0: They, they live above the salon, don't they? So is
1: it Audrey's?
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I know they I don't can't. own it, but, but at the same time, perhaps they should spend their money on getting rid of the smoke damage. <laughs>
0: I know, it's a bit it's a bit grim, isn't it? I mean we we can talk, we're still um we're still not in we still haven't moved out of boxes in our house yet, but oh. I
1: know, but at the same time I reckon that if there was like sit on the walls, we might do something about it. Not necessarily not necessarily knowing us. We get, but, get
0: no, we get your dad to do it.
1: Well, if we had money we wouldn't go let's let's just
0: I would party. ask whether your dad could do it, and then you'd get mad at me for yeah, assuming it's not that your, slave. your dad would do it.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, it's not your dad, it's my dad.
0: Okay.
1: If I had a house by myself, it'd do it.
0: We found on the Facebook group, while we were talking very slowly there and pausing, because we were playing around on the iPad, who, who it was, Gemma, who came up with this well, theory.
1: we have, um, actually, Heather... Oh no, Heather said on the 1st of December that she reckoned it was... Munchausen oh, syndrome, that but pages, um, well, Ian had, I think, was the first one. Yeah, it was to Ian. say on our Facebook group that he reckons that this is the fourth
0: of September that he said this, so three months ago.
1: Right. I just want to say something quickly. I've got all this stuff in my brain about Munchausen syndrome, and I know we've got to say it at the end, but I'm going to say it now.
0: Go for it.
1: Okay. Right. First of all, it's not called that anymore. Munchausen syndrome. They didn't
0: call it a lot on the show, did they? No, they didn't. But everybody, fictitious disorder. Is it? I think it's factitious. Factitious disorder.
1: Um, Now, when I heard they changed the name from Munchausen to factitious disorder, I was like, "Oh, that's so mean! Poor Doctor Munchausen, who discovered this." That's so cruel that now he's just being, dis- like...
0: Just... But that's not why it's called after, it, is it?
1: It's named after a fictitious baron who was... Or was it a fictitious baron? Based on a baron? real person who was very boastful and always said that he got up to all kind of stuff when he didn't. Yeah. Um, and if you went to Tenerife, he's been to Reef. That's a joke. Uh, um, mm. So they changed it because you, it's You can a have a right in the storyline That's a if you like. It's a bit misleading um, and it's also a bit cruel to name after a fictitious liar. <laughs> it's like, it's like naming it after Jim Carrey's character in Liar Liar. <laughs> anyway, um, now a lot of people keep adding, saying Munchausen's, which I'm sure is, is fine really to call it that if you want to. Um, but by proxy is when you do it to somebody else. So it's, and they, they want to change that to medical abuse because that's really what it is normally it is um some kind of it's inflicted upon somebody by somebody else normally a caretaker, normally a woman who will it's like inflict, a mum making out the kids sick yeah inflict pain or yes make the child ill to get attention and it was uh, popularized by the movie um <laughs> six cents i was like seven <laughs> it's not that is it <laughs> uh the movie um six cents um
0: but was the sense really sick or it just been made to think it was
1: no that would be hypochondria. <laughs> <laughs> hypochondria is when you think you're ill. Factitious disorder imposed on self, which is what he has, is when you um, you you're convinced that you're well you make yourself ill to get attention or you pretend that you're ill. So there's mm. two different two different um, methods you either pretend or you actually inflict it upon yourself. So you fall over, hit yourself, mm. hurt cut yourself,
0: yeah, make um, yourself Poorly.
1: Take medicine to make yourself sick and so on and um, then the other one is now called factitious disorder imposed on another I think. Okay. Um, but interestingly it's not very well understood because it's very difficult for anyone to really get to the bottom of whether their patient even has it in the first place.
0: Well not many people uh, apparently have admitted to having it have they? There aren't I, very I many think it's part of the sufferers. disorder is that, the that you
1: would not admit that you had it. Now yeah. The thing is about it is it manifests through different reasons depending on on your background so some people have it because they're depressed or anxious or they have a background of abuse or um, a childhood illness for example or some kind of trauma and some some people manifest it because they have a personality disorder and if it's a symptom of anxiety or depression it's you can probably treat you can treat it you can Um, go to therapy and work out why it you're doing it and perhaps think of strategies that you can employ to get the same result without lying to everybody and wasting people's time. Um, But if it's due to a personality disorder of some kind, like borderline personality disorder, it's almost, it's very, very difficult. Well, I
0: don't think Curtis has to worry about that because he hasn't got a personality.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is the thing, right? Because Curtis has now been unveiled as having this. Um, and now I'm wondering, like, because I read up um, an article, was posted, Chad and Rebecca sent it to us yes. on The Sun about this. And uh, I thought it was in the mirror. All oh, right, Well, they're the same, aren't they? Except one of one the, the, the red needle. tops. Um, and they were, t- oh, so they were talking about how they put a lot of research into this story and um, the guy who plays Curtis, which we don't know so he's name.
0: Redford, maybe. What? Anyway. I, I mean, if I mumble it, it's definitely Sam- right.
1: Yeah, So He um, spent a lot of time talking to people about it and um, uh, doctors who have done a lot of research into it. So, because of that, um, I'm wondering whether they're going to give him a backstory that explains why he now has...
0: Well they Facetious
1: they, disorder They talked um, when, disorder.
0: when he was um, In with the doctor They said that this The scar on his chest From when he had A bit of heart surgery When he was a kid So
1: that's one of the things That's one of the things That you can that Can trigger you If you have a childhood illness mm. um, So uh, I guess I mean I haven't read any, Why that would be But it would make sense That it, you kind of remember Having lots of attention When you're a child Yeah maybe Maybe he, want, maybe he wants To scam another um, Wish out of the Make a wish foundation
0: Yeah. Maybe he got to
1: go to, like, Disneyland.
0: Yeah, and he wants to go back again. Now he's heard that, because maybe he really loves Harry Potter and he wants to go to the Universal Studios tour and he just missed it when he went last time.
1: Or maybe he's like, no one told me about Disney World. Why did you let me go to Disneyland when there was a Disney World? Disneyland's (laughs) rubbish. I feel like I messed my wish up.
0: (laughs) Right, um, where are we at, Sorry,
1: anyway, I just wanted to quickly say that because... um,
0: it's very fascinating, it's
1: honestly, really fascinating to learn about this and uh, to also see how um, Coronation Street is trying really hard to um, to to make this kind of delicate and uh, be be sensitive to it. And the guy who plays Curtis, he is sort of I hope you know, hopes people feel sympathy for Curtis. Blah 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 blah, which is very weird because it is a very soapy, made up sounding issue isn't it Mm. like it sounds fake it sounds it's like the sort of thing that you put in a soap
0: yeah and when when you read about it it's like really that sounds a bit weird
1: it's difficult to sympathize with people with it which is unfortunate and i'm trying my best to um understand it and i can i can sympathize with it but unfortunately the problem with it is that it takes time and resources away from people who are actually sick and the other thing is um there, are, there, there have been quite a few cases of people who have it, and then they die of some kind of disease or cancer or something because no one oh, yeah, believes. A bit
0: a bit of boy who cried wolf situation, yep. isn't
1: it? So is that is this going to be how Curtis is going to die? That's what's going to Actually, have
0: something wrong with him. Yeah.
1: Poor oh. Curtis. It's very. Im- Im- I mean, if you don't have any control over this, which I'm assuming it's very difficult to exercise control over the impulse that you feel who say that you're sick, imagine how difficult it would be to have such a... Like, it's, it doesn't endear you to anybody, does it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's like the, one of the most irritating things to have wrong with you. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I'm just being I honest. Of, I could think of worse. Well, like... Um, never-ending flatulence
0: yeah i was thinking something like that actually <laughs> some kind of bottom problem I'm so, like um
1: sorry <laughs> like cerberus
0: has we learned in today's episode of curry i'm not
1: doing it on purpose <laughs> your majesty right come on come
0: on we need to get on to the synopsis. Right. of this okay, listen. spoiled this so far we telling us guess what curtis is,
1: is lying
0: he spends most curtis of monday's episode saying i think dude. we should have a low-key wedding doesn't, doesn't he
1: i just want to say that again in case people misheard what i said he's a big fat dude.
0: yes he is yeah
1: Jude the liar we've got another one on our hands yeah and this one's even more ridiculous than the first one yeah so um Debbie's like oh yeah let's have the reception because Debbie's now become the de facto wedding planner wedding since, hoster since no she's the wedding planner since Michelle left
0: oh yeah she's right into her shoes people come to her they?
1: like she's supposed to just click her fingers and find and do everything for them mm. which she does really she will do anything th- for casual artists I, th- I
0: tell you what i want to say debbie likes going around picking fights with people at the moment doesn't she i want to see her go against billy for the the ultimate wedding venue hoster of weatherfield and billy's trying to get him to come to the church
1: billy doesn't care about people coming to church anymore. You know, he's he's like would you
0: like soup <laughs> i know i've made minestrone soup but that's all he does these days i know there's, what what does an I'm Archdeacon do? What think. am I learning about Archdeacon's duties? They just dish up soup to the I'm homeless. starting to think
1: that Coronation Street doesn't have a clue what an Archdeacon is or either that, or Billy's actually the most useless archdeacon that's ever lived. <laughs> you know how they say that you get um promoted to your level of incompetence mm. um They just obviously promoted him beyond his ability, yeah, and he's just stuck serving soup to everybody. <laughs>
0: Um, anyway, what's happened about is is um, is uh, archdeaconage, which was, was that they were sp-
1: making it into a halfway house, weren't they? Yeah,
0: he should he should give it as a place for the homeless people to hang out. Look how nice and toasty they'd be with that you, heat pump. Michael,
1: you can't cure homelessness by giving people homes. That's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> you got to offer them a job at a speed dial.
1: You got you got to work for it. Mm. Right. Okay. So Debbie says, um, Curtis says, Look, let's keep it low key. I don't want lots of people to come. My family, I don't speak to a lot of them. Debbie says, why not the Chariot Square Hotel? Wow, genius suggestion. And Emma says, no, let's make it bigger, let's make it bigger. So later on they go to talk to Amy. Quick reminder, everybody. Amy and Emma are half-sisters, just in case she forgot. Um, They're having the same conversation where Curtis is saying, no, I don't really want lots of people. All my mates are abroad. I don't really get on with my family. Um, Emma's just... Just taking this all as as fact. And, and Amy's giving him suspicious looks like, really? <laughs> it is a bit weird that you don't have any friends or family or anybody you want to come to the wedding. That's yeah. a bit odd. So um, I like the fact that she looks like she's on to him a little bit. Back at the flat later, Emma tells Curtis that he should reach out to his family. He says no. Um, I told my mum some home truths when my dad died and I just want... Um, I don't want everybody... I don't want everyone there. I don't want it to spend a lot of money on it because we need money for my medical treatments. Um, uh, later on, Steve um, and and Emma are there and he says he's going to pay for a lot of it too. That's really nice of him. I mm. um, don't know why he's got all this money, but he does. Business. Everybody's just got loads of money, don't they? Um, she says, I'm going to secretly invite his family to come... What could go wrong? I don't, I
0: don't think she says what could go wrong. I think that was my notes. I just... think
1: a few people said what could go wrong. I think Fizz said that about Phil moving in with her, didn't she? So
0: praise <laughs> of doom.
1: Wednesday, Curtis is trying to put Emma off of coming to his appointment, which is a specialist that Steve has paid like £4,000 for or something to go and talk uh, talk to somebody privately about... That
0: is Dickie Ticker.
1: Ticker Dickie, yeah. Um, to Curtis Vines... Um, no... Curtis finds that Emma's spoken to his cousin and has the number. Yeah, he punched out post it. A post it. A po- a oh, I thought how she got post from somebody already. <laughs> um, she says, "Look, okay, I admit it. I have let the family know about the wedding, um, but she hasn't. The cousin hasn't replied yet." And he's like, "Look, of course she hasn't replied. She, everyone hates me and my family. Please don't ask anybody to come to the wedding. I don't want them to come." Emma sees Aggie in the cafe and says, um, oh, it's so sad because Curtis has dropped out of medical school because of all of his hard work. No, all of the work that is involved and also that he's very sick. So Aggie's like, we can't lose another doctor right when we need them so much. Have
0: you not heard about Omicron?
1: Yes, I have.
0: Well, no, that's what Aggie's saying. Is that what we
1: she
0: says? All... No, she... she doesn't. I don't know, <laughs> no, do I? It really just... It's
1: only just got here. All right. That's why I was surprised. <laughs> Aggie's, Aggie's like, look, don't drop out. Um, You should go and talk to your mentor. And he's like, I don't get on with the mentor. Um, You know, this is one of these examples where if somebody, every single person they know are all assholes, it's probably them that's the asshole. <laughs> then he gets a phone call and he's like, don't call me. I'm really ill. I can't deal with it. So you're harassing me. Leave me alone. Who could that be? Curtis and Emma go to the hospital waiting room. We have a little chat here about how awful it is that people can bypass waiting lists if they've got enough money. Like capitalism has just been invented in Weatherfield and nobody heard of it before now. Mm -hmm. Um, And the nurse comes and says, oh, just so you know, the person you were going to see is not here today. So you're going to speak to Dr. Skeptic. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, not Dr. Skeptic oh gosh, um, <clears throat> he looks very worried about this, and then he gets up to leave, and I was like, no, no, you've got to, you've got to stay, we've got to find out what's wrong with you, and then Dr. Skeptic comes out and says, come inside, Curtis, nice to see you again. Sorry, just go, What?
0: <laughs> We're recording the podcast a little bit late today, because when, um... When the episode finished, I was like, "Oh, I should make a graph about how the uh, how the prices of kids in Coronation Street have changed over the years." So I made a little line graph. I was quite pleased with that. Um So and it had um, well, we, we we get to that story later. But um, Jack P Shepherd has written a reply to my lovely graph picture on Instagram. He has because we we one of the one of the the children that was sold was Max. Well, K- Kylie was trying to sell him uh, twenty thousand pounds for Max back in uh, in two thousand eleven. Jack B. Shepard says, I'll give Max back for 10 bob. (laughs) (laughs) Also... I like um, that. Thank you, Jack.
1: He plays Amy.
0: Elma Vaney. Elma
1: Vaney liked it.
0: She did. Because
1: she's the most expensive child.
0: Yeah, 25 grand. 20 grand. old Patience Cropper. 20 grand. 20 grand. No. No. She was 25 grand. All right.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I don't take notes about how much children cost. It's a bit suspicious. Good, I don't want really you any ideas. <laughs> I, I don't want to, want to
0: come home from work one day and you say, and, and, and you know, they find a child here, and Gemma, what have you been spending now? All the shoes were bad enough.
1: Yeah, but this one can make shoes. <laughs>
0: what, a load of cobblers? <laughs> um, right, was so a shoemaking joke. I
1: laughed. Did you hear me then? People, you heard me laugh. <laughs> right,
0: go on, sorry. Sorry doctor, for that. The doctor says,
1: um, Curtis, there's nothing we can do for you. We've already told you. That your heart is perfectly fine. No, he's
0: oh, making it up.
1: Doctor Skeptic, no, I'm really sick. He's like, look at my scar. I got, I had surgery, and he's like, that's right. We operated you and fixed your problem. And he's like, no, I'm still ill. And doctor says, no, you're suffering from. Let me just check the Conversation Street Facebook group. Factitious disorder. I always call it Munchausen's, but we can't call it that anymore. You should go and see a shrink. Cat is like <laughs> how insensitive he drops out and he says Emma I've been told my condition is very serious I could die at any moment let's leave immediately I need to have more tests they might be able to sort me out and they might not let's
0: go no, no it kind of ends in a positive really well he's, he's like
1: they said they might be able yeah, to help me yeah. let's
0: leave he kind of goes out making out that it's worse than he ends the scene saying it is. Yeah, it was a bit weird. Because she, she ends it saying, oh, so we could oh, live happily ever after. So you
1: might not die, you might live forever. Back at home. I tell you what, she she needs, she needs, um. she needs, a, she needed to have had a hamster or something as a child, you know, mm. to get used to it.
0: Well, she, well, what, dad she what, died. Yeah, and Eccles.
1: Yeah, she's bad luck. <laughs> Somebody should warn Curtis. Yeah. Back at home, Tyrone says to Curtis, oh there's a bloke outside, looks really worried and I told told him that you were here because I thought it can't be the police. Alright, Tyrone, whatever. Um, Curtis goes downstairs and there's a bloke there and he is actually played by the same actor who was Moira's husband. Yes, he's been ago. in Coronation Street before. He's been in for quite a few things.
0: Thank you. He was he's at the got point very to that distinctive her, eyes. Did. Yeah, he he. So the character is supposed to look like frazzled and worn out. And he um... looks
1: like I tell you what, he looks like exactly. He looks like a character in the first season of Game of Thrones who's gone beyond the wall and seen the White Walkers <laughs> and nobody yeah. believes
0: them. or well, he looks like he should be like a conspiracy theorist and have tinfoil hat on and stuff, shouldn't he? Like
1: going Omicron, oh, they they. It's fake. Look at this poster of a of an Italian cyber film it's all been predicted it's it's
0: fake but it was made in china yes back in um 2017 i think it was he played moira's husband ah oh, moira we miss you and um, he his the, the story that he was brought into it there was a fake vape vape a fake vape scam going on at the medical center do you remember this and um yes uh, or and, a
1: fape as they call it
0: and liz met up with the i can't remember what the scam was exactly but Liz meant no, people thought that maybe Moira was trying to scam Liz or something. But it turned out that it was this bloke who then turned out to be Moira's husband. So, so we our theory we the is person.
1: now that Curtis's mum is Moira, yeah. which explains why he's nutty and also <laughs> explains why he's obsessed with medical things because exactly. his mum was a receptionist in yes. the medical centre and also where he's picked up all the lingo from. Mm. Um, you can also imagine. You can. Ima- you can kind of imagine Moira. Being a bit of a Munchausens by proxy mum. Oh yeah. <laughs> there you go, Curtis. Drink this. No, mummy, it's so bitter. I don't care.
0: <laughs> so yeah, this is this is his dad. We don't. It, it, it yes, takes the end dead. of the scene for it to be revealed, but I think um, some of us had figured this out by now. Although I well, mean, we, up until this point, we, knew, we, we, we were led to believe that Curtis's dad was dead. That's right. So that's the uh, that's the shock moment there.
1: So so the, so dad's like, sorry, um, please don't uh be mad at me and Curtis says I don't want anything to do with you and the man's uh, dad says what have you done what have you told Emma and Curtis says that I'm ill and the man says I'm going to tell her the truth and Curtis stops him and says look let's go to the bistro around the corner and um chat dad and then everyone goes oh. so back at the bistro um, Curtis says I have developed a serious heart condition and I've had tests and everything so I definitely am sick and his dad's like oh god okay I don't believe you. I want to help you, but I don't know how to. Then Emma comes creeping along. She just has no boundaries, does she? She really doesn't get that some people have private space. Can you imagine how annoying? She Emma kind of reminds me of like what it's like to have a cat or a dog at home, where they're like they follow you to the toilet and look at you, <laughs> and it's okay because it's a cat and you don't really care. But if it was a human, you'd be like, get out! You can't follow me into the toilet. Get out! <laughs> Sorry Emma and then you're like, sorry Emma, all right, come back, you can sit on the towel. But turn around, for God's sake, and hug your ears. I I quite liked Emma this. I
0: think Emma had some good lines. My favourite one was when they were asked was it Debbie was asking her about the wedding breakfast. Yes. Are you gonna have the wedding breakfast with us? And she's like, Oh, I think we'll eat before we go out.
1: I know, I that thought was that just was so the, that funny. That was just right, yeah.
0: that wasn't too dumb. I do remember I that
1: when we were getting married, I was look- I was getting all the roses, and I was like, this one does a breakfast too, that's really <laughs> nice, I like that. And I was looking at it going, roast beef though, for breakfast? It's very strange.
0: So you're on the same intellectual level as I didn't know what it was, because, Brooker, because I'd never been invited
1: say. to a wedding, or planned a wedding before oh. we had ours. Well, I'd been to weddings as a child, hmm. but never as a grown-up. <sighs> anyway, so... Emma just turns up, and she's like, sorry, I need you to help me with the napkins or something. I can't remember, but she had a reason. And he says, hello, I'm Neville, I'm Curtis's dad. And then Curtis is like, you're my stepdad, remember? And Emma says, yeah, I was going to say, your real dad's dead, isn't he? And, uh, Neville looks really upset, which isn't hard when your face looks permanently like you've been blighted by the terrible truth that the entire world's going to be run- overrun with, um, Frozen Zombies <laughs> by Series 8. Don't worry about it, though, it gets sorted out. Um, he plays along with it. He's probably quite used to playing along with Curtis and his delusions. He goes to the loo and Emma then says to Curtis, why don't you tell me you had a stepdad? And he says, look, things are very difficult with, with him, okay? And because he started seeing my mum right after my dad died and we don't even know if they were seeing each other before then. So it's all a bit of a scandal. And Emma's like, oh yeah, I understand about scandals. I live in coronation school. i
0: mean going hope that happens all the time around here. Then right
1: we have a scene which... <sighs> find really annoying. I don't like these stupid scenes where the factory people go, "We we can make your wedding dress." And the person's like, "Yeah, just design it as well." Like, those two that those two different I never knew that was such
0: a great artist. Did you see this lovely swishy picture? I like the
1: way he just drew I a lady. I didn't see any,
0: any graphite coming out of the pencil. We're... He just
1: drew a lady and then he drew loads of lines coming out the bottom. Like, a, this is a skirt. It's like, yeah, I know, Sean, and the concept of a skirt is not lost on me.
0: See, I think that I think that, that was probably just uh, drawn by Coronation Shoots resident artist Molly. Molly Craig, is
1: that what I think? I don't know, but... Um, she does all the meanest drawings. I wouldn't drawings. ask anybody to make... This is the same as, as offering to make somebody's wedding cake. Don't take it on yourself. Unless you're a professional... It's only going to cause problems.
0: <laughs> Hayley made a good few wedding dresses don't time, it. didn't she? I
1: know, I don't believe it There, I think it's ridiculous. This, it's just... Nobody makes wedding dresses for people, let alone designs them from scratch.
0: I can imagine... Uh, I, I don't think they're going to go down this route, but Emma having some kind of massive pink frilly... frilly fru yeah.
1: princess, like kind of Alice Tinker. Yeah, Alice Tinker. With exactly. like a, a lights on yeah. it. <laughs> um, Neville tells Curtis if he's not careful he's gonna lose Emma and she's gonna be like all the friends he's lied to over the year, years and he needs to tell her the truth and maybe she can help him. Ah, mm. oh, she's gonna be so confused and upset when she <laughs> finds out he's a big liar. On Friday, Emma urges Curtis to rebuild bridges with his mum and tell him about his heart condition. Um, which is what he says he was talking to Neville about. And then Neville tells Curtis, come home, I'll get you a new therapist, we'll sort you out. And and Curtis says, no, actually, I'm going, I'm leaving. I'm going somewhere, you'll never find me. Stay away from me and um, leave me alone. Um, And then Curtis says to Emma, I've decided I'm not going to tell my mum that I've got a condition because she'll get really sad. And then he tells Steve that um, he's been talking to his stepdad and... He was telling him that he's a rubbish uh, son and he hates him and um, he acts like he doesn't have a family. And Steve says, well, I'd be proud to call you son. So they're they're kind of embellishing this a little bit here because factitious disorder isn't really the same as compulsive lying, which is what Curses is doing. Yeah. Uh, This makes me think that it's due to a personality disorder. I think what they're doing is mixing a load of stuff together.
0: Well, I mean, I, I suppose like with many disorders or whatever, there's different versions of it, and it affects That's people in different said. ways, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I know. So but the thing so is, so what we see from Curtis is, I think that Curtis really, really does think that he's got these things. He's not just no, saying it. No, can I just?
1: Yeah. There not, are different. There are different types.
0: Yeah, but he's not saying it. Um, just to get attention, I think, which is what again sometimes you, we've said. Some people you've read about do know, it too because they like people looking point after. Point out them. that
1: there are three different things that are very similar. There's malingering, which is where you pretend that you're sick so that you can gain some kind of benefit from it, like not having to go to work or All getting charity money, money, getting money like Scylla did when she said she had cancer. Mm. There's hypochondria, where you believe that you're ill but you're not, and then there's factitious disorder where you pretend that you're ill or you make yourself ill okay those are three distinctly different oh, things
0: well curtis is being sold as factitious disorder isn't yes. it yes so he's so not he just a massive hypochondriac
1: no it's not the same thing so oh. i think coronation street's getting a bit confused and i also think they need to pick is he does he have this because he is traumatized from a childhood illness? or some other reason or starved of attention or something? Or is he doing it because he's a compulsive liar and he has a personality disorder where he can't, the way that he relates to people is fundamentally flawed in some way that is beyond his control Mm. and he can't really foster healthy relationships, which is what it seems like from his compulsive lying that's what it seems like it is. But you can't then... Because the thing is, the red herring to me, or the clue that's making me think they've got they've got another different backstory for him is the scar that he had. Because mm. if I was trying to make a sympathetic character with factitious disorder, I would have it that they had... They were very, very sick as a child and they never got over like the attention that they had then and they feel unworthy of the attention but they don't know how to get it back. So then they continue to say that they're sick to try to regain that kind of
0: yeah, I I guess we'll get more idea into what's going on in that little bonce of his once the reveal comes. The which thing is, is surely going to be at the wedding, which is also not happening very far away. So it's we don't have to wait long, I think, before it all comes out.
1: The thing is, though, he's not a very likeable character at the moment. Because we're seeing him tell outright lies that make people who are only trying to help him look bad.
0: Do you not are you not feeling are supposed to be feeling sympathetic for him, do you think
1: I was kind of kind of feeling a bit sorry for him when he was in the, the hot doctors and he was saying, "No, I am sick, I know I'm sick
0: mm.
1: um but the thing is then he went and said that his dad told him he was a bad son, yeah, um, and he also told his dad that he was le- leaving and going somewhere else it just they're all different things to to what factitious disorder is it's like added on the top
0: mm. And oh, you, you, you know, I've had problems with hypochondria in the past. I would say that I've had periods where it. I, I remember a few years ago, I would be going to the doctors like once a month, wouldn't I, for one thing or another. Yeah. Um. And that it, was
1: triggered by a specific thing, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, but it's a, it, I, I guess I feel sympathy in some way because of having ever so slightly similar experience. Okay, but
1: that. I just want to point something out. Wait, are you but sorry, I did. But I, said... I
0: didn't. You know, I didn't make things up. I no, but I just want I to point
1: out to you that. People like Curtis and i don't want to stigmatize people with this because i i've already you know I understand that it's not always within your control, and it must be very very difficult but um I just want to point out to you that people that have this muddy the waters for things like hypochondria, yeah, and also the other thing is there's another there's another strand which is not related to, to any of this, which is where people seek opioids or drug drugs and pre- pretend to have something wrong with them so that they can get access to prescriptions for things that they don't necessarily need mm. and doctors are very hesitant sometimes if you're a certain sort of person you know if they if they kind of um, what's the word clock you and they think this person is you know this kind of a, a person yeah. I'm going to think that they're trying to score drugs off me
0: mm. Or well, whenever we've they, seen Curtis going, go to the hospital, and just come back with some go, signals and stuff, hasn't they?
1: They're not going to take you seriously. So it adds to suspicion and a bad relationship with doctors and patients. If a doctor's suspicious of you and they're like, I don't believe this person is really um, is telling me the truth, or I don't believe this person has anything wrong with them, then they're going to be like, are they a hypochondriac? Are they seeking drugs? Or are they suffering from factitious disorder, mm. or are they malingering and trying to get time off work or something? Yeah. So all of these things, these these reasons, make it more difficult for people who have genuine problems to get access to help that they need. And additionally to that, the NHS is under a lot of strain, as are healthcare systems around the world, because of COVID, because of the backlog of um, problems that are caused by having to wait for treatment, because people can't get in to see doctors, there's there's not time for, for people who are lying about what's wrong with them. Mm.
0: Well, I goodness there aren't very many people that have this.
1: No, I don't know what the rates are of... Uh, of it. There's a, there's another sort of person as well, like, um, they're saying, like, online, um, online Munchausen's or factitious disorder, where people on forums say... I'm sick, I'm dying of cancer, and they... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Try and get Apparently sympathy there was... Or
1: somebody did a, a survey about deaths that had been reported. I think it was Live Journal, did, like, a survey of, like, of all the reported deaths um, that they have been told, you know, so-and-so users died or whatever. Only 10% of them are real. <laughs>
0: really? So
1: quite a lot of people go online, and it's much easier, so much easier to yeah, get... Yeah, yeah, yeah. to lie on the internet and say that you're sick and get... People
0: don't know, that's all you need to say, isn't it?
1: Well, why would anybody... Lots of
0: sympathetic people, lots of gullible people online.
1: It's not really gullible, is it? Because, you know, I would call gullible somebody who has all the information in front of them but doesn't really reach the right conclusion. Whereas, like, you you have to... You can't be like, I don't believe you. Are you sure? Because really, who would lie about having cancer or... And there is even a specific sort of factitious disorder which is to do with having a heart condition.
0: Oh, okay. Mm. Which is how it's Which is manifesting what he seems for to have Curtis.
1: Say that is wrong with him. I guess it's because it's a relatively easy thing to say that you've got, or like, oh, it didn't, you didn't mm. pick it up, and. So and it, it, like young people can definitely die of a heart condition. So you, think you of, thinking saying?
0: back recently, you know, we, we when um, he was pushing the car a couple of weeks ago, and then he kind of collapses in the middle of the street. Remember? So what are we to believe that happened to him then? Did he like feel like a bit of a twinge and go, ah, this is, uh, you know, I feel like I'm having a heart attack, or did he was he pushing it and thinking, oh, this is going to be a good excuse to to get some sympathy, or what? What do you think was was supposed to have been going through his head at a moment like that?
1: Um, well, the thing is, you you keep confusing it with hypochondria. I know, I know. And it's not. Um, so if if he actually has... Um,
0: Factitious disorder.
1: Then he's faking it. So this... I just want to go back to this article that we were talking about. It's from The Mirror. It's by Sue Crawford, and it's about a lady called Cindy Buckshon, and she's written a book about this, that's why she's come out, I think, to say that she's mm. got it, because she's trying to sell this book. But she's talking about how she has, what she's done. Like, for example, she ate a whole tin of tiger balm to make herself ill. She's like, she faints on the floor on purpose. She collapses. Yeah, she says she, she, she doesn't herself put her in the hands face. out. Because... And the thing is about it is that she causes herself physical harm.
0: Yeah, has Curtis done that? I don't think Curtis, no. as we've seen really harm himself. It's more just like, ah, I'm, I feel sick. Oh, I look. hurt
1: myself. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think he just fell over because he was like, well, if I was, if I had, if I had a heart condition and I was pushing a car, I would probably not be able to do it mm. and I'd collapse. So then he collapses because he gets attention. Yeah. That's just, it's as simple as that.
0: Yeah. Um, what did you think of the reveal of it then? Because the, the, we'd been
1: I thought they were doing a fake out on on us because I was I think that they knew that we knew.
0: I don't know whether they. Kn-
1: because the way the, the doctor said uh, it, the way the doctor said it was more dramatic if you thought he had factitious disorder because the doctor's like, "I'm sorry, we can't do anything for
0: you." I don't know. I think it was really clever of I can't remember who it was on our Facebook group again now. Uh, to to say that that's what it was. And I'd seen other places. Ian or, Paul. Yeah, that's right. I'd seen other um, outlets also suggest that there was something wrong with him. I'm not sure whether Cory actually thought that many people would hit the nail on the head with it. And it's quite possible, you know, we're only a small segment of the Coronation Street viewing community. There were probably an awful lot more viewers who didn't suspect it than ones that did. Now, he had been acting incredibly dodgy, but I don't know whether, you know, the lay viewer, if you like, would have said... Uh, would would have put two and two together and made that theory because I don't think everybody thinks about it quite as deeply as the hardcore well, curry fan.
1: That's the problem, isn't it? But um, the thing about there's there's always a delicate line, and it's sort of like a bit like an Agatha Christie where you can't put too many clues in because people are twig it before. I I but think that this is had... just enough so that when you go back and you go, oh yeah, exactly.
0: And I think that they maybe overdid it a little bit. They did because um,
1: I think honestly. Ian guessed it so early, but I think... I don't think we there were enough clues begun back then. I think to... that was a really
0: lucky guess.
1: It wasn't lucky. I think he just was very clever. Um, <laughs> I right, I think that I think we would have started to have...
0: That's the thing. I, I, I love, because I love years, being in this Coronation Street community, but I was I, I was thinking, would, would we have guessed this ourselves? I, would it have been better if we hadn't guessed it?
1: Well, I, I think because I already knew about it before... Knew what about Munchausen oh, and
0: stuff yeah. because
1: of um, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Oh,
0: yeah, so, but that
1: was by proxy. Yeah, I didn't know as much about it as
0: just the normal by, by being mm. your, Doing it yourself. To yourself. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I wonder what the people who had no idea thought of the reveal because it, it it can certainly be compared to the Jude reveal and indeed the Andy Carver reveal when we found out that he wasn't actually Gavin Rodwell. I love and, it. And I think I think both of those definitely the Andy one because I remember that vividly. We had absolutely no idea. They didn't have him looking really suspicious no. and going my name's. Go- my name's, oh, yeah, my name's Gavin or anything. It just came completely out of nowhere. At the end of an episode, we see him pick up the phone, doesn't he? And saying...
1: I know. I, I love Gavin, it. I, I
0: want to no, speak to Gavin Rodwell. I
1: prefer it like that. I prefer it, it like about, that. What is it about Coronation Street? Like Coronation Street is actually um, government propaganda to warn us, specifically young women away from hunky looking young blokes. (laughs) It's like, watch out, they'll get you pregnant. And they're lying.
0: I mean uh, there there is And I agree
1: with that. I think you should be aware.
0: It is nice sometimes to be able to guess and then find out Ah, I was right and then you kind of feel clever about it. But I I I prefer when things like that come out of the blue, but then like you said, you can look back and put the pieces together.
1: But more so than anything else, I enjoy the process of trying to guess what is going on. So I just enjoy the what we do on the podcast and the community and talking about what's going on here, what's happening and I like coming up with theories like, for example, my amazing stew theory, which I'll tell everyone about later.
0: Um, so the, the the other thing about Andy and Jude, actually, is I think both of those characters were fairly bland and dull before their main reveal happened, yeah. especially Jude. I can't remember much and about Andy. what we thought about Andy. Did we think that he was boring as well? Well, he's
1: kind of very bland, isn't he? Blandy. He bland. Yeah. yeah, Blandy. What did people used to call him?
0: They didn't call him Blandy. I
1: don't know. Ah, oh, there was a name. Well, have a think.
0: People, yeah, yeah so but so anyway. is this going to make Curtis more interesting?
1: No, I find him very irritating. It couldn't
0: make him less interesting, to be fair. But um...
1: I find him so irritating, and I'm really, I'm struggling, I'm struggling to sympathise with him, and I'm, I really am, I really am trying my hardest, but I just cannot really find it in myself to be to feel too bad for him, because he's a time waster and he's using resources and he's spending money that doesn't belong to him and i know that he knows deep down that he's not really ill and he's being offered help that's the other thing it's just very difficult because i do understand that there are some things you know mental issues that you will have where the even the idea of having help is part of your disorder that you will reject the offers of help and i know it's really it's really difficult but i'm being honest and i'm trying to like not pretend to be a virtuous nice good person when I'm not I think I just want to slap him <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, it, but at least it gives you something to cling on to when you're talking about his personality because we said before he didn't have much of a personality before now will it suddenly start to uh, develop I think this storyline this week was the most interesting it's ever been He's so that probably... can only be a good thing and I think the same I'd say for the Zidane storyline which had been uh, fairly dull up until this week and yes it was a bit a bit out there what happened today, but I was more invested in the, design, the dance storyline this week than I had been for a while, so um, I guess they're doing their job there.
1: It's very strange to me that people are... I mean, I understand that there's a child involved, um, but people are a lot angrier at Grace than they are at Curtis, and they're both manipulating people in a similar way, as far as I'm concerned lying cheating Mm. getting scamming money out of people and um curtis is kind of getting a bit of a away with it a bit more than than grace probably because as a kid and probably also there's a bit of sexism going on um where women are supposed to be virtuous and lovely and great mums and stuff and if you're not you are the scum of the earth.
0: No, I think it's more just that it's like a, well, Cur- um, Curtis has got um, factitious disorder, so that's a thing. Whereas Grace, Grace is, is just, just a cow. A bitch. Although Aggie did suggest to her today, didn't she? Are you sure you're not suffering postpartum depression? Postnatal. Postnatal depression. So, is that, what's the difference?
1: Don't ask me. Okay.
0: Um, and, and But then Grace is like, no, I'm just evil and I don't like children. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: look we'll talk about it when we get there, but wow. So I, I,
0: I, I wonder whether Curtis is gonna get more interesting. Um and also whether he's gonna stay in the show because the reveal is is imminent, I think. People are gonna find out soon. This wedding is happening this year as far as I know. Um and and surely that's the that's the place for it all to come out. If if it does, what what's Emma gonna do? Is she gonna accept him? I, I get a feeling that she's going to like you know be be shocked, maybe maybe put off the wedding, but event but eventually go back to him because she loves him and she's a bit of, she's she's a bit of a pushover, really, isn't she? And I can see lots of people saying, "What the heck are you doing?" Like Steve, I think that he's gonna not support Curtis.
1: It really all depends on what it comes out, what reason he's he's. Got. If it, he's got a sub story and a logical explanation, and also therefore root out, it's going to be easier to redeem him. It will and be, but might I still stay think in the show.
0: I think there's definitely going to be you know some characters that will be telling Emma you need to give him the heave-ho. Oh well, yeah, and, of course and, they would. But, I, but no, I,
1: nobody in the right mind would say he'll grow out of it. Yeah,
0: but do, I do you think that Emma is going to thick by him because yeah, she loves she's, him
1: she's very she's gonna silly. have a bit
0: of a cry for a bit she'll isn't cry and she'll she go why
1: would you lie about that curtis i was so worried but about you but then she'll you. understand i couldn't sleep and he'll be like but i was sad as a child i still look thing at is, the scar I... and she'll go oh you suffered so much i love you <laughs>
0: i still don't see curtis as a permanent character he feels very guesty doesn't he? he
1: does a little bit but then again in which case it I would suggest him... that she is
0: gonna get him given the boot
1: i can see him just like staying in the show and being boring and just working at the, at the, at the bistro and never saying anything ever again.
0: It, it feels like the route for his character to leave if Emma does decide to keep him is that he does actually get something and people don't believe him. Yeah. I mean, that, that kind of writes itself, doesn't it? So maybe he is going to end up dying tragically at some point. Maybe, I mean, maybe this wedding be... is going to be cancelled because it all comes out and then they reschedule it for next year and he actually dies on their actual wedding day.
1: Wouldn't it be kind of funny if you had factitious disorder, but you also had something wrong with you, but you didn't know? <laughs> like, uh, and yes. then you, and then you, it was just coincidence. <laughs>
0: um, but if would,
1: that, do- would it cure you if you, if you had factitious disorder, and then you developed a heart condition, and then they fixed you?
0: Hmm. I what I want to well, know it wouldn't would it? What I want to know is if you've you got this. No, I am. Yeah, I am. I was just thinking what I want to know is if you've got this is can can it be managed and cured? can it go I've away said about this.
1: What did you say? I said at the beginning it depends on why it is that you've got it.
0: Okay, okay.
1: if you've got it because you're depressed or anxious, that is something that can be managed and and you can talk through it in therapy or you can perhaps manage it through medication or something. If it's a manifestation of some kind of transient mental issue, then it's fixable. So if, I... you're, if you've if you developed it because you've got some kind of horrible backstory, like my mum had cancer and, you know, now I think I've got... Now I want attention, whatever. I don't know what the reason would be. Maybe you could talk through it. If you've got it because you've got a borderline personality disorder and you can't really relate to other people in a healthy manner, mm. it's far more difficult to manage because both those kind of personality disorders are a lifelong issue and you have to always be managing it yourself and that's the that's the other thing you need to be motivated yourself to constantly almost be vigilant about yourself and what you're thinking and why you're thinking it and that takes a lot of time and effort that not necessarily the sort of person who have a borderline personality disorder would be Interested in putting in that kind of oh I, I'd know I, I wouldn't be able to police myself and my, my reactions and mm. interactions with people uh, as intensively as that. It's a very difficult thing to expect of anybody, and I... I don't want to stigmatize people who have any of these things. It's just a it's a very harsh, true fact that these kind of issues are very difficult, very difficult to manage, and very difficult to live with that's all, just a fact all I
0: know is what I don't want yeah. to happen is for him to stay in the programme and then it just kind of gets forgotten about that that's what he's got yes, like you know a Craig Tinkers yeah, or what thing. I'm saying
1: it's it possible that it could be and it wouldn't be unrealistic mm. it's not the same as Craig's OCD because that is a lifelong issue
0: yeah but I, I, I think that if that is the case and it does just go away yes okay maybe that's realistic that, that can sometimes happen but the viewers will still be saying hang on a minute hasn't he got this I and I, uh, I don't know, I don't know, but I, I, I'm not particularly interested in staying in the program anyway. He's, he's more interesting now than he was last week, but I, I don't see him with a long term future on Corey.
1: It's very difficult to talk about mental health problems, and um, nobody wants to stigmatize people who have mental health problems or challenges. But you, it is your responsibility if you have something that you, you need to manage it you need to find mm. some kind of strategy and you need to manage it yourself because nobody else can do it for you that's the thing nobody else can do it for you you have to do it for yourself yeah, yeah. and it but it is possible it just can be it depends on why you, what's what is wrong with you how much work it it will be mm. but it will whatever however much work it is will be worth it if whatever the problem is is causing you and your in your people around you pain which yeah. is what curtis uh, is doing
0: yeah i mean i felt mega sympathy for neville this week. imagine
1: if you that was your son and, yeah, you, and, and he's you like, must also every so often think what if he is what if it is you exactly. know but he, he's but he must have been through it so much to be so confident to say to his son no you don't have anything wrong with you mm. you don't have anything wrong with you
0: which is why it makes sense for the story for him to actually get something wrong with him really doesn't it and then uh yeah neville will be yeah, heartbroken because he he could have he could have he ignored the I signs. I know, but if
1: that would, I don't know. Is that like a bad thing to do to people who you know maybe are seeing themselves on Coronation Street or somebody they love, and then you know the ending is ooh, it's poetic justice. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not really a pleasant thing to have.
0: Well, I mean, sometimes Coronation Street does start off stories starts as well, off like then,
1: really virtuous, and then it goes, let's just throw them in let's the make, canal. Let's drama,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, let's um, let's move on. Cause so that's, that's taken a whole hour. No. no, no not an hour 20 40 minutes or so of All that right. story but we, we need to get on to what Stu's been up to this week so I'm going to take the next two storylines with okay. him getting on there you, you, get, get my cider. you get your cider if out if you I'm heard a funny do...
1: noise earlier I did make a weird farting noise with the drinking this out of the yeah
0: bottle. it was a bottle everybody not a bottom so number um so the trouble free storyline first which is still a rubbish title so, I'm, I'm sitting what? back
1: really far and relaxing I thought that's a trouble farm no but, and the weird thing is I didn't even question it I was like <laughs> yeah trouble farm
0: so Kelly is still out and um and, and is she still on the streets or is she back now no no she's not last week she was accepted back into the bosom of Coronation Street and allowed to live at number seven wasn't she so Nina is fretting at the beginning now of Mondays now she's handing
1: out the, the keys to the city to people
0: that's right she Nina is trying to get hold of Roy on the telephone and she like senor cropper but uh, to no avail alas it, it, it. she wants to know
1: how long to defrost sausages for
0: yep um, did you
1: hear about that bloke? No. Who killed somebody with his shepherd's pie?
0: <laughs> no, I did not.
1: Welcome to England, everybody. A man killed an old lady, a 90-year-old old woman, and made 31 people sick at a church charity event or oh, something. No. He made He made shepherd's pie, and he, he didn't cook the mince properly, and then he put it in an ice bath, and then he took it out, and then he didn't cook it again properly, and... He killed somebody mm. this is why i was saying to you for for thanksgiving i made a chocolate pie and it went a bit wrong but i thought i fixed it and then michael kept <laughs> eating it and telling me he had a bad stomach ache and oh, i was getting really so bad my, on sunday night, i is, thought i was gonna be sick this is my worst nightmare is to to give people food poisoning yeah, and but I'm I still took it into school the next day I know, day anyway. you took nobody, it and you ate it.
0: Nobody complained. Maybe they were being too polite.
1: You took it and you ate it again and you gave yourself another stomachache. And yeah. then the third time you did it, you told me that perhaps you should probably stop eating the chocolate pie. And I said, throw I the rest it of it so away. Nice. And you went... I've eaten it all.
0: <laughs> it was so nice. Well, I think those people should have got down to make their shepherd's pie because uh, I hear she does a good one. She puts.
1: Do you put tomatoes, tomatoes in it? In, 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 in. So no, I put salmon salmonella in mine.
0: <laughs> um, we we see a little bit of, uh, of Amy's reaction to, to Kelly being back out, don't, don't we? Because she's clearly got no time for her when she when she sees her. In Amy the, was in the just full of
1: sass this week. She she's was, like, love Curtis. Bad. What's her face? Bad. Yeah. what's Her name? Kelly. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Not having it."
0: Kelly goes to the furniture shop. She's a little bit sheepish because she wants to go and see Gary, her saviour. And she's kind of, she says she's looking for a present for a mate. Yeah. Uh, And and Gary's there going, oh, you're the person that I saved with my £7,000 kind donation, but I can't let you know it was me. And um, Maria sees that Gary's kind of going, it's Kelly. She says, don't get involved with her. You killed her dad. It's probably not worth the aggro. So um, he doesn't listen to her. He's caught her lunch later he on. He sells his, um... her a
1: horse brass.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, he does, doesn't he? A little, yeah, a little. little... What, what is it? What is a horse brass? I didn't really get that. What do you do with them? Is it like a medal for horses? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you give it to the horse and you go, you're the best horse <laughs> in the whole wide world and I love you. Um, no, it's, it's just... It used to be a decorative thing for horses, you know bridles and and things i guess and then now they're just trinkets
0: okay okay yeah so maria's telling him not to get involved but the next scene you see he's offered her he's bought her lunch and maria's offered her a job at the trim up north so uh nice powers of persuasion there from kelly so she kelly Kelly, yes kelly oh i thought you were saying that maria was
1: bad at persuading gary to leave her alone Well,
0: that as well um yeah, that doesn't bode well for her election campaign, does it? She's like,
1: vote for me. <laughs> All right, yeah. don't then.
0: Landslide for Sally. So um, Kelly brings Stu this this horse brass. And he's pretty chuffed with it.
1: Well, he's like, oh, great, I'll put it on the mantelpiece. And she's like, I thought you could put it in your pocket. And he's like, great, yeah. This is exactly what homeless people need. Cat.
0: I think that they need to get another gun back on the street again because it's been, you know, a couple of months since we saw our last wow. one. And somebody needs a to homeless... shoot Stu and it just ricochets oh. off his horse brass Oh, I thought pocket. you were saying
1: he needs one for self-defense. No. If I was homeless, I'd rather have a gun than a horse bra. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Just throw it at somebody. Didn't you like? Fuck
0: him over the edge of that. Anyway, um, he, he, she, she also remarks on his cough, which he swears he's fine about, uh, but she doesn't look at everyone. Um, Maria, uh, she, Kelly goes to a, to a job at Trim Up North. She's just a little skivvy, isn't she? She's um, she's sweeping up hair and stuff.
1: The thing that, Maria, the thing about this was weird is that Maria was basically not just offering her a job, but like an entire career path I for the rest of her life? Because like work being a hairdresser is a pretty good job.
0: If you if you like to talk, if you're a people person,
1: Hair, if you look at um, lists of happiest professions, hairdresser is always in the top five oh. most happiest people are hairdressers. I don't know why, but you know she's she's not. It's not like the same as would you like to come at the corner shop. Or, like, work at Roy's or something. There's no career progression there. Kelly, give her ten years, she could have her own salon. She could be the next...
0: Natasha Blakeman. Or... Mattel <laughs> Sassoon. Or... Um, Audrey. Or the flame-haired one? Oh... Claudia Colby she
1: could be the new Claudia Colby <laughs> Claudia could what, could run into town and go darling I love your hair you couldn't take over my empire I've got no children
0: well I, I thought it was funny as well that Maria again one minute was saying don't have anything to do with her and next she was giving Kelly the keys to the place yeah Very literally trusting, she's like Maria. right you've
1: had one day you seem to be able to know which end of the broom to hold <laughs> so I think now's now's the key here's the keys open up for me because he, yeah
0: oh, fancy a lion tomorrow actually but um, Kelly ends up using it as an excuse because she's such a good egg giving Stu a place to stay for the night I gets to to bed down with Vin Diesel the weasel
1: another extreme uh, and obvious lack of logic or the ability to make any good decisions whatsoever like I know that we know that Stu's a good bloke and he's been nice to her and everything but why on earth? What a stupid thing to do I understand that she wants to help him, but...
0: He's a decent bloke. I love Stu.
1: I know he's a decent bloke, but you don't, like... You don't let a man that you don't know live See, in your place of work, that you work there for a day No, and give him the keys and be like, don't go in the till.
0: <laughs> what also, I thought, another
1: thing, you what? don't know why he's homeless. You don't know... He, he said that he's fallen on hard times, he lost his job and he lost his house. A lot of homeless people also have substance abuse issues. There's a bar in there. If he's an alcoholic and he's trying, you know, he's on the wagon, and he's trying to turn his life around, he's just given him a- keys to a free bar.
0: <laughs> that's true, that's true. Um, I, I, well, I was thinking that, I thought the story might have gone another way. There's been a couple of times that I've feared for Stu's life this week and I did <laughs> wonder whether Maria was going to go into the, the, the trim up north the next day and find Stu dead on the motorbike or yeah. something.
1: It's like watching Final Destination with Stu, isn't it? It's it like, is that cough, that cough
0: is not nothing. He's going to die,
1: he's going to die in a fire, he's going to die of a cough, he's going to he's going to drink drink himself to death.
0: He's too lovable he's to stay alive. Fall onto
1: the weasel and get stabbed with its teeth and get sepsis. Mm.
0: See, I, 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 must admit that I'd seen the spoiler that there would be a fire in this week's Coronation Street, and I was wondering whether the fire would be a trip at Trevor North. I was kind of excited to see Ben Diesel, but um, also oh, singed. I didn't, yeah, singed Ben Diesel gang
1: <laughs> with the flames going. I knew around, I'd come to but... a savage end. So let
0: let's go to the Zidane stuff now because the, that that's just establishing how Stu got back on the street. So can
1: I just say, but... I reckon I know Hashim says that he hates Zidane because. Um, of how he treated his daughter, and he stole money off him. Mm. But I just think he hates his hair, and he's like punishing him for having a bad haircut.
0: What Zidane haircut one hundred? oh what is it one hundred? Yeah, haircut one hundred. Debbie called him. Yeah, which is apparently an eighties group.
1: A band. I, yeah. I, I, we
0: had to Wikipedia that, but that was a brilliant moment. Well done, um, Debbie.
1: Yeah, I just think that he's he's persecuting him in the name I, of.
0: I feel bad for. Hair um, I feel bad for Kazim actor because I assume that that is his. You know, chosen haircut, and now even the makes script it, writers are making fun of him, like the viewers are.
1: Makes it worse if he chose that.
0: <laughs> oh dear me. Um, anyway, so he's still doing his shady dealings on Monday. He's got, he's got his bag of money. He's got his van. Ryan's hanging around there. Um, he wants to know what Hashim's doing around him. Oh, oh, come on, can we just say as well the the actor who plays Hashim no. needs to tone down the facial expressions because he's, well, he's he's over-egging it just no a I don't tad. think
1: so I think he is a very um he's a very campy villain and he is like what's what's the name of the guy from I've said he he reminds me of him before Fring from Breaking Bad yeah he's like him on crack
0: do you reckon yeah so or maybe, uh, maybe it's like taking his own <laughs> if the story ends <laughs> with Hashim's the... face sliding off is it meth that they fun.
1: make yes he's a up
0: Messed up fring <laughs> I'm scoring this out of this week so Alia um, is waiting in the pub later for Ryan <laughs> oh, nothing really happens there there's kind of it will they won't there with Ryan and Ali but it doesn't really go anywhere isn't there um and what else do we have? Oh, yeah, Zidane goes to back to his van later because it's the Christmas market on Coronation Street. Yeah, this, I right? love Which this. I
1: absolutely love this. Well
0: done, Maria, for getting Victoria Street closed. And, but he discovered that his money's gone. He put his bag of money in the van and it's gone.
1: And this is like the, not only, like, this is not going to be the last time that he puts a vast amount of money. Safely in the van. I know. To come back It's, and it's find kind it of gone. his own
0: fault today, wasn't like, it?
1: Well, it couldn't happen twice. Exa-
0: yeah, exactly. The
1: scriptwriters wouldn't do that.
0: <laughs> well, this time it's Ryan, because he's been hanging around seeing this bag, and he goes back home, and Ryan's there like, What's all this then? And Sedan um, says, um, No,. Um, no, does Ryan say that he's called the police? No, no. Zidane said, "I'm trying." Now I'm misunderstanding. My, I've called the police. Like, my, my, my you bank, better the money, explain why the, the hell. Yeah. What What are you doing? Taking? it? Otherwise, you're going to get arrested. Can I
1: just say one thing quickly? I thought that um, Hashim. Both times this happened, that Hashim is the one that took the money to teach him a lesson, and I still think that he's the one that stolen his van and the money inside it.
0: I don't. I may, uh, He seemed I quite really genuine think... when he was saying, "No, of course it wasn't me," but. I think no, it was he's a, him. Must have he's a bit of a liar, isn't he? little bit of a liar, yeah. Um, anyway, Zidane, uh, by the next scene, has told Ryan everything. But he says, keep quiet about her. Otherwise, I'm going to give your name to Hashim as well. And then he'll be hanging around you demanding money in Victoria Gardens. And I definitely, definitely don't want Alia to get involved in this. Next scene. And like, Alia. Wa- Alia. Okay. Alia walks into the room and says, whose bag is that? This completely... <laughs> I know. I
1: know. It was She's just the like, bag. Gran will go absolutely bonkers if she a sees a black
0: sports bag. Somebody's
1: put a black sports bag. I don't
0: recognize that. That Dan must be suspicious. On the
1: coffee table. I've never seen one of these in this house before. Never
0: even Who's heard such bag. a thing. And we used to we used to own a gym and I've never Ryan, seen a black bag it could be anybody's.
1: Zidane, don't tell me this is your black sports bag because I know neither of you would ever be seen dead with a black sports bag like that.
0: Yes. They don't tell her, so she's like, "I think there's something going. I think there's something fishy about this bag, but I will deal with this later. I'm going back to work."
1: It would have made more sense if the bag had been open with money in it.
0: Yeah, I know. It was just, just really a bag. Wasn't I can it? only
1: assume that 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 house, since poor um, Yasmin was so traumatized by Jeff making her clean up, that everything is always completely spotless in there. And the black bag on the table is the equivalent of a big (laughs) red mark.
0: Yeah. Like, that should not be like there. a big red there. cross. Big if Bran sees you've
1: put a, a black bag on the on the coffee table, she's going to hit the roof. Mm-hmm.
0: Never has a bag been more suspicious on Coronation Street than that time that Nick had a sports bag, also full of money. What's that? Why have you got a sports bag? Do you remember that, everyone? Anyway, so Ryan goes back to work. Alia still wants to know what's going on with this bag. And he says, look, it's something shut to do the- sedan, sh- but like, I swore back, him to secrecy.
1: Why do you care about this bag?
0: Um... Anyway, she she, she he, she he tells money. her he tells her. Alia storms home, has it out with Zan about this money laundering. So now she's in on it. She's like, I, I want to, I want Hashim's number. I'm going to phone him up. I'm going to deal with him myself. I, I, okay. I'm going to give him I'm going to give him what for over the phone. And he's okay. like, Look, you are not getting involved with this, sister.
1: I would let like her. But okay, go uh, on, then.
0: when. When you I bet
1: she wouldn't even say no if somebody phones her up to try and get her to sign up for a charity thing.
0: <laughs> when when Alia's alone in speed dial later, Hashim schmoozes down the stairs looking for Zidane and Alia says, I know about your money laundering. Shh. And he's and um and he says, Well, I'm not gonna stop it, it's cause you know. He goes off, Zidane comes down, There's and Alia's dressing out. So Wednesday where was it? It was somewhere in Wednesday's episode, wasn't it? That Arlie was like, oh, more money laundering or something. I know, she's like, God. <laughs> I can't this, remember what uh, happens.
1: This life of crime is yeah. so, so wearing.
0: So, yeah. It's like, uh, this is the
1: second day of you being a criminal and you're bored of it. You're such a boring character. It's such character. a drag laundering money make, says Alia on Wednesday Alia make laundering money boring
0: <laughs> Alia can make anything boring I know boring, She's just
1: say, like, oh god this diamond heist awesome.
0: <laughs> so Billy comes to Speed Al on Wednesday to say thank you Yasmeen for making something for the soup kitchen um, and, and then he invites with a...
1: kidney beans was it I everyone's favourite pulse
0: um, then he says do you want to come and help me out in the Christmas stall or whatever because I'm just trying to avoid my actual stack of paperwork at the Archdeaconry for another day I've
1: got to sign these things about baptisms or yeah. something
0: Zidane and Alia
1: and if I don't the children will go to hell Zidalia, and, <laughs> Zidalia
0: that's what I'm calling them Zidalia. are relieved that it means that Yasmin won't be hanging around with them and all the laundering that's going on if she goes off with Billy for the day so um, they have their little thing about the uh, the AIDS don't they was it it was HIV day on Wednesday. Hang on a minute. Am I going to sound very insensitive you can't be about like, that? Oh, I know what it was. They had red ribbons on them because it was World HIV Day, I think. Are you going to correct me or, or confirm my suspicions? I should probably know about this.
1: It is World AIDS Day on oh, the first of December.
0: Okay. Yeah, so it was nice. It was, it was not too in your face or, or obvious, was it? It had a couple of characters wearing the ribbons. <coughs> and, um, it and wasn't Yasmine... obvious.
1: I thought it I thought it was very nice first of all, very nice that they um mentioned it. I like the fact that they had the ribbons. I like the fact that they spoke about um somebody they they were going to a vigil for, somebody who died. Yeah. But what I don't like is at no point did anybody say it's World Aid Day. Didn't they? I don't think I really... Well, maybe I missed it.
0: Well, they were, well that's why they were wearing the ribbons, because it's like when they have the poppies on. That I suppose that, that's no, one thing that's that you, you notice on Coronation to to Street, that at the same time every year, suddenly everybody's got a poppy in and this... And Not this, everybody. Well, lots of people do. In and, and this episode, everybody had a word AIDS thing, and I think it's it just, it goes unsettled. I didn't
1: popping. know... I didn't hear that. If they said it, I apologise, but I didn't hear it, and I don't think it is a very common thing to know why... They were wearing those ribbons. Not necessarily. And I would like but... to have been told that's why, and I appreciate that some people would have found that to be annoying. But I also would have thought it would make sense that they would have said to each other oh yeah, it's World AIDS Day, that's why I'm wearing this ribbon, or something. Mm.
0: I, I, You say it's not a big thing, but I think it felt a bit bigger this year. I, I saw more mean? about it on social media, but what maybe that was just Bec- World AIDS Day. Oh. I don't think I'd... I, I, I had never... I before. didn't even...
1: Can I just say, I wouldn't have even really have known no. that there was a thing. but if Coronation Street well.
0: hadn't done it, then I probably still would have clocked it on Wednesday, even though I, I forgot about I it by the time I was noticed, talking about it then. I would have because the
1: only reason I knew about it was because... People were talking about it because it was on Coronation Street. Oh,
0: okay. Um, I'm just
1: saying, I'm just trying, like, again, yeah, no, I'm just I, to I be saw honest. Right I know that makes, me, doesn't does make me sound good, but I didn't know it. But to be like, I, I don't have very many reasons to be aware of that because I don't know anybody who had it. No,
0: no.
1: I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just yeah, trying to be honest. You're
0: right. No, same with me. Same but with
1: perhaps me. That's, a, that's why it needs to be um, spoken about more.
0: Yeah so I, yeah stew comes along he goes to yasmine's store he doesn't care about he fills his boots today. doesn't he? he 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 said and he keeps um dropping this into conversation i used to be a navy chef don't you know
1: i know i, cook I can cook beans.
0: i'm des barnes me um oh and he God. and he says and he um again. and she says oh you can you can come to my restaurant and try some more of it later um, and uh, he
1: thought that he that was a hookup invitation. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't come into speed dial with no pants on. <laughs>
0: Later on, Alia tells Sedan, "Look, it is not too late for us to go to the police," but he says, "I can't really do that." Ryan says he's got an idea to drum up more business. Why don't we set up the speed dial van at the Christmas market? What a genius idea! Um,
1: Ryan is like such a thing why don't
0: we do this market that's right outside
1: can I just say that like when he said that I thought what a stupid idiot obviously but then I thought actually Ryan's the smartest one of all of them because he's the only one that even thought of it of doing it
0: (laughs) and it's not yeah and they've even got a van
1: right right, um, that was parked out by the market can I just say that at some point um, so Dan would have gone oh god I need to move my van out of the way for this Christmas market this food van that I used to go to festivals and pop up events I need to move it out of the way of this festival or pop up event that's just appeared outside he, of my he, restaurant
0: he had been wanting to travel further afar with his van hadn't he because he didn't want to be laundering money on his doorstep but anyway we'll get over it they, they, they decide they're going to do that but then, uh, and then Elaine phones up and says she wants to sell her share um, in speed dial, I'd forgotten this. Like I even don't to want one. to be in
1: the show anymore. Can I please quit?
0: Yeah. Uh, do you think? Do you think this is it for That's Elaine? That's the because end we of thought, Elaine. We thought that Elaine had gone earlier this year, and then she popped up for some reason or another a couple of months ago, didn't we?
1: She. Yeah, I know.
0: I, uh, I thought she was going to
1: be it, popping in and out, but it does feel a bit final. Yeah, for her I'm, To I'm be not... like, I want my power.
0: Although we did I'll have a reason. It wasn't just I want to, you know, sell up to move <laughs> to Tenerife. She wants it to Tenerife. <laughs> she wants to, to pay for faye's appeal doesn't she to that she can um, keep her out of prison so the fact that she's still involved in that makes me think that maybe she is still going to be around in it as the uh, as a generous granny i don't know anyway the problem that this causes for speed is it means that people are going to be coming into the restaurant and looking at the books very carefully and they're going to say hang on a minute this doesn't add up right
1: hang on this day you sold fifty thousand pounds worth of onion barges is that right
0: yeah exactly hang on a minute so but it's, it's right the, the problem is gone by the end of the week so they needn't worry about it, for long.
1: it if in doubt set fire to it then I we have right then
0: saying. we have a nice little scene where debbie clops into the speed dial later and this <laughs> is where she goes oi haircut 100 um and she <laughs> says are you are you are you, you i was gonna have a my bistro van on your pitch or whatever and he ends up and like oh did you reserve it no.
1: no
0: did you put your name down no shut no. up and then she I love the fact again. that
1: this, this um, Christmas market is so popular that you've got people fighting over who gets to sell hot food and mm. who gets to sell mulled wine.
0: Yeah, didn't they? The, is it going to be the Rovers selling the mulled wine? Selling mulled wine? Or is it going to be Clint selling mulled wine this week? Did
1: he not end up selling cider?
0: I don't know. I kind of because switched off that when they started talking about that. I what
1: do. And I can't remember if I said it on the podcast or I just said it to you. I don't
0: know. I think he just said it to me. Um, yeah, that was it really.
1: Well, I agree with hot cider.
0: No, and then yes. th- and then at the end of the episode, Zidane gets a text from Hashim, a picture of Yasmin, which is clearly a threat, apparently saying, I'm watching her, I could set her on fire at any moment. I
1: thought he was like going, hey Zidane, have you tried this really amazing kidney bean soup down at the soup kitchen? And then um... Zidane's like, oh cool, we cooked that actually. Smiley face, smiley face.
0: <laughs> I think that I think that Hashim should have taken sent the picture of Yasmin with a couple of flame emojis and then Zidane's like, Is Is he telling me your grandma's hot? Does he want me to set her up with her? Is would this count as payment for the fifty thousand pounds that I owe and hook him up with gran?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yo, your grandma's fire.
0: <laughs> so speaking of fire, Friday then. Um, we, we have another scene with Debbie. I, I, I love Debbie, but I didn't think that she played a massive role in this week. She has a couple of snipey scenes with him and then clops off again. <laughs> Alia comes and tells him that the dishwasher's packed She had packed an in. Alexander
1: McQueen scarf on. Or she an did. As it was Alexander a Scully McQueen. scarf, wasn't it? Yeah. It.
0: Fashionable. Yep. Um, and, um, but there was a scene earlier this week where she didn't have any earrings on. I no think what? I was disappointed.
1: I think they need to explain why. And
0: then she needs to have doubly big ones next time. Um, also, she says that, yes, well, is broken. We need to keep an eye out for Yasmeen because she could be um, attacked by Hashima at any moment. Stu comes over to speed dial on Yasmeen's request.
1: To be fair, I would um, put my money on Yasmeen because she's already, she's already got her first blood. Yes, yeah. She could take him. Smash bottle He's smaller than Jeff
0: yeah he is actually isn't
1: he I wouldn't I wouldn't fancy his chances if she he comes up behind her and she's not expecting it
0: yeah you're right slash you're
1: right. dead everyone's problem solved
0: yeah um right so yeah he's yeah I think he's has gone over to speed Yasmin tries I to get understand. him a job
1: why, why didn't why didn't um Zidane so say go on then try and try and kill my nan She'll have you. <laughs> she went to prison for for attempted murder. Yeah, that's and she true. got away with it too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Have and a Tashim's go, God, I dare you. Reading the uh, the Weatherfield Gazette there.
1: She's wiry. She'll have you.
0: So Stu's going to get a job at the bistro, or he's going to have a trial period, of course. <laughs> but um, Zidane kind of turns his nose up at this, doesn't he? Z- he doesn't Zidane's want some
1: a big asshole to him.
0: He he kind of. It, pretty much insinuate I don't want this this smelly tramp come and work well, at my like, fancy oh, what, restaurant. Oh
1: come and cook chicken, chicken nuggets. nuggets? Yeah. nuggets, um, yeah. The thing, thing is that wouldn't be my problem with Im- employing Stu. I'd be like all employees do, but you do understand that when you're cooking for this restaurant we don't need you to buy 500 chicken breasts for one service
0: <laughs> you're not
1: cooking for the submarine anymore
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yasmin goes and finds um because uh, he kind of uh, disappears off upset and then and she apologizes on zedan's behalf and then says have these keys to speed dial. I know. just like, give it... He's
1: like, I don't need these keys to speed dial. I've, I've got, got the keys, keys to... to... Trim
0: up north, actually. Thank you. He's going to be the next Debbie Webster, doesn't he? You know, on the on the, uh, the Argos gonna... advert, yeah. when they're playing Monopoly, or something. like, what do you think they're so, the next Debbie Webster? It's Stu. He's yeah. got, got the keys to everything on the street.
1: He's going to squat there until it's legally his. Yeah, he's
0: just going to, yeah, gradually in, uh, spread yeah. all those squatting places until it's his. Anyway... I
1: thought this was kind of presumptuous because... Um it kind of assumes that this is what Stu actually wants and he might not.
0: I think he just wants, I, th- I think if he likes cooking and he would wants to not be homeless anymore, yeah, he'd be, have to be pretty well, stupid to not uh, accept that.
1: <laughs> I do, I find, I found this very strange, but I have to take it on face value that it, it was truthful. But I had my friend who, who was, um, she's very churchy, she had a friend who was homeless and he wanted to be homeless. He liked to be homeless and he didn't want to to um live anywhere else. He he actually chose. And I know this is not a normal thing mm. and I said to her I don't think that doesn't sound right to me. But there must be people like he, you know, who knows, yeah, was cut
0: off from society for for, for like you know self-imposed well,
1: I don't imagine that Hermit of Stew, This is what Stu actually wants. No, some... he seems
0: like a proper people person, doesn't he, does Stu? I know,
1: but you can meet a lot of people when you're homeless. They just don't look you in the eye. He has
0: got all these homeless mates, doesn't he, at the, uh, at the campsite? Yeah. Anyway.
1: Sorry for that weird...
0: No, no, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, he, weird, he's I'm now sorry. got some chefs, whites and
1: Can I just keys. say, they weren't white, were they? They were checkered. What is this
0: nonsense? <laughs> um, so, Zidane goes... Uh, back- to speed dial and the van is missing oh the no. van that is money in
1: i've put my money in it again. <laughs> on me
0: once same on me you me twice for post- <laughs> <No, wasn't. laughs> <laughs> me once. me twice i'm gonna chuck my back box of fruit on the ground which Pull is what Zidane does
1: i'm president Bush
0: um the the hash cash was in that van what are we gonna do about that then actually
1: stop leaving money in bags all over the place in in places that, like, are literally portable.
0: Look, we don't have bras that we can handily tuck our £50,000 in, like... You don't understand how difficult it is if you're a man to keep your cash safe. You've got to sometimes just leave it in a bag in a van.
1: Men have pockets and women don't always have pockets. Oh,
0: yeah, good point. So, Hashim comes to speed dial next. Zidane tells them all about the money going missing and Hashim also, is obviously livid about that. Also, I don't store things in my because it's unhygienic. I know you don't. And
1: that's how people die of shepherd's pie.
0: <laughs> he wants Zidane, Hashim's like, right... Fed up with this. Isn't working. You're useless. I want the money back, and also the money that you stole from me that started off this whole storyline. By the end of the day, please. And sounds like oh, I can't do that. I've, I'm... Would you him, like the restaurant?
1: Tell him to piss off. I don't understand this at all. Just say piss off. You've had everything you want. You can get out of me now.
0: You're being a bit rude. Darling. You can't
1: get blood out of a stone. Go away. <laughs> Um, i just don't understand it's like we're both we're both now implicated in a crime you're not getting anything else out of me i don't understand what he's like the only logical thing is
0: you can have you can have the restaurant now
1: and then and then he says well all right then I then i'll burn it down
0: yeah well no he says hashim tells the dan yeah you should i don't want a restaurant you burn it down get the insurance money give it to me even steven's so Zedan goes and tells Aulia this plan. He says, well, of course I'm not going to do it. I'm going to have to think of something else then. So he then goes back to Hashim and says, no, mate, I don't think I'm going to do that, actually. Thanks for the idea, though. And um, Hashim says, well, I thought you'd say that, which is why I've asked my my evil sons to go and burn down number six instead with your granin."
1: Because I looked, and apparently it's a yearly annual tradition. Yes,
0: the first week of December every year, we, we burn gather- down Yasmin's house.
1: And the origins of this are lost to the mists of time.
0: <laughs> a year ago, since, uh, since Corey's 60th anniversary. I want I there say. to be
1: a tradition every year that somebody threatens to burn down Yasmeen's house.
0: There needs to be now, doesn't there? You know, just throw it in there, just for larks. Yeah. So, we, we of course get... And, and, and it, this we could see this coming, couldn't we? So, oh, Stu's going to be secretly in Speed Dial and nobody knows about it. Oh, someone is going to go and burn Speed Dial.
1: What was Stu making? Stu. I... <clears throat> he went down there to cook something to impress everybody. Didn't he? What did, she, what did she tell him to do? Go and make something? Yeah. To For what? To impress the It's like
0: MasterChef, isn't it? Yeah.
1: No, is that why I'm asking you a question? Yes. Right, so what What did he do? He went down there. He turned on the deep fat fryer.
0: Maybe he was going to make chicken nuggets after all. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to make the best damn chicken nuggets yeah. you've ever had to make him
1: eat these chicken nuggets. Um... <laughs> He makes something and then he goes to the toilet for like an hour. A really,
0: really long toilet. So I don't know whether he tried some of what he was cooking. So <laughs> okay. That's gone
1: right through me. <laughs> I'm not gonna serve this. So what yeah, what did he make that you need a cooker for that then you can leave on the side for an hour while you're in the toilet? But he
0: did he turned the cooker off, didn't yes, he? They we were all very saw clearly seen. Turn off the cooker. Pre- turn the knob. And um yeah, while he's in the bog, you know, he was just doing the crossword or something, maybe. This is when um, Hashim's cronies, his lackeys, his sons, come down because um, Zidane has obviously at this point said, actually, I probably don't want you to set fire to my grand's house. So the restaurant, yeah, that's fine. The but sons I don't understand and... why he
1: didn't say. If you set fire to my grand's house, I'll tell the police. I'm going to tell on you. It's arson. Awesome. How do you think you're getting away with that?
0: ill- will deny all. Like film, knowledge.
1: just just film your house. Just say, okay, I'll stand outside my house with a camera, <laughs> and if you come near it, because it's like terrorist.
0: But you don't know when they're gonna strike, do you? I'm just trying to exp- I'll
1: get a security camera explain what are you to do about but, uh, yeah, it maybe
0: you're right anyway
1: I just don't Just it's so illogical. Speed Dial
0: is on fire oh. and I hope it is going to be okay because that's one of our patron tiers and I don't want to have to change that I, I like Speed Dial I like Dial. Speed Dial it's a lovely set it's very cosy and
1: it's also really nice um, to, for them to have a uh, Pakistani It is. it is great. it's
0: great um, It's but it is quite flammable isn't it there's a lot yeah. of soft furnishings there so no wonder it went up with we tell you what it is quickly. Michael
1: it's all those paper straws yeah. those turtles getting their revenge. <laughs> Going, ah, how do you like it now? All those plastic ones you made us snort. Now you're we're getting our own back.
0: Exactly, exactly. Mm. Um did they do they have um alcohol in speed darling? No, they have days? lassies and speedies. Yeah, but I can't remember Jeff introduced alcohol, didn't they? I, I, I would imagine that Alia afterwards. Immediately, I
1: immediately
0: thank goodness for that because it could have been a whole lot worse.
1: She's like, Oh I i so, I'm gonna have to get rid of all this booze and, then, comes and out then the Yasmin bog. says, oh, pouring it down the sink and Nally's like Oh, yeah, I guess I could do that instead.
0: <laughs> Stu comes out the bog and thank goodness that after that massive hour-long number two, he wasn't spraying the air freshener because that would have <laughs> made like, things what? a lot worse. A like flamethrower. Like the end of Alien. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, he's got the fire and he has a bit of his cough, doesn't he? Is the only reason he had a cough that explained why he couldn't re- just walk out of the, up the stairs because when he came out of the toilet the fire wasn't actually that bad was i thought like, he was trying I to get that...
1: out and that's why he didn't come oh, out so immediately noble. i think he was going oh it's the
0: smoke that gets you though isn't it if you're yeah. off if you're on fire it's not the flames
1: well if you're on fire it is the flames duck and roll in a fire, no. go below that's if you're on fire you duck and roll
0: oh um just go under the smoke
1: um i think what happened was he made these nuggets and he's like i've got to save the nuggets
0: these are the world's best nuggets.
1: Because I need Zidane to take it back. Yeah.
0: But anyway, whatever the reasons, he doesn't end up coming out and he has to get rescued. So. What?
1: Imagine Zidane, like, coming out of the billowing smoke, holding, um, stew, like, like, um, like a, a bride across the threshold. In his hand is a platter, silver platter. <laughs> and he's got these nuggets and he's holding them aloft to the air, going, we've saved the nuggets.
0: <laughs> um, I thought that the reaction to the fire was, like, the least convincing. or the, Nobody it wasn't, really seemed bothered. Cathy was like, just walking along going,
1: huh, To be fair... Look at that,
0: there's a bit of smoke coming out from food. speed, dial. When, another, when, when was the last fire that we had? Not that long ago when, when Alina's uh, house caught on fire, was it? But yeah, it would have
1: been funny if Cathy had gone, Don't panic, don't panic, it's another fire. What did we do the last time? I can't remember.
0: Yeah, she uh, she kind of is like, oh, there's, there's a fire there, Brian. like, oh yeah, the, it's Billy, fire. there's a fire. Yeah, I know what we need—a
1: vicar. I'm not a vicar. I'm Can an artist. Can you just stinking. throw some of
0: your holy water on this, Billy? Just no, like, oh, sorry, it's in my other. We uh, love pants.
1: fire, us Christians. Burning bush,
0: fire and brimstone. I say, let it burn. Anyway, um, who was it that goes and gets Jasmine? Is it? Is it Kathy? Or is it Billy? I can't remember. I think it's Billy goes around is there it? to number six. Yeah, and, he, and he's like, oh, there's a fire was... at speed, darling. She kind of flaps off to go and check it out. But again, oh, no. she didn't seem particularly that bothered about it. I can't believe it. Um, I, I think that, that maybe all, all parties no, concerned here she could have...
1: panics because she knows that stews could be in there
0: yeah she does but i just think I, I and i don't criticize performances too much but i think that all of the players were in relaxed. that scene didn't really seem that bothered about the fire so Maybe the director was...
1: went right you're at a 10 now but i need you to be at a six solid six <laughs> you've seen fire before stew's not really that important to you just think of the insurance money and then go
0: Okay, well, that, that worked then. That was fine. So, um, anyway, they get there... Brian's uh heroically kicking down the door. Zidane goes in which there. Which
1: is a stupid thing to do if there's a fire.
0: Yeah, well this is Brian, isn't it? Zidane goes in into the build, burning building which is one might say even stupider, Yeah, especially I when I thought you his got... hair was going to catch. I know fire I was all worried about sprig. his hair, but he was he was fine. He came back just as impeccable. His his face was all, you know, smoked up and everything, wasn't his it? Hair his hair was absolutely just flawless.
1: Impervious to <laughs> yeah, fire. Yeah. It's like it's a helmet.
0: Well maybe that's maybe that's uh maybe, maybe it it's, was
1: maybe it's an asbestos helmet
0: maybe he can pull it down over his face like when he needs to yeah yeah, that's what's up. But oh, it's that? logical. Yeah. Anyway, he's rescued Stu. He kind of plops him down onto the <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> onto the pavement uh and he's coughing away the ambulance comes, gets loaded in there, and everyone stands around and has a bit of a chat about, ooh, what could have started that then? Surprisingly, nobody suggests that a pair of gangsters' sons are the ones that's set on fire. They think it's probably a chip pan. They blame they blame Stu, don't they?
1: The famous speed dial chip pan.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I would be mad if I lived on, in Weatherfield that the the Blooming local takeaway has caught on fire.
0: I know, now I've only got the bistro to go to.
1: Yeah. This is like when our friends moved into a little village because they liked the pub and literally the day they moved in, oh, yeah, the pub it? burned down.
0: Yeah, that was a bit sucky for them. And
1: it was such a, a notable fire that a few years later I covered it in a magazine that I wrote for. Did you? Because they use drones to to oh. monitor the fire. Oh, and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so I sent him a picture of it to rub it in.
0: <laughs> anyway. Um, Zidane's going, yeah, yeah, it probably was the chip pan, wasn't it? The deep fat fry. And I Aaliyah's definitely like... think Alia gives him daggers. Oh, Ooh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that. And uh, Ryan realises from, uh, from Alia... Um, berating him what's what's gone on here so Zidane back at home says right we need to get our story straight here and Alia says no I'm not taking your side on this one actually Zidane says look we can't claim on if we don't claim on the insurance then Hashim is still going to be on your back and we'll never get rid of him so it's the only way we're gonna have to be massive liars and she says fine but then I want you out of my life for good we were doing perfectly well before you came back into the show this autumn actually it was your fault
1: though Alia oh what's that 50 grand I'll transfer it to your account
0: she started it I know um, I hope she's feeling a little bit of guilt here
1: <clears throat> I like the way that Zidane has convinced Dahlia that this is her problem She she's like going I want you I'm going to tell everybody what happened blah 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 just he kept says, her nose out well he says to her if you do that Hashim will make you launder more money and I'm thinking I'm not involved in this So, Dan, you're the one that is supposed to be laundering the money. Why is it my problem all of a sudden? she does
0: just kind of take it on board, doesn't she? By the beginning of Wednesday's episode. She's uh, like, well, in for a penny, in for a pound.
1: criminals life for me. Yeah. It's like, you seem (laughs) like you've taken to this like a duck to water earlier. (laughs) You're protesting too much here.
0: Yeah, I know. But anyway. It's um, like she
1: was really excited and just like,
0: yep. And then was over it by the next day. So they all go off to hospital where Yasmin stares at, out, stares at Stu through the window. He's probably going to be fine. And uh, and then Zidane says, look, the police reckon it was the deep vat fry, so let's go along with that. And is like, ooh, it was you, it was you. Then Yasmin says, oh, um, oh thank goodness I've got you too. I can't remember exactly what she, she says, says but it's basically like, like, oh, I hope none of you ever leave me or leave the programme because that would be really sad for me. And, and I love
1: you so much and that you would never set a fire.
0: Yeah, yeah, basically. And, and they're like, <laughs> oh, but and I've just told Zidane way. that he has to go. Oh, no. Um, and, and Alia threatens Zidane at the end of the episode with the police if Stu was to... um Die. To to cop it. Yes.
1: So, you you said that now he's in the um, hospital... They're going to uh, do some tests on Stu and find out why he's got Well a cough. he's
0: been very resistant to getting checked out because Kelly's been telling him for a couple of weeks, Are you sure you're alright with that cough? My, and he's been like, Oh, I'm fine. I think I know
1: he I think he knows what he's got because he told her it's not contagious. And the only way you would know that it's not a cold mm. is if you had been told what it actually is. So
0: does he think it's something terminal and he's just living I think his... he's
1: got some horrible terminal disease.
0: Oh does well, it's always happened to the good characters. We had like Roy's brother came in, loved him dead we got um well maybe that's about it but arthur was great and he only stayed in it for a little while as well um
1: my theory these lovely
0: old men that they're bringing in
1: is that Stu ages counter chronologically oh yeah
0: i like this you told me this when we were watching it
1: and actually his cough was caused by the fire that was in his future mm. and now he's got to that stage in his life now he's the other side of it he'll be cured of the cough because he's passed through
0: I don't think so. But nice idea for sci fi curry. I th- I think they're either going to do some investigations and say, hang a minute, mate, you've got a massive um massive tumour on you've your lungs. You've got a
1: hamster what in are we your lungs. Do about this? And it's eating up all the inside of your lungs.
0: Or maybe go, oh, yeah. maybe Not he better. does just die because his lungs he's are in already in a bad state and the fire is the you know, the finishing touch.
1: Maybe he's got emphysema. Is that a thing? What's that? I don't know.
0: Um, But yeah, do do you think he's going to be okay? Is he going to survive this? Because it feels like his days are absolutely numbered. But I I I wasn't particularly concerned for his safety in the fire because if he were to die then, it would be like, well, what was the whole thing about his cough about then? Also, he didn't have a nice final scene with Kelly.
1: I think he'll be like... They'll say, ooh, Mr. Stewman, you have... A thing that's wrong with you, and we're gonna to have to fix you, and then they'll fix him, and then he'll be like the little sobo and he'll go on his adventures. He'll be like, I'm gonna to go to be an emmerdale. I, I
0: was, I was saw some theories on them um, on Facebook or, where, or Twitter or wherever last week that he would um, work with Nina in the uh, in the shop in Roy's Rolls. I mean, I wasn't expect, I, I, I wasn't expecting him to work in Speed Dull, but yeah, I don't know. It, it feels like his his story shouldn't quite be over yet but i'm not expecting him to see uh 2022 in particularly which is sad because he's a great actor he's a fun character um so this story i was as i was saying earlier i quite enjoyed it this week compared to how it had been i thought it ramped up maybe a little bit fast one minute they're just having these dodgy dealings in Victoria Gardens and the next they're saying, yeah, fine, come and set fire to my restaurant. So I think the pacing of it... Like, when, when Leanne set her Valandro's on fire back 15 years ago, whenever it was, it felt like they, they gave that a bit of planning and it, it felt like we could anticipate that for a little while longer. But here it was just like, phew, throw the match in there. But, um, no, I thought, it was, I thought it was quite fun to suit this story. What did, you, what did you think? I just
1: find Hashim to be such a ludic- ludicrously self-destructive villain who... Is like it's like he doesn't even want Zidane to launder the money. He wants him to fail, which I guess maybe he does. So well, he's yeah, punishing. Yeah. But it's like if you wanted somebody to actually help you launder money for a specific reason, you're doing your utmost to make it practically impossible for them to do it.
0: Yeah, I know. And by giving them all the deadlines, and he's keep and he coming in again. Why aren't you out laundering my money?
1: No, I'm not doing it all the time.
0: Did you did you like the drama of today though, compared yeah, it was to brilliant. the slow pace that it had been going I, I so thought, far? I
1: thought Friday's episode in particular was really good.
0: Yeah. Um I thought yeah. L- ludicrous but but soapy enough that it was still fun. Um
1: It just felt like, yeah, she was just Just, like calm down. Mm.
0: <laughs> do, you, do you think that, um are we going to be seeing Speed Doll reopening again?
1: Yeah, we have to. I think, I
0: think we kind of have to. And I, don't it's we? going to
1: come back exactly how it was before as well, because I think the set design was really good, and I don't think they really want to redesign it yet.
0: No. I think the um, Corrie's got a tradition, haven't they, of every time something catches on fire, they put an orange thing in it, but I would say Speed is already pretty orange, so I don't yeah, know they what thought, they're going oh, to do with that.
1: Set designers are like, done it.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's going to be fine. Um, <clears throat> what else have we got? Sally's I got think... a new door. Oh yeah, that was was that part of the story? I can't remember. I've written well, it down in the notes of this. Yeah,
1: white last week. Yeah, and now, now it's duck, duck egg, egg blue.
0: blue. We, we did see it, didn't yeah, we? we did. It, was I very, it was very very nice. nice.
1: I'm totally into. They're gradually front changing
0: doors. all of the front doors on Coronation Street because number three's got a lovely new navy door, hasn't it? Since so the babies yes. have moved in, we got um stable ge- door. We got number five, the stable door, exactly.
1: I love front doors. I really want a new. I don't really like our front door, but there's no reason to change it.
0: Mm. Um, I don't know whether I've got anything else to say about this story. It was it was okay. I thought it was good. Yeah. I, do, I, find, I just find Zidane very difficult to oh, sympathise like with he's because such an he's idiot. just a massive he's grump. He's caused
1: every problem that he's had.
0: He's he, just so surly, isn't he? Yeah,
1: he is. He's just really rude like up, and abrasive. Right. And it's not everyone else's fault that you've got a bad haircut
0: no I, I don't know how long Kazim's going to be staying in the programme but
1: <clears throat> I think it's imp- maybe he it does think just need to
0: disappear off after int- the I think done. it's
1: good to have a Muslim character on the street who's devout because and, and a, ma- a male Muslim character because I know Imran has a Muslim background but he doesn't seem to practice mm. and I know that um
0: uh the Alia, and Yasmine, Alia
1: it? is, is um, seems more religious because she doesn't drink and she was dressing out about sex before marriage and everything. Um, Yasmin doesn't really seem to observe a lot of the rules anymore. Um and so we don't really have a male Muslim. We don't, character. but his faith
0: hasn't been brought up once. No, since not he's since been he's back. come back. I would have said Is
1: there something in the Quran about like money laundering and uh is it just like very, very clear on not allowing your grand's house to be burned down, but anything else is like well Probably. case by case basis, really. We're a bit free and loose about that. It's
0: a shame because I think by the time Zidane left back you know a couple of years ago I quite liked him and I did feel sympathy for him over you know, everything that had happened with Rana. But now he, I'm just like I don't now care. I, yeah, I'm I'm over him a little bit. He's just he needs to lighten up.
1: He's so grumpy.
0: Yeah, he really, really is.
1: Also, he's still very young, and now he's on his second failed marriage. Mm. And to be fair, the first one wasn't on him.
0: No, that's not his fault. But
1: What, didn't turn what went wrong the second time?
0: Um,
1: they know what they say: marry me once, shame on you. Marry twice, shame it was on father-in-law
0: me. Father-in-law, probably wouldn't it? Marry Could three times,
1: shame on everyone.
0: What <laughs> should, we, should we change stories, Gemma? Should we talk about Grace, your your lovely Grace, your beloved villainess of the street?
1: Um <clears throat> Grace Money. No. <laughs> I'm trying it? to think of a of a joke to do with Will and Grace.
0: Sorry. I can't think of one.
1: Um Monday, Grace catches Bernie in the street and says, Oh, I've got this new sofa that you wanted. Um, do you do you um you want I wanna get rid of it? Um and Bernie's like, well, Yeah, but what if Aggie sees? And Grace says, Look, I'll just keep
0: don't worry about I'm it. I'm sure she won't see it because people never walk in on each other coincidentally in just exactly nobody the goes right out moment the, around
1: out, here. Nobody goes out of their house these days because of the Omicron. Michael mentions Aggie to Bernie in the cafe later and Bernie says, I don't like the way that Bernie treats Grace. She talks to her like she's a dog. Because definitely it feels to me as though Bernie has latched onto to Grace a little bit. Like, yeah, we're both mums who people look down on Everyone thinks they're better than us because we're unconventional. And I can imagine that Bernie had a a really annoying mother-in-law. Oh, yeah. From the way that she immediately takes Grace's side in this. (laughs) Um, So, uh, Aggie sees this um, sofa, Clint, who is Bernie's friend who's sweet on her, who also has the a cider.
0: wine and cider stall.
1: um store is got also got a van and he helps her to bring the sofa in and she's like quickly get it in get it in and um <laughs> and Aggie sees them and what? then he she says where did you get the sofa from and Bernie's like it was from a clearance sale in Hyde. Okay, don't ask any more questions. But on Wednesday, Aggie's still not very suspicious about this because apparently this sofa was a one of the one of a kind shop sample, which yeah. is illogical because if it is a shop sample, that means that nobody ordered it. I oh know. <laughs> So, okay. Um <clears throat>
0: Grace has very unique tastes.
1: <laughs> so does that so does Bernie, but I believe that for, for absolutely sure. Um Michael comes down and says, Oi, what did you say about Bernie said that you're horrible to Grace and Ed's like, let's not talk about this. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Trying to smooth things over. Then Aggie goes, she's got a beer in a bonnet, she goes to see Clint on the market and she's like, Right, where did you get that safer from? I don't believe you that you got it from Hyde. And Bernie standing behind, going no, 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 and then
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, Aggie's was got this. She was doing her charades, wasn't she?
1: Aggie's got the mould cider ladle, and she's like, "Tell me, I'll pour this everywhere." And he's like, "All right, all right, I got he it You from... said that
0: you wanted to to uh, aggressively wanted... sip from the ladle and then put it back inside. Yeah, and then storm <laughs> off,
1: but she didn't. He tells her, and and she knows immediately that it's from Grace. So she goes and finds her in the cafe and says, "Listen here, lady, get your act together, or there's going to be no more free babysitting." And then Grace is like, fine, I don't even care anymore, I don't even care. Then Bernie comes and says, oh, sorry about that, Grace, would you like a drink? So Grace says, yeah, great. Aggie goes home and moans to Ed about what's happened, and he's like, oh no! And they talk about that, it's terrible. And then Grace and Aggie go to the market later, and Grace is like, yeah, yeah, I found somebody to babysit, don't worry about it. But actually, what she's done is left her at home with a camera... So she can look at her, but she's not realised the cameras not working. It's basically a photo.
0: <laughs> it was, wasn't it? <laughs> it? They didn't. It wasn't even a, There wasn't even a twitch from Glory.
1: She might be dead.
0: They didn't even have like a little flashing red circle in the corner to say, "Look, Rick, this is a video," Rick, Rick. like they had for Max today.
1: Yeah. So um, she's yeah, she's she's basically she's found the cheat code for parenting, which is use cameras and leave them at home by themselves.
0: Sounds fitting. We do it for the cat. Yeah. We don't even have a me. camera for the cat. No. Um, Let her jump out the window when she pleases. You can get your baby to do that if it wants to go outside, can't you? Want to
1: go out for walkies, baby?
0: baby. That's why we're not parents.
1: Um, Aggie's calmed down a bit later and she says, right, okay, I'm going to go and smooth things over with Grace. Because Ed's like, you can't tell her that we're never going to see Glory again. She's like, oh yeah. I guess when, when when I said free babysitting, I meant visiting with my grandchild. Oops. So she goes back and she finds Grace and Bernie having a laugh. Um... And Grace says, Glory's at a friend's house. And Bernie's like, ah, you said something different a minute ago. She's very suspicious. And then Aggie kind of awkwardly apologises to Grace and says, look, what you do in your own time and with your own money is nothing to do with me. I'm very sorry. I'm happy. We're happy to look after Glory whenever you fancy. And then she leaves because Grace is very ungraceful, uh, ungracious, isn't she? (laughs) She's like, yeah, whatever.
0: Do you know what you call somebody who looks after Glory? A Glory supporter.
1: You mean glory hunter? No, glory supporter is a thing. We used to call them glory hunters at school. We
0: call them glory supporters. Oh, that's what they were called in the Midlands.
1: Oh, really? That's funny. You yeah. used to be like,
0: yeah, you're just a glory hunter. Oh, no. What do you call them, listeners? Yeah,
1: tell us. This is somebody. The people t- who support the Weatherfield County
0: just because they're top of the league.
1: This is somebody who supports a football team because they're top of the leagues and they don't have any other yes. connection to them.
0: Glory supporter.
1: Glory hunter. As well. <laughs> 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 um. So Aggie leaves and then Bernie catches Grace looking at this camera to see Glory Cam, which that sounds bad. Um, <laughs> the glory Cam. You've does, written it down. That? Bernie yeah. is appalled That's that
0: poking out of the glory hole. No no, just no, a glory cam? no
1: no no no. Bernie's appalled at Grace's neglectful parenting and says, Go back immediately, go back now. This is you can't do this. Even I, who thinks that crystals is the same as cough syrup thinks this is bad. <laughs> so Grace huffs off after telling Bernie to please don't tell Aggie about this. <laughs> I like that. She goes up and a huff and then she turns around and she's like, uh, don't tell anybody. So, doesn't doesn't work though because on Friday Bernie tells Gemma, um, Gemma's aghast about this because she can't believe that somebody else is getting out, out of it when she has to do all this hard work to be a parent. She's like, no, you you got to do hard graft. You can't just use your cheat code. I'm not having it. I'm going to tell, you to tell Aggie. And Bernie says, I can't, no, I don't want to be a grass. But Demma convinces her. So Bernie goes around to see Aggie and then she tells her what's happened. <clears throat> so Aggie goes and confronts Grace. Oh, i getting a bit fed up this now. Aggie goes and confronts Grace <laughs> and says, I know good what, job. who was looking after Glory last night or not. And then. Uh, not. Grace joy, is at the bistro. To take over? Um, Aki and Grace go to the bistro together, and and she says, um "Look, are you struggling? Do you need help? Have you got postnatal depression? And can you move whatever that is off of that is making noises?" It's my watch. My watch but is you, just buzzing. Can you please right. stop it? Um, they can't, yeah. They can. can. It's buzzing through the bed. Oh, scary!
0: <laughs> it is my watch. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: She says, look, do you need help? Are you struggling if you've got postnatal depression? And Grace is like, no, turns out I just hate children. Ugh, would have been nice to have known this before I had one, wouldn't it? I'm not cow for it. The
0: this, this Grace who used to be a nanny.
1: This <laughs> she hates kids. <laughs> the
0: Grace that loved ch- the children so much that she, she pretended one. that one of them was hers. She actually doesn't like children. After she's like,
1: all. look, maybe I'm a terrible person, but I feel good now. I've admitted she I does. hate it's like children. She's got a
0: weight off her mind, isn't it?
1: so um, Aggie says look I can't, Glory's not safe I'm going to have to go to social services and tell, tell them and Grace says if you do that you'll never see her again I'll, I'll just take her away from you, you'll never see her again what I will do is offer you to buy her off me for 20 what? grand and Aggie's like oh just like the, just like the Tracy storyline and Grace says no 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 this is like the Terry storyline and then Aggie says are you sure it's not like the Wayne storyline
0: Definitely, yes. this is original, says And then Grace. she says,
1: I think this is more like a Kylie situation. <laughs> so, um, Aggie's like, oh my gosh, goes and tells Ed, and he's like, let's do it.
0: <laughs> That's basically it, I think there might have been two scenes with And then them, they say, they oh, saying, we, how we we shall we be do it? Do and it then he's then, like, oh, I'll then.
1: get an advance on my wages for my next job, and then we'll do a thing and return interest and use the credit card and buy the jam. And she's like, okay, all right. We've Maybe we should just ask our
0: rich footballing son for another loan.
1: Can we please buy a baby? <laughs> Basically, there's also a scene where Michael's like, I love being a dad, la, 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 or something. Mm. And they're like, oh, it would break his heart. Yeah. If Grace dies in a horrible accident.
0: Yeah. This is a, this seemed to come out of nowhere a little bit. I know that Grace is supposed to be a bit of a wrong one and trying to get money Literally, for this bar, but... In
1: the last month, she's gone from just... Um, like thorn in Aggie's side. Yeah. To like war. I'm a villain now. Step mum and uh, sorry, mother-in-law and step daughter-in-law. Like we hate. I'm a each bit other. sad
0: because it feels like it's this to, is the beginning of a
1: like child-hating supervillain.
0: It it feels like this is an exit story for uh, yeah, for Grace. It which, does, doesn't it? I can I've kind of grown to like Grace. She's never really. I you know. I won't put her on my top ten or anything. And she certainly feels like very much a bit part on Coronation Street. But um. I've I've, in, I've really enjoyed her and um, Aggie. I
1: really like that dynamic. I think it's funny. There's a lot of um, potential for humour there.
0: Yeah, and I, I I think that Grace could have a bit of potential as well, but they they've never really used it, have they? I, I didn't really enjoy her pairing up with Bernie this week. because um, I'm not, I'm not a massive Bernie fan. But uh, yeah, the, the the idea that they're turning her into a yeah crazy child hater is a, is a bit disappointing, really, because surely it can only end in She's not going to swipe the baby away, is she? Surely, Michael's going to end up single father at the end of this and then he's going to go off into his own little story. This is what I'm not really
1: sure about. Is she going to leave with Grace or without Grace? And if she does, I'd rather she took her with him. But also, I guess, for the safety of the child, she should stay. It's
0: probably not a very satisfying ending that she goes off in a taxi with glory and we're just like, nah, you will probably be okay those cameras are alright actually for looking after the baby aren't they <laughs> I bet people do it I bet they do
1: I want to say a little bit about um, like I don't want to be too much of a bummer but there is a very high profile case in the UK this week about a child who was abused by two people that clearly did not want to have this child in their lives and they basically tortured him to death um, and it's very very sad and tragic but it it feels like if if grace was left in charge of glory how resentful would she grow not everyone is cut out to be a parent and you don't know until you have a child no and it's not as easy like people say it's hard and it's even harder than they say it is to have a baby and be responsible and look after them all the time she just she isn't cut out for it and there's no way to know until you have the baby and if you don't have a bond with the baby i mean it must be torturous yeah. to be tied to this this helpless being who is totally in your thrall and you and there are people that are cruel and horrible to to innocent, helpless things.
0: I get all that, but I just think it was very odd how Grace suddenly just I don't acquired buy she just developed this, this hatred, hatred for, for glory out of nowhere. I don't
1: I don't buy it Because the storyline
0: demands it. It's a shame I just really think
1: What realistic solutions are there for somebody like Grace who's saying, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I'm sorry, but I can't. What do you do?
0: Loan it to someone for a few years and bring it back when it's not a baby anymore.
1: Do you you have to put it put put the child into the foster care system or up for adoption or something? I know that there are if it's a baby, there are places I think in America they have like baby Moses boxes where you just put your baby in a box and say come and get the baby I mean, and Grace... they don't ask questions they just take the baby
0: Grace is in quite a good position here because she literally has the father who who dotes on this baby the grandma who loves you know as well yeah. looking after him and free babysitting 24-7 if Grace you know if she wasn't such a wrong and she could just say you keep the baby. Don't worry. You don't have to give me anything yeah. back. I wouldn't. But I... Grace is like, and I want to know how long she had been considering this because she came up with that figure of twenty thousand pounds, just like I that. Know, that didn't she's she? like, how
1: about twenty grand?
0: Yeah, she and 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 that is the going rate for babies on Coronation Street, oh, tell isn't me it? More. Because that was well, that was we we, we, we talked about that earlier. Because Max, um, when when Kylie tried to sell Max to um, Stephen Becky ten years ago, he also was twenty pounds. No, not twenty thousand pounds. Sorry, not twenty thousand pounds. And and so yeah, Grace has been doing the research. Um, I, I I I think she must have been thinking about this for quite a while. Was
1: it £29,000? No it's not
0: £29,000 I've just written £29,000 because I missed the zero key.
1: It wasn't 29 anything. No it wasn't it was 20 look. Oh.
0: The zero is next to the nine on the keyboard but and haven't I was typing down... quickly £20,000 for Okay Max. all right <laughs> and
1: then Tracy offered to sell Amy who was then called Patience to the croppers for 25.
0: Yes Wayne went for uh, went for £5,000 because that was a bit of a ginger discount. No, um, I and told
1: you, you couldn't say that. I
0: know, I said it anyway because we're live. And uh, Tommy was the first baby-selling on Coronation Street, I think, wasn't he? It's Tommy not it's funny as you think it is. He, um, he was t- £2,000 per year at the beginning, yeah. wasn't he? And then the Horsons decided we want to just buy this kid outright, he's awesome, and certainly would not ever rap about, you know...
1: Anything that. Anything
0: like, like that. And then, yeah, they decided to pay £10,000 for him in 1996.
1: See, when you said Max was £29,000, you wrote child inflation, I thought you'd actually gone through the dates and the figures to work out what oh, they were yeah. worth in today's money. That's days, sort of thing that you would
0: do, isn't it? That's oh, that's why thing. I was
1: impressed. I was like, wow, no, no. he's done his homework.
0: So actually, yeah... Um,
1: I think it Grace has undercut herself a bit here because if Max was going ten, for 20 grand, yeah, how long ago? ago? Yeah, see? No, that's not right.
0: But I suppose Max then, he was a bit older and he was like properly cute back then so you knew what you were getting with Max. Glory, she could, could turn into a boring child character. Yeah. She could turn into like a Liam Connor or a Joseph Brown. Yeah. but Yeah, it could be a Ruby. He could be you lucky you don't But you she could know. take
1: after Michael and be really great and lovely or she could take after Grace and be a wet fart in a bag.
0: <laughs> yeah, so so maybe twenty thousand pounds about right. Will they do it, Gemma? I think are they, they, they should... going to come up with this? Cash They're not very are they at... give that money tree a shake.
1: They're not very good at haggling with Grace. They just when whenever she says something, they just agree to it and then complain about it behind mm. her back. They should just say no, it, or take her take her for free.
0: Well, because I I reckon I reckon she'd do it. Can't they just like say you go off? You're not going to live in this house anymore, no, you're surely, not living are for you? This house. We will have the house. We will get money for the house, yeah, and that's the that's what money that thinking. we will use to pay you.
1: No, you're not getting any money. Go away. That's what I'd say. I'll take the baby off your hands for free. I'm not paying 20 that grand. That is a real good haggle. Yeah, I would just say I'm not paying 20 grand. You want to think about this. The next time you're changing an appy, think about it. I'd, I'd take that from you for free.
0: Yeah, how desperately does Grace want to get rid of this kid?
1: You either want the kid or you don't. You decide. You're not getting any money for it. Mm. I'm very good at haggling about babies because here's the secret: I don't really want the baby,
0: <laughs> so I don't
1: mind if the deal falls through. Do you?
0: Do you, I mean? Uh, do you think that Grace? I, I wonder whether Glory is going to get into some kind of danger, which will precipitate whatever decision the Baileys are going to make. Again, when I'd heard that there was going to be some sort of fire this week in Coronation Street, I thought, oh, is is Grace is um. Is glory going to be in a fire after Wednesday's episode? I thought it could have gone down that, um, but, Rute, but yeah. no.
1: See, I I don't want to feel like anyone thinks I feel sympathy for Grace here because you know, it's what you know. How could I ever say such a thing and be um, attacked on social media for sympathising with a child abuser? <laughs> but. This is one of my fears. Like, if I was to have a child, I don't think I'd cope, and I wouldn't know how to re- resolve that issue. What do you do? There's no help for people of course unless there you've is. got a family.
0: Well, just go to ITV.com/slash/curry/slash/advice or whatever it is, and you'll find help for any number of issues. But yes. <laughs> Postnatal Hello. depression, oh, I've got be that it as well. money laundering, or uh... how
1: to money launder. This is great, actually. I don't need to sell this kid anymore. I'm just yeah, to a you money got a cross launder. on the
0: teacher. It tells you what to do.
1: How to write a sonnet. Yeah. Oh, this is great. <laughs>
0: um Yeah, so I
1: just, I just feel I, I think that because of how fragmented um, people are with from their families and friends, how difficult modern life is, how much everybody works, how workplaces don't really I mean a lot of places give a lot of um help to parents like we've both experienced at work having other people like kind of inconvenience you because of their child care problems or their child is sick or something I know you're not supposed to say that but you know let's be realistic it can be a pain in the bum if you're expected to cover for somebody Hmm. Um, But even with all that help and support that's built into the laws and stuff, and I don't begrudge it, I'm just going to point it out, but it still is, you know, extra work at the end of the day for something that doesn't benefit me at all. (laughs) Um, At the end of the day, even that's not enough, is it, really? And people don't value the process of child rearing and they don't value the, the contribution that that gives to society. And it's kind of like, well, you know... Satisfaction and the love of your child—you and you look in their eyes, and it's all worth it, and all this stuff. But it's a lot of personal sacrifice—time, money, and effort—and if you're not really that into it, <laughs> it would have been nice for her to work this out before that she she had a baby. She
0: has had lots of chance, hasn't she? Like we said, I don't want to—I don't want to let her
1: off the hook here. But that I just in my heart is making me feel panicky to imagine how I would feel. I've said Maybe. this to you before what
0: maybe glory is just a rubbish child maybe
1: she's boring yeah she cries all the time yeah i said this to you before about being in a situation where i feel trapped and it can be any situation at all but if i start to feel like i'm in i'm in a situation where i can't get out of it even if it's not that bad i panic and get really stressed out so i think if i had a kid and i i was like oh i'm on the fence (laughs) (laughs) i think i'd go mad yeah. I think it's one of those things that people don't like to talk about and they don't admit it. You never know
0: until you actually I've a read a few articles from people
1: saying I'm not I'm not in I I would never let anyone know this like anonymous like, I don't, I can't let anybody know that I feel this way. But I think but maybe it would be helpful if people were more honest. But then then also, if you're a kid, you know, and you're like, oh, did you see your mummy's article in The Guardian about how she wishes you were dead?
0: <laughs> yeah, because like, it's like when um, David and Sophie found Ivy's uh, diary in the yeah. attic, isn't it? I mean, looking through the attic and I found hard. something in IA magazine saying, I hate my child, what do I do? It's, it's
1: difficult. <laughs> I think people need to be more realistic. And I said this before also about pregnancy and about how we don't tell women what happens to your body and it's a horrible surprise and perhaps a lot of them wouldn't choose to go through it necessarily or maybe Mm. they would but at least they'd know at the end of the day what needs to have happened and i'm going to suggest this to boris johnson tomorrow i'm going to do it or maybe i'll do it later today everybody should do that thing in that book where they have a flower baby oh yeah you have to carry the bag of flower around and if at the end of the day, you've left it somewhere with a camera while you're drinking cider, <laughs> you don't pass the test. And you we, n-
0: we got our children at school to do that last year with an egg. Did you? Yeah. An egg. Egg babies we had.
1: Did, you, did any of They're them quite, boil them?
0: No, there were quite a few breakages, but some of them like kept them for, for many months. Uh, quite interesting. Um, speaking uh, of babies being a bit of an inconvenience, Al- Alid sorry, had his cock up this week, didn't he? Oh, yeah. I thought that had already happened. Somebody, somebody asked on the Facebook group a few weeks ago what's gone on yeah, with Alan and his, and his cochlear implant, and I said <laughs> that Frieda had snuck in in the middle of the night and dug it out of his skull with her bare hands, but he didn't even have the chance. And just imagine that that'd suck, wouldn't it? For Friedra thought he'd also had his operation, gone in there, tried to scrape it out, and just found brain. Oh, no. Yeah, but anyway, that's weird that that's just been tucked Lost. into this story. Yeah. He's okay now, everybody.
1: Well, anyway, that was that was Grace and Glory story, but... everything i just said about grace and um how i feel about her character and stuff i hope everybody realizes that the other side of the coin i think is so goes without saying that we haven't really spoken like obviously leaving your kid at home in a cot with a camera and be like well nothing else has ever happened that's bad that's obviously bad and she's obviously a terrible mother yeah, and she's obviously supposed to be like com- comedically evil. Like, I just to think her... like,
0: what, why why would you do that? Because I don't there, think there's many... no point having a camera really because you, know. you're looking for something to oh, go wrong, and if it gone. does, it's like oh, what what can what I, do do I do about now? that? Nothing. So you might as well just not bother looking. You might as I... well just leave it unattended.
1: I genuinely think that most women who maybe feel in Grace's position of I can't cope with this. I don't think I should be, be ever been a mother. I don't think they'd be as flippant about it. And I don't think that they would be so unbothered by the fact that they don't... Like, they would be terrified and they'd be trying to find a solution and they'd be beating themselves up and yeah. going through depression and, and anxiety and worrying. That's the other thing. A lot, I think she maybe she has got postnatal depression because part of it is things like worrying you're going to hurt the baby. Mm. Like, she, like, there's postpartum psychosis where you start to get very strange and dark, violent thoughts towards yeah. your child. And um, I don't think she's got that, but it just really feels like a bit of... um, She's just a very um, cookie-cutter, like, cartoonish villain who is a plot device to get rid of the character of Grace and have Glory be in the custody of the babies. Yeah, and this basically. is just a shortcut to get to that situation. Let's make Grace an evil... Um,
0: baby-hating woman. She's like the opposite of Curtis, isn't she? She says, there's nothing wrong with me. Nothing wrong just with me. Like I'm not it. mad.
1: I just hate children. There's That's nothing normal, wrong with... right?
0: <laughs> right, I'm going to move on.
1: Um, uh, I think I'm. I think I'm always contrary I'm always a contrarian, and it probably gets me into trouble with some people. Where no, that's what makes I, the I take the opposite side of, of things and try to sympathise with the villains in the show, <laughs> which is really weird. I don't know What's why. Same
0: about your psyche. I don't know. Right, so school Crazy. days. We're calling it that. I've decided. So Daisy has spent the night with Daniel. Uh, on Monday, she's still. She's like, "Are we still sneaking around and not letting anybody know we're together?" Looks like it because Paul comes up the stairs. For the, he managed to find oh, the flat for the first oh, time in here. three months, and he's like, "What's what's that perfume I can smell?" Oh, you got a bird in here, haven't you? And um, and and is it Daisy? And Daniel's like, "No." She he kind of, and then he launches into a rant, a, a rant, a rant about how shallow and superficial and um, vacuous Daisy is, just to try and cover the fact that yes, she is hiding in the kitchen, and Daisy looks like she's pretty miffed when she hears this because she amount, feels here's some truth in it.
1: The amount of times this story has been used to have Daniel or Daisy stand to one side and slag the other one off within their hearing. Has that happened lots before? Yeah, it happened at the bar as well.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, it get, yeah. It's
1: getting a bit wearing now. Because yeah. they're both just saying the same things. Like, you're shallow and vacuous, or you're a pompous dick. Mm. Yeah, we know.
0: Well, it, later on, Daisy is not letting this drop. She's convinced that Daniel thinks she's thick. So Dan, <laughs> He's Day-
1: like, yeah, but that's why I like you. You are,
0: aren't you? You are a bit. I'm intelligent, I can see these things.
1: Well, there's a difference, though, between being intelligent and being knowledgeable. And I don't, I don't know whether Daisy's clever or not, but I know she's not very knowledgeable.
0: She's got social media smarts, I'll give her that.
1: She doesn't though.
0: Why? She got, she got like hundreds of followers. Probably got more than us on I Instagram. Got more
1: than she has. But she got hundreds
0: Daisy goes back to the Rovers and lies to Jenny about where she was last night. And then this striker bloke, um, Ashley, is giving her the glad eye again. She is not interested in the slightest though, and but eventually sits down. He wears away at her, and she's like, right, vodka and orange, please. Um, so then we have
1: that's a screwdriver
0: is it um, then we have we got this brilliant scene I, I very much enjoyed this where Ashley is telling Daisy all about his footballing and <laughs> she's so not interested she's just there <laughs> with her head in her hand I know. and I was like <laughs> I've he's never
1: got torn up bits of um, beer mats yeah. and he's made them into the, the, the players on the pitch
0: see this is what you need to do Coronation Street to make me empathise with Daisy I got it I was like yes football is really boring isn't it Daisy you're right I like you now
1: See, oh. I, I I, don't understand football. I think it's kind of boring unless it's something, you know, like exciting tournament or whatever. But I would be interested to have somebody tell me about anything that they're passionate about. Maybe I... not for hours on end. But if, it, if I had a professional footballer and he was telling me about something to do with football and he was making a demonstration, I'd be quite excited.
0: Well, it's not Daisy's cup of tea, is it? It's not Daisy's vodka and orange <laughs> no. So, uh, And she basically says... But I'm just going to stop you right there before you tell me any more about the season. He's like, it's not, it's the last season. <laughs> I'm not it. interested in you. I'm just doing this to test if um, splitting up with somebody was the right thing to do. Um, and, and before that, we also had...
1: Yeah, but then he says, do you mind if I carry on telling you the story? Oh, yeah. And she's
0: and like, she's like Fine, go on then. Go on and he's like, then. great.
1: Okay, right. So I'm the striker. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so we also had Jenny seeing Daniel in the street. And um, he gets pretty miffed when he hears that she's hanging around this... this uh, The striker Football man. Footballer. And uh, yeah, so he's well gel, as they say. Um, I don't think
1: they do anymore. So
0: Paul gets back later. Daniel's still not revealing um, the name of his girl. Um, We also have Jenny hitting a bit of a nerve with Daisy later when she brings up talking to Daniel about her footballer beau. And Jenny says, Oh, you're still sweet on him, aren't you, that Daniel Asborn, You still fancy him. But that's because she's... And it's always been because... He's inherited his mum's house. Uh, you're just a massive gold digger, Daisy, aren't you? Well done, Jenny. You're right. You're, you've hit the nail right on the head. Daniel, of course, walks in on this, and he they the pair of them argue over money. She says, "Look, no, I was just, I was, I'm not really interested in this football. I was just to make you jealous." Um, and then she gets all sarky about the house and says, "Look, I don't care about your inheritance. It's you that I'm interested in. I don't need your charity." And it all basically ends on an extremely sour note um, where she says, "Oh, she says, I wish, oh, it was nice knowing you. And he says, I wish I could say the same. She says, give Bertie my love. And he's like, I'd rather not.
1: Ooh, wow. But Such cutting edge wit, wit here. That oh, Daniel's right. not
0: wrong here, is he? Jenny's not wrong about this. She was only interested yeah, in she Daniel. Was. I'm
1: sorry, but that's Her what happens. Her ears
0: pricked up.
1: And then she when left she it When she saw for Daniel on the phone. And then because it wasn't time for their characters to be in the show. And then she dove straight in.
0: Yeah, so they're absolutely right. Uh, to be f- to be fair, I think that she has definitely developed a genuine affection for him. It's
1: definitely possible to be a gold digger who also likes the person they're digging the gold out of. Yeah, but I, I,
0: I, I, I don't think that she's that bothered about the money anymore. I think that's a handy bonus. I, I think, think that she does like him.
1: I think the thing is that Daniel's missing here is that if she was genuinely only a gold digger and that was it, she'd be football mad and be grabbing hold of bits of beer mats and and joining in with the... So is this the the
0: offside rule?
1: Oh, what does that mean? That's amazing. You're so clever and funny. You know what I mean? If she wants to find a rich guy, sorry, but a teacher with a house, I mean, I've got one of them. I'd rather have a footballer.
0: (laughs) Oh, thank you very much.
1: Well, I'm just saying. (laughs) Um, If I was after money... I wouldn't have married you.
0: Oh, I am a Pre-me teacher wrong. and I've got a patron on my podcast, <laughs> yes, actually. Uh, half
1: that is mine now.
0: <laughs> um, Wednesday, um, as you still is... still
1: earn more than me by quite a lot. <laughs> yes.
0: Wednesday, as is tradition, after Jenny tells Daisy a few home truths, she gives a grumbling apology the next day. She says, yeah, sorry, I ruined things and everything. And Daisy's like, fine, whatever. Anyway, I met her with Ashley again afterwards. We went for a cheeky nightcap and we're going off to a spa this weekend. So um, win-win there. Daniel is... History and then the kind of story. He's
1: actually the English. Teacher. He's
0: the English teacher. Yeah, he probably he could probably have time to teach him history as well, well because yeah, it seems that them- he has one lesson a day and well. he's back home by half two, maybe maybe quarter to three at a push.
1: Well, some of these, some of these books and old poems and stuff were also written in the past. Yeah, so overlap.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, the story kind of, this, at this point, transitions away from Daisy, doesn't it, into uh, the summer crush again. So Summer is looking at Daisy's Instagram and realising, hang on a minute, um, I'm looking a bit shabby compared to this hottie or the Instagram likes. I'm going to have a summer makeover. So she gets her hair done like Daisy. She has she, she does. She takes an belt oh, in a notch a little bit. Can um, I just quickly say something? What?
1: I'm wondering whether they're going to do anything with the fact that Summer's diabetic... And it is very possible to manipulate, and I don't know how you do this, and I don't want anyone to look it up to manipulate your insulin to make you lose a lot of weight.
0: Oh, maybe. I do think I don't think Summer really does need to lose that much. No, she I don't, and I
1: don't think fairly anyone. Fairly slim
0: anyway. Do not think
1: anyone should? Uh, oh, no, I'm do not that saying she should, weight. but
0: if she, but as no, as it is, I know, and we've already had stuff like that with um. I but the know, thing is that order. she. I'm only
1: saying it because she compared her body to. Yeah daisies and then she notched her belt in
0: yes yes she does this, I think this she is very lovely, uh, this is very is. unsummer behavior i have to say but i know we've... but
1: i just want to say also as a as a go- i've also been a girl and you do go a bit mad oh, and you're a lady you do go a bit mad sometimes and even sensible girls go a bit weird about boys do they yeah i've well, never stalked did, a teacher did you did
0: you take your what about me I know i wasn't a teacher when you met me no. you? did you did you put your belt in a notch when you met me i don't
1: think i had a belt
0: did you do <laughs> did you do your hair did you just have a bit of string wrapped around you around your waist you're
1: being you're being very presumptuous here That I'm talking about you oh
0: thank you very (laughs) much I'm talking
1: about more when you're younger and you're a teenager and you have crushes on people and stuff
0: Did did you I'm a
1: human being
0: can we talk about the show? <laughs> um, okay, so um, so she's done herself up like uh, like Daisy, which Daniel barely even notices when Summer finds him at the cafe later for her Oxford interview practice. So she gets a bit um, annoyed about that, but um, he, she, he he does the practice and she's given these completely generic answers. And again, I think that Summer wouldn't. I I think that Summer would know the right things to say at this point, don't you?
1: <sighs> she was being i don't i don't think she was being that silly but she wasn't being particularly um I inspiring don't,
0: i don't know anybody that's been to oxford or cambridge as far as i know but it feels It feels like she wasn't answering like an Oxford student was. She was answering like someone who likes the idea of Oxford or has been told by, you know, a grandma that she should go to Oxford because, oh, you're so clever, and then she just goes along with it. She gave a
1: pretty solid, you know, middle-of-the-road... Interview for anyone who might want to go to university to do anything.
0: Yeah, and then the um, Daniel who has still got his head completely in the sand about this is like, oh, i just think about it. talk to me like you're on a date with me, and and open up and tell me what's in your heart and everything. And uh, and she 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 does, and she gets a little bit of a flutter about this, imagining being on a date with with Mister Osborne. And then she literally puts her foot in it by saying something or other about living your life to the full because that makes him think about Sinead who happens to be on his desktop wallpaper on his laptop in front of him. And she's dead. And then she asked him about Daisy which he immediately shuts down. It's like, I'm not talking about that. You're just a kid. After, well, what?
1: he doesn't keep that up, does he, for very long? No,
0: <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's uh, he needs He's terrible. To, he needs to think about what he is and to... isn't appropriate.
1: He needs to go into the the headmaster's office and be told or her mistress and be told what is acceptable to to children about or he needs to get a job in an all boys grammar school or something
0: yeah he is a new teacher isn't he he may act like he knows exactly what he's doing but
1: um well also sometimes you just gotta learn
0: you can't give kids lift home in the car you
1: just can't do it no
0: you just can't not very good idea I
1: Remember when I was at school? Whenever there was a, a new a new young teacher, every all the girls or boys, whatever, would fancy them.
0: Would they? The young ones, yeah. Yeah, know we had that as well. I think it's kind of normal.
1: And the other thing I remember too is because I used to do cross country when I was in middle school. Um, I remember sometimes the teachers would give us lifts in their car, and it was the most exciting thing that ever <laughs> happened. And I remember sitting in the back of um one of our teachers' cars, and I went into the little um pocket on the back of the chair and i found sweets and i was giving oh, everybody something
0: else then like no, a pair of knickers or no.
1: a... <laughs> i was giving everybody sweets because i was a cheeky little git <laughs>
0: stealing sweets are no, you not teacher. allowed to do that these days you get a proper insurance and everything if you want to take children in your i was car, thinking i bet daniel doesn't have i bet course. you wouldn't
1: be able to do that now
0: i hope he gets in trouble about this and not just you know well we, we haven't got there yet no so. i know. so um Adam comes this gives in. gives a
1: very bad impression about teachers, I have to say. And if Daniel's this stupid and like blithely not reading any of these signs and he doesn't get told off, nobody notices and you know it t- turns into just some kind of stupid drama, it gives a really bad impression about the safeguarding of children in the, sc- I in the schools. I know. Because this kind of stuff would be pulled up on and I know that children... I know that some people can be inappropriate, but it, it, they do it and they hide their tracks. They're not so bloody blatant about it as this. <laughs> um, it,
0: Daniel, Adam has a bit of a chat with him about Daisy, but that's uh, nothing particularly. So um, Summer then kind of does, has a bit of a hanging around session with Asher and Amy later, and this is where the subject of the ice ball comes up. Um, it's
1: felt very American
0: to me. But it is a little bit to it But amazing. then I remember yeah. being
1: in... Um, University and hearing about children doing graduations and stuff. i was like, what are you talking well, they have, about? They have
0: proms and everything. We these had days, proms, kids. but I don't think we'd, I... No, yeah, maybe we. Yeah, but I didn't. Go I went to, to an
1: obviously. all-girls school, and there was an all-boys school that was like the partner school of our school. Mm. And then we have we had a dance. And I didn't go to it because I was like, I don't even know, it. why would I care about I this? I think
0: I was literally one of only about two or three people in my whole year group that didn't go to the end why of... Why would I go to of, a dance? Yeah, dance at the end when I, when Specifically I left Specifically
1: to dance with boys who I've never met in my life. It sounds stupid, <laughs> but we had to have dancing lessons and everything. And oh, I, did you? Was it like a like Harry Potter? I remember thinking, why are we learning to dance? The boys aren't going to know how to
0: dance. That's really funny. What lances did you learn? Like
1: ballroom dancing. Oh, it's like a boy's going to do... show
0: me later?
1: I tried to show you. Did you? When we were getting married, I tried to show you how to dance. So you wouldn't listen to me.
0: Oh, yeah. That was embarrassing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good story. So they just assumed that everyone would go... That is kind of. And I
1: was like, I don't want to go to a stupid dance. I don't want to. No, I don't want to
0: go to a dance. Anyway, um, so they're, they're planning this ice ball, and, and, and someone's going to go, but then they, when they start talking about Daniel, um, she hangs around a little bit longer. So um, then we have um, Daniel in the pub later, you know, doing his marking. Half one in the afternoon, probably, is finished for the day. He's like,
1: well, I better not have a third beer. If you I look at Wednesday's later.
0: episode, if <laughs> you look at Wednesday's episode, he's. I don't think he goes to school. I think he just forgets to go in on Wednesday, doesn't he? And then the head, he the head teacher, all the the phones him
1: up and says, "I don't want to stress you out, Daniel, but um, you have to come in every day during the week.
0: Five days a week, please, Mister Osborne.
1: But don't worry about it too much. They're not learning anything. No,
0: in Weatherfield, it's like you only have to come in three days a week." Because yeah. that's all we have here.
1: <clears throat> yeah, we don't it
0: need to be consistent. We're
1: we're doing a pilot scheme. We don't
0: have weekends, but you do have to come in three days a week. <laughs> Sorry, that's what you signed up for. It's on your contract.
1: It's like it's like a twisted version of Narnia where it's always winter, never Christmas. Yeah. It's like it's always, <laughs> always week. You don't have to work a full week, but there's no weekends.
0: <laughs> um so yeah, they go to the pub later. Ashley comes in again. Daniel's very sarky with Daisy and says, um Oh, then he warns Ashley that Daisy's tighter than a duck's backside.
1: What does that mean?
0: She, didn't oh, like she won't buy in the things. cash, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't okay. if you'd been out with a pro with footballer, would you? You well, I'm expect paying he if would I'm, be a gentleman the, with her. If
1: I'm a totty and he's the footballer, I'm not buying drinks. No,
0: he can buy me my vodka and oranges, I'll thank I'll you very much. I'll listen to his
1: boring stories about the offside rule and he can get me drunk.
0: Mm. Um, the, the, the episode ends with Jenny kind of saying, today's here, are you sure? something of other usual you you want to go out with him and not Daniel but that doesn't really go anywhere because it's back to summer again they do make a big deal
1: and I don't remember if they specifically said what kind of restaurant which restaurant it was if they name dropped anywhere but they said oh we're going to go to this special Instagram restaurant and they've got an Instagram table where everybody goes and I just thought of when we went to that restaurant up on the roof in Manchester 100 stories yeah and um that was definitely an instagram restaurant that was, it was it? full of like plastic people yeah and also confused like families going oh, we come to the right place it was a really nice restaurant though. it was lovely definitely the food used. was amazing yeah. and they had, i had t- i think i said about it at the time they had that intimidating sommelier who kept trying to sell me expensive wine and i was mm. like okay i don't know mm. um but the ivy is the other place obviously the big yeah. uh place to big. But that, that seen. you can't
0: be you can't look over the old Coronation Street set no. from, um, from from the Ivy, can you?
1: No you can't from the other place. But when we went to the you Ivy I remember somebody saying that there were paparazzi outside.
0: Yes, yes. so if she were.
1: went she would definitely get papped on yeah, the way in and that would to... be fantastic for her Instagram profile it
0: absolutely would yeah. so Friday then um, Max is Max is in school Daniel's decided to uh, show up today he, but he said Let, let's get all of my kids together in one lesson even though they're completely different year no, groups I think, so we've got Max and, no, can I just say and what was around uh, they on? were
1: planning the ice ball because he's in oh, charge yeah. of the being the teacher of the ice ball and they're on the party planning committee and it reminds me of the office with Angela and
0: uh, yeah. um uh, Phyllis, Phyllis. Mm.
1: <laughs> I think which one which one do you think Amy is anyway and Max is there because he's making a documentary about the ice ball because Summer told him to mm. and the story still bubbling underneath everything is that Max hates Daniel um Max fancies Summer and Summer fancies Daniel mm. So that's still going on.
0: Yes, and um, Dan- Daniel gives Summer a little poetry lesson later, a little sensual like, poetry sesh by reading her some poems about... Mr. Usman, oh, I, I just
1: don't understand how poetry works. And he's like, well, let me tell you.
0: Let me tell you, it's all about the rhythm and the rhyme. There was a young woman and... from Venus. <laughs> <laughs> um, he-, he leaves her with this handwritten lovey-dovey sonnet he which probably her... tre- she probably treasures puts under a pillow at night.
1: The most basic, like like entry-level explanation of how poetry works and if she's going for Oxford or Cambridge she should be on she should know this <laughs> I know that's already she, just doesn't,
0: she doesn't really strike me as obvious no I Oxford think this material. is just
1: the the writers either not really knowing what convincingly they could say about poetry or saying if I write this no one's going to understand what the hell I'm talking mm-hmm. about so I just go. Sometimes homes go A B, A B, A B, and sometimes really advanced ones don't even rhyme.
0: <laughs> um, he gives her a lift home in the car, basically, and then he's snapped by Max. What's he gonna do with that then? Hopefully, or well, probably, assumingly, getting Daniel into trouble with it. Or
1: blackmailing him. The thing is, yeah. all he's got a video of is Daniel going, see you later. And yeah saying, i don't know whether you saw
0: whether max snapped her getting out of his car no he car. didn't
1: he wasn't there at that time and really daniel and summer could just go oh no that didn't happen
0: yeah but, but at I... the same
1: time daniel you, you dense idiot
0: but they could kind of retcon it a little bit and have him have, have a, photo a photo of, of it, it yeah. but yeah but yeah daniel deserves to be um he wrapped should be in trouble. The, uh, the knuckles with that to be honest don't yep. give children a lift home in your car even if they are your neighbours kind of stands to reason really
1: I mean the only person he could conceivably give a lift to is Amy because he's related to her
0: Yeah yeah I think that would be fine but mm, yeah be careful Daniel Um
1: It's really annoying because like I said safeguarding of children is taken incredibly seriously in pretty much yeah, every single school
0: and, and and more more and more seriously every year
1: Yeah it's not. It's not fair on the on. Like I know, Coronation Street doesn't like teachers. Thinks that they're all idiots or lazy or don't do anything. But it's really irresponsible to make out that this could happen. Like I know, but I know this does happen. This is the trouble. I don't know what. The but character- I don't think it happens with people that are so oblivious as Daniel. This is what I'm trying to say. If you teach for a teacher to get himself into this situation is normally malicious and done with intent. Hmm. And there's not really a lot you can do if they're being secretive about it. Um, that other than monitor everybody all the time, which is pretty much what happens. I don't
0: know what the current um, you know, training or advice is to teachers about should you be in a room alone with one lone student, especially one of you I, know the I opposite gender. And I, I remember I when only... I was in training, I was like, don't don't get left in a room with one child because any any accusations could be made. Yeah, and exactly. Could, and it must be even even more so like when the children get older and nastier and more vindictive, which I, I, does happen when they go through secondary yeah, school for, for some of them, yeah, don't get left in a room with them. So, Daniel, this is one of you, my worries. you're asking for trouble.
1: I, I do worry because you, you, like this is what I worry about with you sometimes. I know that you would, I obviously know you would never do anything, but I know that somebody could accuse you of it mm. and only, the accusation alone would be enough to completely ruin your career.
0: Yeah, yeah. So is this going to is this going to end Daniel's career or is he just gonna is he gonna get away with it? Do you think he'll he's... get
1: away with it because they don't know what else to do with him?
0: Well, it depends, doesn't it? Because like, maybe sometimes it could be a case of well, we've got an idea for one story of Daniel being a teacher, and once that's over, we don't really need him to be a teacher again. So maybe let's just get him fired.
1: Let's just make him a trolley pusher like his dad.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe.
1: What's the next? Editor of the local paper.
0: Hmm. What well, did you did you um? What did you think about Daniel and Daisy splitting up? I was kind of gutted. I've um. I've grown to appreciate them as a couple. I think that they've got potential, and that's that's a real turnaround from a couple of months ago, where it's like, why on earth did they put them together? I do genuinely, genuinely feel some proper affection between them, so I was a bit sad when they split up. I don't think it's going to last. I think they will get back together again. She's not going to stay with uh, Ashley, is she? What did you think? Do you, you care about them?
1: It says a lot uh, in a positive way about their characters... The character defects they have, the fact that they were able to overcome them to be with each other, was positive for their personalities. Like the fact that Daisy, who is vacuous and shallow, could kind of try to enrich her life with Daniel's more uh, what's the word intellectual pursuits. That was that was of benefit to her as a character, and it kind of gave her some growth. Similarly with Daniel, who is so arrogant and up himself to be taken out of his world of intellectualism where he judges everybody by how many sonnets they've got memorised. To have somebody like Daisy challenge him to go, look. You take- can also
0: judge somebody by how many likes they have. There's yeah. so many ways that you can judge people, this Daniel. This is what I was going to say. I was going to
1: say... <laughs> she can show him just the, the pure beauty and pleasure of taking a photo of your dinner and putting it on Instagram mm-hmm. so that you can get people to like and say how great your dinner looks
0: yeah i you think thinking you know about a lot about that do you that, see what right?
1: i'm saying that, that both of them are um, like and kind of have personality defects where they're very very caricatures of of themselves mm. almost but the fact that they could coexist in a relationship together was made them seem nicer, like nicer people. And the fact that they couldn't do it kind of is of detriment to them. Mm. I'm not really explaining myself properly. Does that make sense Yeah, that no,
0: makes sense to me. I, I do I do think that Sinead would have also been the sort that would have put a kooky weird stuff and pictures of candles on Instagram and stuff. So it's not like it's a foreign world to Daniel, I would have thought, but...
1: I don't know, I can imagine Sinead being like, I don't like social media. And then like t- six months later, she's like, oh, look, I've started an Instagram account. <laughs> How'd that happen? For my syrup. <laughs>
0: um, right.
1: I'm making a joke about how she started off sober and um teetotal and then she turned into a total yes, lush.
0: Yeah. She started off started yeah. off sober, ended up as soper. <laughs> what about Mimi, Gemma? Tell us about this glorious new character. I've forgotten how says... I did her
1: voice. Um on Friday, uh Fizz is says to Phil... Oh, your shower's out of action. You can move in for a little bit. Now, everybody who's surprised, like Michael...
0: I was like, hang on a minute. She already offered him that a few weeks she ago. She offered him
1: a drawer in her wardrobe
0: for yeah, his stuff his so that he could stay
1: over. She didn't offer him to move in. So now he's he's moved in temporarily while his shower's being yucca. fixed. Now, we went without a shower for like two weeks, Phil. You're weak. <laughs> Phil then says, I've invited my mum over... And he's like, "Oh, she's coming over now," and Phil's like, "Oh no, really?" And he's like, "No, not really. She's coming over in an hour."
0: Ha 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 ha. honestly.
1: And then um, it turns out that Phil's mum is a bit of a of a a bit hard work, isn't she?
0: She's amazing. <laughs> she
1: comes. First of all, we,
0: we, we, the, 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 uh, the car was coming around the corner. It was like, "Oh God, I hope this is a battle axe. and I was not let down. You
1: knew that she was high maintenance when she couldn't even open the car door herself. Phil has to open the car door so she gets out. The first thing you see is red leather gloves and a faux fur coat um, and she's like, hi darlings everybody, yes it's me Mimi and um, she's got a dog in a bag and this is, dog is it
0: a, it, a this dog
1: lives in a bag and it's got anxiety separation disorder or something <laughs> and then she's like oh how quaint. Was this your house that you live in? And, she, um, she
0: just revels in the glory of being able to being
1: awake. rubbing everyone's nose in the fact that they're poor.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, is this, that a bar you've got? There? Oh, how sweet. Oh, what biscuits do you have? Um, oh, Phil, you're you're so wonderful. Oh, um, and she, then she and does, then she says, uh, yeah. Phil says, oh, would your would your dog? What's the dog's name? Ah, Eric, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, would he like a biscuit? She's like, oh, he's got such a dreadful delicate stomach i don't think he could have anything in this house
0: she, she uses long words that fizz doesn't understand like couture and facilities <laughs> She's can a i ardent. use
1: your facilities what's that mean can i take a waz
0: <laughs> fizz just directed Fiz her like, out of the yard and to the outdoor surely fizz
1: is intelligent enough to understand synonyms i
0: i, I think that fizz probably would have understood her yeah but she
1: spent I, the whole time going gush. Goodness gracious! I don't know what you mean.
0: I you didn't would like mind. a
1: condiment? What is that?
0: <laughs> I didn't mind. I thought that for the um, that what they were going for in that scene, I, I I allowed Fizz to be a little bit thicker than normal because generally, genuinely, I think Fizz is written to be have some kind of intelligence. of intelligence.
1: Well, Mimi's like, oh Phil, your birthday is coming up, and I'm going to celebrate it with my friend Petra, and we're going to cook something amazing for you. And and Fizz is like, oh dear, we're going to have it at the bistro. I've already,
0: I've already bought my chicken nuggets.
1: Oh, we was going to do sausage rolls. <laughs> and she's like, oh, oh, that sounds dreadful. She doesn't say that. She The whole point of, of Mimi is that she's really passive-aggressive the whole time. She doesn't come out right and say anything. She's like, oh, how sweet. You mm. all live in this house together. And then and Fizz keeps really nervous and she keeps putting her foot in it like, um, oh, are those are your children. She's like, oh, yeah, um... Ruby's my <laughs> yes. Ruby's my stepdaughter and her mum went to prison, and now she's dead
0: <laughs> was oh, how interesting. That was great.
1: What a funny story.
0: I think I don't think... I'm not thinking that Mimi is a hateful character. I don't think
1: she... I think she's just think like... She's just blissful about This is kind about of funny how, and weird.
0: Yeah, she's blissful about how condescending she's coming across. Mm. Uh, but I got... I, I want Evelyn to have a scene with her so much. And Fizz said, oh, she's away at the moment. I know, that's So hard. is she off doing her jaunty holidays with James again in Europe? I don't know. But if we don't get a scene with Evelyn and Mimi by the end of this character's tenure, I'm going to be gonna incredibly disappointed. And I don't expect her to be a long-term character, unfortunately. I mean Even Phil, I'm surprised that he's still in it. I know. He, he, um, but, oh yeah, like Mimi, he's... stay. Phil, stay. I love both of those two characters. She's, then, she's amazing.
1: Phil, who is a gormless man, who doesn't understand what is, what is unfolding in front of his very eyes, suggests that Fizz and Mimi get together to help to celebrate his birthday yeah
0: cook something together so here
1: we go here's another office party planning committee only this time it is a bit more like angela versus phyllis mm, mm. i think angela is mimi
0: i want this to be an a story next week i don't think it will be no i don't
1: think we can get that much mileage I, out ne- I
0: need mimi every day in my life next week so the sausage
1: rolled. we're thinking venison and sage right <laughs> Not pork, that is boring.
0: Oh, gosh, I love her. Right, we've been, we've run long on the street talk today. We had a lot to I talk know. about. It's, I, it's funny. I was like, no, it's fine, it's fine. As, as I was watching this week, I was thinking, oh, this is a bit boring, really, but I think that today's episode definitely did it really lift it. Mm-hmm. it. It wasn't like, you know, top of the class or anything, but I, I, I enjoyed... Daniel wouldn't
1: be asking it to stay after school to write a sonnet together.
0: No, no.
1: But he might give up his lunchtime, because, I mean, he's got enough spare time as it is.
0: Um, I think that the, the Munchausen syndrome stuff got interesting once the reveal had happened. I wasn't interested in all the wedding and Curtis going, oh, I want it to be cheap, because they were they were just saying, look everybody, viewers, there's something dodgy about Curtis, have you noticed that yet?
1: You can tell he's evil, because he doesn't want a big wedding.
0: Um, yeah, just like Happy. Um, uh, but it got interesting halfway through the week, more interesting anyway, um, the the Zidane story, again, I wasn't feeling it until today. I thought that the... Even though I thought that the way that the fire was done was a bit rubbish, there was a lot of smoke and it, it looked like somebody bit <laughs> like, a match in front of the camera. Somebody had, like,
1: a tra- like um, an oven tray of, like, burning chicken nuggets yeah, it, that they were holding in front of the camera.
0: It didn't feel like Stu was in any risk of uh, getting burnt at that point, which is, you know, good for the health and safety, but you want, want there to be fire. a proper fire because it was the same with Alina oh. wasn't it where they just had a bit of smoke under a door
1: what's the point of having a character who all this time has been wearing a beanie and then not set the beanie on fire exactly
0: like on um, like what's it off Home Alone when he gets the blowtorch to the head
1: exactly exactly what I'm thinking
0: but yeah that that got better I thought um, the Grace was okay, I didn't really like Grace and Bernie together, but that got more interesting when she was making those demands today.
1: I know that some people have said, oh, I don't understand why Grace would hang out with Bernie. Also, the other way round.
0: Yeah, I know, I, I don't get it particularly.
1: I think maybe Bernie was just Bernie's like,
0: old enough to be her mum, but she was like trying to... She wanted to Bernie be... Buddy up with her? Yeah.
1: Bernie's just weird, but I don't think even that's an adequate explanation.
0: Mm. So, um, I... I was going to go into the twos before this oh, episode. Really? Yeah, it was just, well, I wasn't really grabbing tell, me.
1: I can tell how much you're enjoying Coronation Street by how diligent your note-taking is. Because when you're enjoying it, your notes are rubbish.
0: Yeah, the the, the scenes with Mimi on, I was just like... On
1: Friday, you were like, oh, I haven't... I mean, today, you were like, oh, I haven't...
0: I haven't taken any notes on I this haven't written scene, this that down. must mean that I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that, was, that was my, um. that's how you tell. Um, I am going to end this one with... Oh, I, can't, I can't let this this week bring it up too much. I think maybe I'll this go day. for a, today make it bring it up too much. I think I'll give it a three. I think I might give it, um, three breastfed ten-year-olds well, out of five. Right. What about you?
1: I'm going to give it three and a half tacky hot tubs.
0: Nice, nice. Who okay. was
1: it that was saying about that? Arlio? I can't remember. Hot, hot tubs tacky? I thought they were rich people's things.
0: No, it was uh, yeah. No, she no. It was Jasmine. What she they were talking about? I thought
1: it, it was Ali because they were saying Talia and Tim have got a tacky hot tub.
0: They yeah, they have got a tacky hot tub, but Jasmine doesn't want one because she thinks that they're tacky.
1: We could have a recessed one.
0: We we have been I we've eyed up a spot in our new house, haven't we? Where outside. Michael our new really house, wants a hot
1: tub, but probably, we probably would never use a hot tub.
0: I know, I know, but we've got, we've we got a bit of patio that's in any... a little corner that would be perfect it. for one. Yeah, we do need to. Uh... <laughs>
1: We, we do need money, a Weatherfield
0: windfall. It's yeah, true. we do. What was the I, I wrote down breastfed ten-year-olds here, but I can't I remember know, what that was why. in reference to. I can't Bikes know, maybe... made
1: of wood. That's the posh mums at the play school that Bernie was made Bernie and Grace were making oh, funnel. Yeah, of.
0: it was, it wasn't that? I could have done that. Right. Um, Character of the week this week. Who do you reckon? Oh. Is it Carrots? Is it? Is it? I I, I, I kind of want Curtis. it to be it's Mimi, but it shouldn't really be me, <sighs> me. Um, not Zidane.
1: Uh... not even stupid cuz I think he's a bit of um an ass to to um what's her name yasmine and he really took offense where none was intended which is no way to live your life well
0: he was mostly just offended by zidane who yeah, was yeah he was being offended by offensive. zidane but then he took
1: it out on uh, on yasmine and made out that she was patronizing him and everything mm. she was a bit stupid cuz she just basically like said come and meet me in the in the restaurant and then he came and she was like here's job like, mm. like that is a bit patronising. You should have asked him if he wanted one first.
0: I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the character of the week to Mimi. <gasps> she, she stole it from me. All the other characters, like, there's ones that were like, no or maybe, but she, she's the one that literally, I couldn't even take any notes when she was on the scene because I thought she was so amazing. So for, for what little she offered, um, it certainly did the trick on me. I'm giving Mimi my character of the week. Do you
1: have any Viennese
0: Worlds? Oh yeah, I are doing offering the pink wafers, wasn't <laughs> she? <laughs> what about you? Grace?
1: Uh, no, because Grace Haki? is evil, and I don't want anyone to think... This is the trouble. <laughs> Whenever I sympathise with somebody, I always get really worried that people think that I'm trying to excuse their behaviour or anything. I just think it's interesting to try to understand where people are coming from, even if you don't agree with Look them. Look at the
0: number of times that Phelan made our number one character of the week.
1: I don't necessarily agree with murdering people, but I can see why you might end up doing it. Go on then. Um, Cards
0: on the table. Eric the got. dog. No, you can't give it to the dog.
1: Why? I gave it to the pedo van man one year, one week.
0: You're giving it to the dog in the bag.
1: I don't know who else to give it to because I think a lot of my favourite characters. No, I don't want to give it to Grace. She's evil now. I was a Grace supporter at the very beginning because I was like, yeah, it can be a bit of a drag when your mother-in-law's evil. I understand. (laughs) (gasps) How dare you? Um, I just thought that was really interesting, and I did. I didn't understand why Aggie was so mad at her all the time. Because there wasn't really anything in the show to to explain it to me, Um and then when she kidnapped the baby and it all came out, I was like, "Well, I, you know, I like her because this is exciting," but now she's just gone panto villain, isn't she? Like, she's mm. like, literally like the the evil queen in Snow White.
0: Yeah, a little bit. I suppose. Um. Okay.
1: Don't don't. I'm not. I mean, I'm enjoying watching the story, and I'm enjoying her and everything, and I think it is quite interesting to see her sort of rationalize. Leaving her child, and I don't want to. T- the thing is, I don't want to talk about it because I'm not a parent. There could be people listening to it. going, well, everyone used to leave their kids at home. Well,
0: <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> you got know? you got left in that home once by your not uncle. On when he went to the pub. Not, not on purpose. Not on purpose. My mum and dad left so
1: me there. with my uncle, and he forgot I was there. And then he went to the pub, and my mum and dad came home, and I was in the house by myself. And they went absolutely mental. That is it. Um, Yeah, the dog, Eric the dog.
0: Eric the dog and me, me get our characters of the week. Yeah. Well, what does that say about the week? I don't know. Okay, we're done. Blimey, that was a long street talk. We need to move swiftly on to the next part of the podcast, which is the news.
1: I want to quickly say something. This is the cabin, but I just want to add some feedback because I've just seen a really great comment from Christina on our Facebook group about Daniel. And about the fact that he was been hiding Daisy. Daisy and him has been sneaking around. And people are going to might think that that's him in summer. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. And now he's got Easy this... sneaking.
1: Now he's written this note out. I just thought, oh, she's looking at this poem. And she thinks, oh, it's cute that it's from him. And I can pretend it's for me. But really, somebody could find it and go, oh, you wrote, him, wrote her a love letter. Yeah,
0: I don't know about poetry. I don't recognise this. Good point, Christina. Well done.
1: Well done, Christina. I didn't even think it would go that way, but it does look a bit like Max could actually set him up to make it mm. look like they had been carrying on together, and of course, Summer would deny it, whether they had or not.
0: It's not a very good way for Max to try and um, ingratiate himself with to, su- Summer, to no. Summer, really. But, well, um, you know, he, he's only he's young, isn't with his he? Todger. Yeah. So, uh, Gemma, I'm not a celebrity, but I know someone who is. Simon Gregson.
1: Yeah, he's a celeb.
0: He is a celeb, and he wants to be got out of a castle. And he was got out of a castle at they the weekend, were. wasn't there? Because there was right. a storm that went on. So, Quite a big one. Right,
1: Simon Gregson went into... It. I'm a celebrity in a castle. I really like it in here, but it's not enough interior decorating, which I think is what it's called now. Um, but they had to evacuate everybody at the weekend because there's a storm called Storm Arwen, and...
0: Then they went back in again something when it to was to do finished.
1: with being... Lord, Lord. It was funny
0: because um, they, they, um, they, the, the, the celebrity people were like, "Oh, they, we, it's very safe inside the castle. We don't need to evacuate them or anything." And then they did the next day because it was well, they've Pretty Their bad storm. blew down. We didn't have any snow down here in Southampton. We were watching the snow on the map, weren't we? And it, it like came down the country and then split off. has such just mild avoided weather. us. We never get snow. It's not fair. We do get snow. So uh, Rebecca's been but... sending us some updates about what's been going on in the cast. And apparently he and Adam Woodyat from Hello How's Adam, uh, uh, EastEnders fame, uh, were lords. Which meant that they had to sit on thrones and not do any chores in, in, in I'm a Celebrity. Typical. I know. And, uh, and now he's not a lord anymore, apparently. Typical. And uh, so hopefully he'll be able to do a task soon, Rebecca says. Um, also, he's had a little bit of a talk about playing Steve on it. He's talked about wanting to join the army before he went on Coronation Street. And he was talking about being bullied when he was a teenager as well. Because um he, he playing Steve, he was on the receiving end of some nasty childhood bullying. Um, he said he was, um, beaten up, spat at, um, this sounds pretty horrible really, but Isn't also me? Bev Callard is, uh, was on Loose Women this week as well, and she was talking about how she and uh, Charlie Lawson helped get Simon through it. Um, Very nice.
1: Yeah, whenever you think about what it's like to be a child star, you imagine, like, being a properly lauded and popular. And... Well,
0: especially if you're brought in as, you know, the hunky one, like Simon Gregson was... You, Kids are just you know, on the front of all the buckets, magazines and everything with your floppy hair and your white t shirt tucked but I into think your I would jeans. Take,
1: I think if I'd known him, I would have been like, who do you think you are?
0: <laughs> but anyway, keep going, Simon. We're not watching you, but I hope you do well.
1: So is that, is this what, what was Miley Cyrus in? Um, Hannah
0: that? Montana. Oh yeah, is
1: that, was that in Hannah Montana where everyone used to beat her up? Probably.
0: I don't know. Um, the Coronation Street Christmas schedule is in now, everybody. Uh, I think it's a fairly normal weeks around there. But um, Friday, which is Christmas Eve, you're only going to get half an hour of it. I don't know what our podcast recording schedule is going to be like this by, around here, by the way. But we're going to see my dad's for a little bit over Christmas. So no, we won't you, be No, hang on a minute.
1: Then. You're going to see your... My dad. You said your dad's. Oh, it's like just like me and dad, Curtis. Your dad we'll has got dad a gay real partner real gonna, all of a sudden. I'm going
0: to go and see my dad around Christmas period. We'll record before we go. We'll record when we get back. But yeah, half an hour on Christmas Eve. Saturday is Christmas Day. You get one hour of curry then. Sunday, Boxing Day, 30 minutes. It's a load of extra curry. But um, if that... Uh, one thing they're starting or they're going to be doing this year is putting them on the itv hub at seven o'clock on the morning of the broadcast oh what do we think of that silly it kind of makes me feel like uh, is that i mean they're doing it not just for coronation street but for all the big christmas night programs you will be able to watch it at seven o'clock that morning I mean, I don't well, know whether there's stupid. much on ITV3, but the, for Coronation just Street, the whole it's basically It's event TV. Of it really is. I mean, Christmas TV is not what it used to be. Christmas anyway. TV
1: used to be oh, like, and I know this is rose-tinted glasses, but no, this but was, was the idea. Christmas Day, all the channels would get their most popular shows and put a sh- put an episode that was the best episode of that show. On at Christmas. So all your favourites would have a special episode on Christmas Day. And everyone would, would love watching TV together. And for lo- the past, say, five years or so, oh, they've that. just bugged it all up. There's no good programmes. It's all celebrity, all this rubbish.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and, and Mrs Brown's boys. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's kind of like saying, no, don't worry, actually. There's not going to be anything that great on Coronation Street on TV. Christmas Day. Because if there was, we wouldn't put it on early.
1: Well the other thing as well is that who's gonna be watching it? Like you know, seven o'clock in the morning, if you're up on Christmas Day, it's because you're cooking or your kids are going, Oh, I'm present. like nobody's up at seven o'clock in the morning to watch Coronation Street on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day or Boxing Day, are they?
0: Some people apart from we're gonna have to do that. I don't know what to do. And you know what?
1: The thing is, if we watch if we get up and we watch it at seven o'clock in the morning, your dad's gonna be devastated because his favourite thing is to complain about you watching Coronation Street on Christmas Day. <laughs> he just loves to go, oh, but it's time for Christmas, uh, but it's time for Coronation Street, eh, Mike? And then he'll put it on, and then he'll just sit there with his legs crossed the whole time.
0: And he might go and sit out in the kitchen, maybe do. do a bit of washing up. But yeah, it's a bit, a bit. Oh, it's a shame. It. It just seems like it's spoiling. I don't want to have a massive rant like we did in the summer, but don't do it, please, Coronation Street. It is event TV. It's like At least at least in the summer, it wasn't event event, was it? It was just normal, Corrie. Yeah. This is, you know, this is let's supposed to be take, some of Coronation Street's biggest, best yeah, episodes of the year. Let's the
1: opportunity year. that we, we have created for ourselves to make suspenseful event TV and just take that out of the equation completely. Mm-hmm. What a load of...
0: Anyway, never mind. Never mind. Let's cheer ourselves up with some Coronation Street nominations in the Digital Spy Reader Awards, which you can go over to Digital Spy right now and vote for. I don't think they said when the vote closes but um, if you want to vote for some of your Corrie favourites I say get in there quick
1: and there's loads of other it's not just um, soap awards there's also other TV stuff
0: oh there's awards for everything there's like
1: loads and loads like the the categories have got like people from Squid Game Line of Duty all kind of different yes um, we are uh, going to talk about the
0: Coronation Street nominations and I was very very chuffed to see that um, among the best actor nominations, we have two from Coronation Street, David Nielsen and Charlie DeMello. Yeah! I'm very pleased to see that. I mean, David has got a mantelpiece full of awards, hasn't he? He
1: doesn't need any more.
0: He puts them on his cafe. He's left. Oh, yeah, apparently he's left. He, he puts them on the counter in the cafe and says you this is I here say? to inspire other yeah. actors. And true? it obviously worked on Charlie you know DeMello because he's, he's got a nomination. What?
1: Quitters don't win. So David's not allowed to win this we've got to all vote for Charlie
0: absolutely vote for Charlie Jamila on Charlie. this one. I think he would like that He'd be and if David he wants did. us
1: to um, support him he needs to start li- listening to the show
0: yeah he does he needs to come on and be a guest <laughs> to us and then maybe I'll <laughs> maybe say vote we'll for nice David Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, best actor, female. We've got Sally Carmen and Molly Ganager, who is just sweeping and cleaning Hang up on all minute. the award nominations this year.
1: Is this really what these categories are called? Yes. Best actor, male. Best actor, female.
0: Yes. So that it's not best actor and best actress.
1: What's wrong with the word actress?
0: Oh God, you know we don't want to go in there. Well, per- I find that. Why? People don't like. There are plenty job titles of... that are that well, assume gender. I don't know. I think that's silly. Uh, well,
1: yeah, but then you say female afterwards, so... No, but it's, it's like... What is this, the
0: Brit Awards? It's like, it's like the steward and the stewardess sort of thing, isn't it? They're they called
1: flight attendants now.
0: Exactly, and these yeah. are called actors now.
1: Yeah, but there was actors and actors. There's no such thing as a flight attendress, is it?
0: <laughs> um, best evening soap can... Can I just point out, I know yeah. what you're
1: saying, but plenty of women and actresses find the, the gendered terms to be a oh, respectful, I'm just want, I don't want anyone to think that the word actress is insulting to some people I understand don't like it, but other people think it is a respectful way to describe people you, whatever, you can't you, you just can't say win. one word exactly, you can't just say one way or the other is correct
0: I would call them an actress
1: I don't think there's anything wrong with using the word actress.
0: No. Um, Best evening soap. You can vote for Coronation Street. Please do. That'd be lovely. They'd be very happy with that. And most devastating soap death. We have got Seb Franklin and Norris Cole. Interesting how they've got Norris in here. Considering that he's not even been in the show this year. We didn't get to see the death. Just heard about how he ended up strangling himself on his binocular cord. Or whatever it was. But um, (laughs) I, I think that anyone that votes for Norris over Seb there. You're not really thinking it through are you? He's got to vote for Seb in that one. Not, I don't want to influence, you know, No, know, I do vote for well, Seb. Where's the way. most
1: devastating soap death bracket female?
0: Then. I, I, I feel a bit bad for Johnny Connor, to be honest. Stuff him. He was more devastating than Norris Cole, clearly. I know it's like okay. sad that Norris is gone. He's been Sorry, in the show he get for, his own tribute for 25 years no. and everything. But yeah, jo- Johnny, he, he should have been there.
1: Norris got his own tribute show, and Seb got a little documentary about talking head He got a, he got a whole garden he's got a garden.
0: Yeah. Uh, best Soap Storyline. thing that what?
1: Norris has got is a damp patch under the tree.
0: <laughs> best Soap Storyline. Obviously, the hate crime attack against Seb and Nina is up there. The other Coronation Street nomination is Fizz and Tyrone Split. I think I agree. Those are my two favourite storylines of the year. Um, I'd have to probably think quite hard about which one I like more. I think, I think the Fizz and Tyrone one's been more consistently interesting and long-lasting. And the, the hate crime one kind Of was in for a bit and then it went away for a bit and then it came back. It, it probably is that one, to be fair, but both of those I think have been quite good this year. Best soap couple, you can vote for Seb and Nina for their uh, what three weeks as a couple. And uh, Peter and Carla, I don't uh, why, why would you vote? I mean, I know there are, don't lots of, even, I don't want to this is the,
1: more the, controversial and offensive than saying I don't want to rile the, actor, fans. Pe- the
0: carter, sorry, but Peter and Carla have not um.
1: Done anything.
0: Well, they did early this year because he had his old kidney they thing, died. didn't they? But I don't think that when I think back on 2021 and couples in Coronation Street, Peter and Carla do not spring to Seb mind. Seb and Nina for
1: were barely together before. That's very
0: true as well. They were. Peter and Carla have had longer together than, than Seb and Nina for sure, but they made it count Nina's those three relationship weeks. relationship
1: was only successful because one of them died before they got into the one month anniversary yes.
0: range. OMG, soap moment. Seb's death. And Natasha's death. So I guess this is for things that you're not expecting to happen, maybe. Um, well, we all saw Natasha's death coming a mile away, so... Um,
1: this should be the OMG slash insert deity of your choice, or if you're an atheist, that's fine too, and slash soap moment.
0: Yeah. So we don't offend well, you, anybody. start your own awards and call it that. And finally, best soap newcomer, we have got Vinter Morgan, who plays um, Uncle Ronnie, and Sam Retford, who plays... Curtis.
1: Where's the best soap newcomeress category?
0: Stop it. <laughs> I will never stop. Um Coronation Street hasn't had very many new characters this year. No, it hasn't. Year. Really, really hasn't. I mean we've got our Conversation Street Mimi Awards coming out in a few weeks we haven't settled on all our final picks yet for the for the short list. It's funny that, um... because
1: I kind of I'm not very good with times and I'm like, Vinter, is he really this year?
0: Yeah. This time last year. Made a Little big did impression,
1: we know. Tight T-shirts and his fancy hats.
0: Yeah, see, I would say that you know, I like my Fergus, I like my Stew, I like my Mimi.
1: Really, I know they should have a category for side characters. Yeah, don't they, they really, really should. Best soap side character. What would you call it?
0: Best soap side character. Best
1: supporting performance.
0: Yeah. Best yeah. supporting best su- performance. Best arrest. supporting. Soap warting.
1: Soap warting. So the thing is, this isn't supporting. actually, That's this what isn't actually call a it. soap awards, so they can't get into the weeds too much with like best soap dog. No, but it is,
0: it is a shame when you, you do get these minor characters that make a great impression and there's no opportunity for recognition for them. I think them, that would be a great category
1: for the soap awards. You yeah, know? yeah. Best absolutely. supporting performer. Yeah. Because there are, and that you know what though, that would be the category that all the blooming Paddy McGinnis or whatever mm. would always win. Yeah, that Maybe. should be best supporting performance. He's not also a celebrity. <laughs>
0: um, and finally, th- we we touched on this earlier, and this is news, but not really news, but it was reported in the news. You talked, you said about Roy or David leaving the show, and we we didn't know whether or not he'd gone or, or not, but we kind of left last week's pro uh, podcast saying. No, he probably hasn't, has he? He's going to come back. Surely he's not doing an Emily Bishop here. But according to the tabloids, and I think this is on the Mirror I got this one from at the weekend, um, David Nil, No, not the weekend, a few days ago. David Nilsson has kind of semi-confirmed that he's gone for good, but... If you read the quote, he clearly isn't saying this. He says, I'm 72, obviously. When Corey aired Norris's funeral, we had a scene with the hearse pulling up and because of Malcolm Hebden, I thought, I'm really sorry that I won't get to work with him again. This is talking to Inside Soap, by the way. Um, He said, there are two exits in this for me, one for my character and one for David. Hopefully they won't coincide. Maybe they will. So he's kind of saying,
1: but he's saying, then I might come back and die in the job.
0: Basically, yeah, I know Roy leaving will get a reaction. It's a big part of your life, a popular culture. Yeah, the fact that he's saying maybe I will die on the job does strongly suggest he is going to be returning at some point. But obviously, the tabloids were able to spin that into saying, "Oh, he's yeah." It's it's if he had gone coronation street would have said by now he's gone goodbye roy roy tribute program the, the fact that they're not doing that is making it really really obvious he's not unless it's an emily bishop situation which is perfectly possible but um no i think he's going to be back he's going to roll back into town soon at some point point. and that's that it's not really news are we done with the news
1: i just, i'm just still annoyed Any... about this categories i think don't you think it's restrictive because if you have male or female, where do the non-binary people go? That's not fair. I
0: know. Well, I was wondering that when I saw this.
1: Because if you like, you can say if you're um, non-binary, you can say which one do you identify more with. But when you're saying male or female, it's like you can't. You know, mm. I think it just seems a bit crap.
0: Well, I don't know if there are any non-binary soap actors.
1: I think there are. Mm,
0: I don't know. I or don't some, know. Didn't I don't somebody know any in I'm not sure. Well, we should
1: start one. We should start one then. Mm. Next year.
0: They say if you want an award, then you just got to pick.
1: No. Make a category.
0: (laughs) I want to be in both of them, please. Right. Let's... (laughs) um, I want to do the news. The the, the, the feedback. Let's move on to the feedback now.
1: Feed... Back. We feed it back.
0: We feed it back. You you feed back to us. We feed it back to you. It's it's like a, a, a supreme loop. It's
1: like... Human centred. You tell
0: us things about Coronation Street. Or feedback, uh, and we will say what you think. We'll go. Because it's not just about what we you're think. You're wrong. If you listen to the feedback section <laughs> and you see people saying their opinions, they say I've got better opinions than that.
1: We challenge. Prove you. it. Yeah, prove it
0: by writing into us at conversationstreet@gmail.com, at and I put back my request next week we got episode 500 and I want to just be flooded with emails please with people saying how amazing the podcast is and how it's been a life-changing experience for you discovering it if I don't get that from every single one of you I'll be sad Thank all you. three some, of
1: you please some
0: people have already written us um, emails this week that specifically for We're episode 500 but we will not show those this week obviously but we have got quite a few other bits of feedback actually we've got a nice variety in the old inbox this week but before we get on to them as usual we've got the Facebook group score and they gave last week's episodes of <coughs> Coronation Street three point two nine out of five. Vanessa gave it three and a half random foof stuffs and beverages out of five. <laughs> I
1: thought you said random food foof.
0: Not food stuffs. That would be very rude. <laughs> because food means something in this it house. It does
1: in this house.
0: Um, no food stuffs and beverages. That was what uh, Mary Yummy. was spouting out. That was one of my picks for last week as well. I yeah, good said one. That. Judith gave it three life-size models out of five of Andy Burnham and wearing a crown and carrying a massive scepter. I think it was a scepter whittled out of wood. Um,
1: now a lot of people have accused. Um, what's his name? The I don't man know who, who you're plays... talking about. Curtis's dad.
0: I don't know what his name is. Neville. Neville. Neville Longbottom. A lot of people
1: have accused Neville of looking like Andy Burnham's dad. Oh, did they? You know who Andy Burnham is?
0: No. (sighs) Should I know?
1: Yes. Michelle... Is the winner you've picked? Oh
0: yes, you gave it two Argos adverts that I missed because there was a little discussion oh. that went up on the uh, on the Facebook group, oh, yeah, and you mentioned like it, it to yeah. me about did you see the massive blatant Argos advert and some people oh, saying oh, yes yeah, that yeah. was yeah. really obvious wasn't it and other people yeah. saying what Argos advert so two Argos it's adverts. It's subliminal, I yeah. Oh, 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 we we bought a, uh, an iron this week from Argos, didn't we? So it worked on us, obviously. <laughs> Gemma, would you like to read out the first email?
1: Graham, it's from Graham, and he says. Let uh, firstly let me let you know how much I really enjoy your podcast. I've been a loyal listener for many years now. While a number of my friends watch Corrie, I am in Windsor, Ontario. Hang on a minute. I would listen to a podcast recently where they said on 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 ta- ta- Ontario really wrong, and I think that's the way I say it. Oh well. I'm sorry. I'm saying it with an English accent. Does that, <laughs> does that excuse me? Absolutely. Ontario. Tario. If Graham oh, wants to direct
0: us, maybe he can uh, write his voice. I mail. always thought I knew not how to write say it. And now I don't way. know.
1: Um, but it's in Canada. Um, and due to COVID and social distancing, etc., I rarely get to discuss the latest goings on with them. Consequently, your excellent podcast, as well as the Facebook page, help me feel part of a greater community and less isolated in my enjoyment of Corrie. Admittedly, some storylines are occasionally distressing or just plain dumb, but that does not detract from my enjoyment of the show. As of late, we could use a bit more comedy, but these things ebb and flow.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I agree. Good email. Oh, we're not done. Yeah, we're not you've done. Got, you've Sorry. stopped
1: baggering about. Sorry. Uh, he says, I know we often get very vested in characters and sometimes find it hard to separate the characters and the actors who betray them, but what the heck? It's only a TV show, not real life. Hear about the good work.
0: Will do. Will I do. agree. Graham also told us about some issue that our website's maybe having. He says he's getting, like... A warning. A warning about... Us Security you. certificate about if you go on you our website, something?
1: I'll get access to your bank account and I'll buy shoes. <laughs> I
0: I don't, I don't know. Is anyone else having that problem?
1: You've have you told Podbean? I have
0: not told Podbean about Graham. We don't. Yet.
1: Well, we don't host our own. It's on Podbean, so it's them. Mm-hmm. It's down to them. Yeah, it? it is down to them but to make um, sure that we yeah, don't to hack see if anyone people else by is accident. And if we do hack
0: people, I want a cut. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, thank you. Thank for you very Nina. much, Graham. That was very nice things that you said about the podcast. I'm sorry, I don't know how to say
1: Ontario do, anymore. The question is do you know how to say Ontario. Graham?
0: Because he might be Graham.
1: He might be Graham. Mm. Graham cracker. Do they say
0: Graham in Canada as well, or is it just America We don't know how to pronounce Graham? Cecil. <laughs> Chris says this has probably been mentioned elsewhere, but I'm thinking that Kelly making her peace with Nina, who has just taken on the cafe, might be the cue for Kelly's friend, Stu. He said he was a cook in the Navy, being brought in to take over in the kitchen did
1: from he, Roy. Did he mention he was a cook
0: he in the Navy? He did mention it once or twice, yeah. yeah. That. The worsening cough has to be relevant, though. Will he be the street's first confirmed COVID casualty? Oh. I can't believe I didn't even think of COVID what, with he all said this it's coughing. Not,
1: when he coughed the first time, oh, yeah, he, he said, said it's not contagious. Oh, yeah, he said it's not contagious. contagious
0: He's also been having it for a good few weeks now and we know from personal experience. No. Oh, actually no. That's wrong. That is wrong actually, because we didn't our COVID didn't last for a week, but the, Maybe cough was the last thing to go. Maybe he's got long COVID. Maybe, Maybe he that's does. why he
1: knows he's not um contagious. contagious
0: anymore because he has had COVID. Oh,
1: Chris could be onto something.
0: It's gotta be something. I just it think it's really gonna get picked up at the hospital.
1: It is really interesting that nobody on Carnation Street has even got COVID, let alone died of it.
0: No. He kind of everybody knows. A good few people that have had it now don't they
1: well i mean i found out last weekend that my aunt died of covid and so did my godfather and i got told this in a very casual offhand manner by my
0: Gemma wasn't close to her aunt by the way can my, we just say she's not being not,
1: um there's a very potted history she wasn't related to me but it was still sad
0: yeah, absolutely. I never even i I never even her. knew her, but I, I know of her she was and incredibly her um, troubled her antics
1: and beautiful. She was very beautiful.
0: She went to a famous place.
1: She did. <laughs> Do you want to say where she went? You've set, you've pulled it out now. <laughs> I don't know whether you want to
0: mention it or not. She... No. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll leave you guessing about that one, then, listeners. Um. Yeah. No. I, it, it is weird, and and. They could have somebody get it because lots of loads and loads of people are getting COVID now and being well, pretty see, fine now, with now it. Now
1: we've got it, we're like they should put it on the show because everyone's getting it.
0: Well, so many people know people with it, and you can still have somebody with COVID, but it's just not, you know, not make a big deal of it because I for don't, lots I of think, people. No, I think
1: they. I think it's just, the moment it's passed. It's too late now to have anything about about it in the show. That no matter how they did it, they would be accused of being political because it is now a political topic isn't it it's ridiculous if they had somebody in it who had very mild symptoms and recovered they'd be accused of trivializing it and if they had somebody in it who had a serious um case of covid and had to go into hospital maybe had to be ventilated maybe died they'd be accused of scaremongering you know that they would it's so political
0: it's a shame because back in the early days of covid um they couldn't mention it on Coronation Street, really, because the situation was changing so much.
1: But also, nobody so, wanted to hear about it. Nobody wanted yeah, to...
0: nobody do- wanted to hear about it. We, you, because they were writing and filming so far in advance, it would not be in date by the time it got broadcast. But now, and I know we've got this Omicron going around, um, things are have been fairly stable with this is what COVID is like. And I think they probably could get away with just having, oh, yeah, um, Dev's, Dev's got COVID at the moment no, so he want can't come to out. Have it no, mm.
1: no, I'm not interested. Okay. I don't want to hear anything to, it, to do with art and fiction and stuff and entertainment. I don't want anything to, to do with COVID for about five years.
0: Okay.
1: Don't come to me trying to entertain me about COVID. I'm not interested.
0: Okay. Next email, Gemma.
1: Jay says... <laughs> Hello, Michael. Gemma and pod fans, I've never heard that before, pod fans. I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, and any winter festivals I have missed.
0: Did you see Kevin Kennedy's tweet? Uh, I think it was oh. yesterday or earlier today where he got, he was getting a bit annoyed by, he was in America at the moment and people wishing him Happy Holidays. People, <laughs> He's like, it's Happy Christmas.
1: That's silly because you don't know who, what you celebrate. <laughs> it's fine, I don't. I wouldn't be offended.
0: No, but I equally, if
1: somebody, if, if somebody came to me and said, happy Kwanzaa, I'd be like, cool.
0: <laughs>
1: I could have one if you told me how to.
0: <laughs> what Jay's... do I do? <laughs> how, how does one have a happy Kwanzaa?
1: <laughs> uh, Jay, I fear I, it might have been sad because I didn't know I was supposed <laughs> to be happy. Jay says, I would first like to say I have been very entertained by Corey lately. Super Soap Week was action packed. And if you put aside the urge to say, how convenient. Then it was good. <laughs> Soap's are based things happening in more convenient ways than real life.
0: So convenient when a sinkhole opens up in your garden rather than just a little mole hole, isn't it? So convenient when <laughs> your mum gets shot rather than just lingering about, swallows and a fly, and
1: spending all your inheritance. <laughs> Jay says I have put together a bit of a gift list for some of the characters and chorus. Oh Yes, this sounds good. Warning: some of, some listeners might find the following harsh.
0: Oh well. My <laughs> That's it. Oh, wow. Just say what you want. Right. What are the Coronation Street characters going to be getting? I oh, know. I think I need to say, to Jay. I
1: need Jay's attitude of, oh, well.
0: Yeah, you know, when you worry about the things I that do you I do worry. I don't want like, anyone oh, to be well. offended.
1: But equally, I, d- I would really, if you don't agree with me, what I'd really like you to do is just not worry that we have different opinions because it really doesn't matter. Jay says, Zidane, this is his list of gifts, Christmas gifts. Dan, new haircut that doesn't involve a mixing bowl on your head. Harsh. Oh, well.
0: <laughs>
1: Nina, an ounce of forgiveness. Daisy, She's any... She's got
0: that now. She, you, you think you're a bit behind, aren't you, Jay? Because she did some lovely forgiveness outside the I current studio last week. I think less
1: forgiveness. Maybe just a pinch rather than an ounce. <laughs> Daisy, anyone better than Daniel? Jack, a personality. David and Shona, five tonnes of dirt to fill a hole. Uncle Ronnie... Shirts that fit.
0: <laughs>
1: Toya, a moment to remember that she and Peter had a big affair where she was the cheater.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: Summer, some paper towel tubes and cardboard boxes to build some more epic robots.
0: She needs to take some of those robots along to Oxford University, don't she?
1: She's like, guess what? I I used to make
0: robots.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I used to talk to them in this voice. (laughs) She
0: is a massive nerd. Give her a place. Yeah, let her
1: in. She's weird. (laughs) Corey, one of those undetectable Highfield Prison cell phones. Yeah. Kelly, a street where people can forgive or even ignore her, especially those who have done time themselves, which is most of them. Steve, a well-written, funny script.
0: Guys, <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: harsh. Leanne, oh, well. Nick, and Sam. Um, a big hug from all of us.
0: Oh, how sweet.
1: I'm sure you can think of many more gifts that would make the characters' lives or the viewers' lives better. What gifts would you give? I wish everyone health and happiness through the season and in the coming year.
0: Have you got any oh. idea? I don't know whether I have it half past one in the morning.
1: Well, you always, you always kind of, you don't show me any of these questions before we get to the feedback. I'd forgotten section. that
0: we were having this in the podcast today. I'm really behind. It, this sounds a bit like a listener question. To be I'm honest. really
1: behind um, the idea of Zidane getting a new haircut, but am I? Because I, I think I kind of like it now.
0: Pick a character. What would you give Jenny for Christmas?
1: One of those, um, one of those glasses for wine that. Seals a whole bottle, yes, or a wine advent calendar.
0: Oh, a wine advent calendar—that would be good. You just be careful not to spill it. I'm really what are bad at talking presents. About
1: what? How do you think it's dispensed? Do you, think you open the window and then you kind of suck
0: through a straw? I imagine there's a little mini glass inside. <laughs> Maybe maybe it's that but it's got a little foil lid on the top, like you know, when you do you the ones your in flow Marks test.
1: No, no, no. The ones in Marks and Spencer's used to be able to get the little goblets for picnics where you have a foil cap on the top of because you're like, I'm classy, I'm yeah, wide it for glass. I'm but terrible now, at
0: making present getting presents in real life anyway, so coming up with ideas for presents for fictional characters that I've no idea.
1: Yes, because you came home from school today and told me that you are responsible for purchasing on behalf of the entire staff a leaving present for one of the members who is who is going leaving this. Yes, one we were
0: losing a cleaner. And I
1: said to you, you can't even buy me a present, and no, you I know no me, idea. let alone a lady that you only know briefly through work. Oh, no. Why have they given you this responsibility? Because I'm kind of in charge. I know, but your skill set. I'm isn't third in command, you. actually. <laughs>
0: um, no, I know. I, I think I don't know. I, I sometimes try and. I have to force these things off on other people, but I give all a personality. You can help me. That'd
1: be nice, wouldn't it?
0: Then, well, you could say that for a few of them. Curtis, as well.
1: Um, I would give.
0: What, what would Mimi like? Oh, I think that she would like like a little a box set of those TV, um, like a TV documentary of life in. The slums, or something, or you know, or or, or maybe yeah, even I like love that um, documentary the,
1: Life in the Slums,
0: or, or, or a shameless box set because yeah. she seemed like or very enamoured.
1: Isn't it wonderful to see how other people live? I've done I've forgotten how her voice goes. Maybe
0: you could, you, you know, you can get um virgin gifts, uh, vouchers or you know, experiences like, you know, go stay in a hotel for a night or go segwaying or whatever or do parachuting. Maybe you can give her an experience of living in a back street terrace for the night. I think oh. Mimi would love that.
1: Yeah, like a virgin, um, red letter day thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that thing. that's what I was
0: thinking. Yeah.
1: Um, I would give Grace, um, I'd get her tubes tied so she can't make that same mistake again.
0: Yeah. And shag around all old, she wants. The old
1: snip snip, um... Aggie, oh, a Nappy, yeah, cook.
0: Bro. Delia Smith, How to Cook.
1: Volumes 1, 2, yeah, and 3. boil an egg. <laughs> <laughs> so mean.
0: <laughs> I'd give Daniel just like some recognition that this girl is fancying her because he seems completely oblivious to it at the moment. Yeah, I'd
1: give Daniel a clue. Yeah. And I'd give Daisy a mirror because she'd love it.
0: She would, wouldn't she? I'd, I'd do one of those things where you can buy a load of followers on Instagram for Daisy. Do you think she'd like that?
1: Yeah, it's a very traditional route to success. Mm. <laughs> there stage. you go.
0: There's, there's some ideas. Sorry if they're not the best. We didn't have time to repair those. And like I said, it's our first You copied one. and
1: pasted this, so it's your responsibility. I know. Susan says... bit of
0: oh, oh, my turn, actually. Thank you. Susan on. says, love the list of questions recently, and the Sally Ann Matthews interview, and yeah. the squid game take. Yeah. I feel connected to you guys, says Susan, as we two have just moved into a larger house. Hooray! How are you finding moving in? Because we're still full of boxes. Two months on. How about if work ahead getting is... Uh, I can't even read this if work get ahead getting it back up to scratch so appreciate your company while I unpack etc there's
1: a bit of work ahead for her to get everything oh, back up to oh a bit of
0: work yes that's what it says yes haven't seen the episodes yet but from Facebook conversation leads me to believe that Curtis diagnosis is exactly as we predicted how
1: far back are you season like 10,000 or something
0: she is, no she is New Zealand <laughs> She's
1: way she says I haven't seen the episodes yet What well, any of them
0: <laughs> um <laughs> do start
1: from the beginning. I got quite enjoyed
0: suspecting, Susan said. It created irony with a touch of sympathy. Oh. I think the writers deliberately led us to come to the conclusion before the characters. What do you think? I know you don't like Curtis as a character. He seemed boring. But of course he's boring. Hence his desire to create drama and attention. Maybe he will have potential.
1: I'd like it if... Like, you know the DSM as well. They put all the... Um, the prop, like, mental... Um, health problems and things that you can have and define them and what they are and etc etc and if it's not in there it's not real. Yes. I would like them to have like, um, like a section where if you're really a boring person, this is probably how you can liven things up a bit, just to give people ideas, mm. like party tricks.
0: Yeah, good, good plan. Yeah, you might be right.
1: Or like a, like a soap writer's guide to mental health. Mm for fun so
0: what Susan was saying about the, the writers guiding us to come to the conclusion before the characters well, we did as we, as we talked about earlier yeah. sometimes they just spring it on you like with the Andy thing and it's brilliant and we kind of think maybe we prefer it really
1: that. is impossible for us to know whether we would have really come to the conclusion that no. he um, was suffering from that issue if we had not been uh, um, tipped off by Ian all His those amazing predictions.
0: yeah who knows who knows
1: I want some of my predictions to come true for once.
0: <laughs>
1: I want, I want, I want you to be aging counter chronologically.
0: Shall we? Shall we just do one more feedback? Okay. Let's just do one more this week. Let's do fan girl overload one, two, three, because we haven't heard from her for a little bit.
1: It says okay, but can we talk about the fact that this is the sixth time someone on the street has tried to sell their own child? Six. Seriously, is no one else more concerned about the amount of child trafficking that goes on in Weatherfield? I can't even take it seriously at this point. The first few times I did it, I actually quite enjoyed. Jack and Vera's reaction to Tommy being sold was heartbreaking. Even though she went on about it all the wrong way, you always sympathise with Zoe's plight as a single teen mother with no support network. With a, What with that storyline being a commentary about how oh, society yeah, so turns we... their back on those people, despite being the ones who need it the most. Oh, I need to
0: redo McGrath and put Shannon on. Baby Shannon.
1: But it got old fast and now my only reaction is that this is becoming increasingly far-fetched each time it happens. And why can't Aggie and Ed just tell Michael about this? The amount of problems that could be solved by characters actually talking to each other is ridiculous. <laughs> I agree with that because I really think that they're letting... They're really harming Michael by not telling him what's actually going on with his kid. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she says as if we didn't have enough soapy, ridiculous drama. so Dan's done the old burn down a restaurant to claim on the insurance trick. Remember when back in the day, Leanne, Paul, and I want to say Dan did it with Val- Valandros. I would like for Leanne or someone to draw comparisons between the two, but knowing the writers at the moment, I don't have much faith in them doing it. I didn't even mention Jess Quigley during the drug storyline. It's almost as if Leanne's life has just been erased from Cory history character of the week is Stu and I give it two and a half extremely posh mother-in-laws out of
0: five <laughs> thank you very much thank you everybody thank you, thank you, he wrote you. in oh I do just want to say before we finish we do have a new patron this week Freya and she wrote us an email to say that she has enjoyed the podcast for nearly two and a half years and she feels like she has a companion with her um, as a podcast fan I particularly enjoy the character profiles and she says you well done for reaching 500 episodes it makes my work to, my commute to work <laughs> special Listen to Aww. the podcast thank you thank you thank you Aww, thank well you, we're not at 500 yet Freya, but this time next week we will have recorded our 500th podcast and we can stop then can't we <laughs> we cannot stop ever <laughs> unless coronation <laughs> street decides to stop i think we're
1: gonna get cancelled now because i don't agree with not using the word no.
0: actress you say oh well are we are we all. um
1: do we have an actress category no we don't do we no we just yeah, have we characters no, no
0: no we don't we've got a top lad and a top lass haven't we
1: we can't have that now. Yes, we have. Top lad that. female, top lad male <laughs> is what we've got to
0: have. <laughs> oh, God. Top lad and top ladette. Next week on the podcast, we've already actually recorded some of episode 500, haven't we? We're, 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 we're getting some a bit ahead. Have. Some of us have recorded episode, some of episode 500. Well, the so really, podcast of the week of episode 500. Are we being again? Because I was
1: thinking Freya's kind of cursed us a little bit I'm just going to touch on here that we're going to now she said that we've reached 500 when we haven't
0: yes what happens if we don't make ironically, it ironically we might week. die yeah
1: but we do actually have some 500 it's actually uploaded to the internet
0: it is somewhere. there so if we happen to die please um, can the patrons who have access to that can you make it public it? please if,
1: yeah because yeah. it'd be really that would be a right bummer wouldn't it
0: really really would there, there might be more but I don't want to I don't want to say anything yet but there might be more than you expect next week, but there might there not might be. not be. Might be just exactly <laughs> I don't know at the moment. The amount that you think I, there, there is. might be exactly <laughs> the same amount and the normal amount that there always is. <laughs> there might but be. Um, I, I'm hoping that maybe we'll get a bit of a long think... feedback section next week because, like I said, I'm putting out the request. Praise, praise the podcast, please say it's awesome. Give it a review on iTunes and all the other places you can give it a reviews. Thank you, by the way, for everybody who posted um, their Spotify uh, thingies that how said... How do you get that? I don't know, because I don't use Spotify, especially not the podcast. I do, podcasts. but it
1: doesn't come up. But, but tell me. I uh, want yeah, to know. people on
0: Spotify this week got oh, told what their I... top podcasts were. Thank you very much for everyone who posted that it was Conversation Street.
1: I don't even follow us on Spotify.
0: Oh, well but it's not, you know, I don't know how it works. Oh, wow. Well, that's um,
1: just Jay being Jay now. I put, it on oh, Spotify,
0: well. I put it on Spotify a few years ago, just assuming, well, nobody's going to listen to it on that. That just shows how little my finger is on the pulse, because apparently people do watch, listen to it on Spotify. Well, it's
1: because they... Hello, if it's you. They spent an incredible amount of money on podcasters to make them exclusive to Spotify. Oh, did
0: they? Is that how it works? They, no. do,
1: we, do we see any of that? No. no. Do they put, here's a question. Do they put ads on our podcast on spotify i bet they do oh i wonder
0: we do not see any of that money um so you can find us on spotify if that is your um podcasting listening method of choice you can also find us on twitter we're at conversation stir um we're on facebook we got a lovely facebook group there we're on youtube patreon um instagram it's great it's great. And yeah, you could be like Freya and be a lovely patron and get Yay! access to all our great bonus podcasts. This week, we did a bonus podcast. What did we do? We had, this week, we did our top five was top five characters who've left Coronation Street yes. since we started recording <laughs> it that we want to come back. So it's a little bit complicated, but it was quite fun to see who we want to uh, to come back.
1: And we are also donating our money this month to a charity that's related to Coronation Street. Um, do you think we should give it to um, the Sophie Lancaster I Foundation? I think I
0: think we probably should give our December Patreon money to the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. That's so we'll donate it
1: in the name of our Conversation Street patrons. And thank you very much as always for your support this year. Um, and and like
0: Gemma has said, if you want to just like donate money to charity, sign up to us for a month and then cancel, then you can still have access to all the bonus yeah. podcasts if you're at the um, at the Bistro tier. And then, or, and then you just give the money straight to charity through us
1: you can also just donate straight to charity you could do that but you don't get any free content bonus. we don't get to be
0: honest we give about five no, four hours five hours of podcast a week I don't think that people need any more of us but That's it's fine. it's there it's yeah there. well la- oh well if last, you didn't like
1: it oh well oh
0: well that was our last episode <laughs> of the 400s Hope that last hundred episodes went really well. It's been it was um, around episode. Are you
1: doing a speech?
0: Um,
1: it's three and a half hours now. Yeah, no, I know,
0: I know. I'm just thinking. I'm just saying that around episode four hundred was when we started like putting things up on YouTube more, and and um,
1: it's gone really well, isn't it?
0: <laughs> we got a handful of followers on YouTube. And, I can't say I much mean, more than that. But thank you if you do follow and us. And we now. are
1: so influential in our posting on youtube and i requested specifically get rid of the dislike um button because i don't like it (laughs) so they got rid of it so yeah you can thank me for that i think
0: I don't care now, anymore. Okay, well, that is, it's bedtime. Goodbye, everybody. See you next week. Thank you for listening. Ta Goodbye.
1: Thank you for listening. Thank you for tolerating all my BS. We'll see you next week. We'll be 500.
0: The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. And it was all jingly at the beginning and everything. Goodbye. That came from I don't know where. Bye. Bye-bye.